How long do we have you for? As long as you guys want, man. He says he has a lot to talk about. He has a lot of things he's been doing. He's been making music, yeah. uh, you know, DJing, mm-hmm. living in a van some, some months. Living in a van. Do so you do a lot of touring? <laughs> touring, yes. Uh, going out, is, do you mean like in the van? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so tour. where all of you been? Dude, uh, you name it. I took the van out last year to... Went up to like almost in Washington, went into the Rockies, went into, I've been to Florida, I've been to, um, gosh, all over, all over, all over the U S I mean, I really want to go to Mexico soon. Cause I think that's cool. What part? I've already, I've already been to, um, <clears throat> I've already been to Mexico city. So I want to go back and maybe go to Tulum. Tulum's got some sick parties. That's are you going to be driving your van? Yeah. Did you know you can take your, you can take your car and go all the way to South America? I didn't know that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? You can literally go from like right now, if we wanted to, we could take a car and go all the way down through Mexico, all the way to, to into South America. I didn't know. Is that something you're going to do? Cause you sound kind of excited about it. <sighs> yeah. If like, I was into I'd that like, life, I would definitely do something like that. I'd like to, I might do it, do it and like, uh, just film the whole thing. So Pretty legit. Yeah. How long are you going to be in Tulum for? Well, Tulum has a big EDM scene. Um, I follow this page on Instagram. That's like, uh, Tulum nightlife, something. And they do, they have the sickest DJs and these huge like holograms with these floating bodies in the air. And <clears throat> I, I could show it to you guys if you want, but it's, it's pretty rad. Like, yeah, Tulum's got a big U S population there too. So a lot of, um, a lot of English speakers. So let's where we met our friend Damien. I mean, I, he, our buddy Nick was down there mm-hmm. and our friend Elizabeth was down there at the same time. And, Nick was like, hey, you should get Damien Ryder on the podcast. And mm-hmm. next time he came to Memphis, you know, he was in Tulum for a couple of, like almost a year or something like that. Yeah. Who And what does he do? He is a motivational speaker, nice. uh, a stuntman. Cool. So he's like a thrill seeker. Wow. So he does like, um, he's, he paddleboarded up the Gold Coast in uh, Australia. That's where he's originally from to like Bondi Beach or something like that. And he mm-hmm. like encountered like great white sharks and. I think he's been on a couple of reality shows. He was like GQ man of the year or something from wow. Australia. He's a really nice guy though, but he had a lot of trauma. Yeah. So that's where he cured his trauma from doing the endurance type sports that mm. he does. Fascinating wow. man. Really nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I bet you guys learn a lot interviewing people. Yeah. That's what I really like about this is because, you know, you find out stuff, especially about people we know that when we first started doing it, mm-hmm. you find out stuff about them that you didn't know, exi- you know, that they had going on. And then right. just people we don't know in general, it's just you find out new information, and especially somebody that's an expert in something. Because mm-hmm. when you find out somebody's an expert in something, you realize how much you don't know. Mm-hmm. So, like, especially like you with DJing, like I know zero shit about DJing. And right. then, you know, you know all the stuff. And right. We've had fitness people on here that know a lot. and. It's just, it's just impressive, man. Everybody has a story. Yeah. Well, it's like yesterday's episode we did with, um, Kevin, you know, he does, um, he owns a mortgage company here in town Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, he's just telling us about all different things that you never know about. Mm. I was like, damn, I'm just sitting like, Jesus, man, I love doing this because as you learn, it's a crazy time to be in mortgage because in that, in that business, because of what's going on with the housing market, like we just hit this huge you know, rise in the houses, my house, I'm sure everybody's houses went up, but so nobody knows what's going to happen next. I don't know. We got yeah. a lot of predictions. What did he say? Well, that's what he was saying with all like the investment companies coming in town and buying up 
three, four, ten houses in like an area, yes. you know? Right. What is their end game? And that's what they're nervous about because they don't know what their intention is. Mm. Like BlackRock. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to they're gonna own everything. Like it's, it's insane because I, t- I was telling him about how in Countrywood, you know, I don't know who did it. I'm sure it was just one peep, this one or two companies. <clears throat> There's like 10 signs that say four leaves and they all look the same. Mm. So I think it's the same company that bought all those houses, you know, like, mm. but you know, I was also thinking this, like if you don't have any intention of buying back, like, if you're going to downgrade into a house, if mm. you're getting $50,000 over what you have listed, that's mm. a lot of money, man. Especially yeah. if you, now, if you're going to try to get a bigger house, that 50,000 is going to be gone in a second. Right. But if you're just trying to get a smaller house, we'll say like you and your wife, because the house right. you used to just sold used to be you, your whole family. And now it's just you and your wife in the house, you know? Right. Like, and you just want to get something easier to live in or mm. less maintenance and stuff. Like that 50,000 can go a long way. Mm. The problem is this. So this is the problem I, I came into was like, if I sold my house, I can make a lot of money f- considering what I bought it for. Right. I, I could come out and do, do well. The problem is there's nowhere to live. <laughs> the problem is like looking for, I had a friend in Nashville tell me she went, she was moving to Nashville. She, I think she went through like, she just kept getting turned down because I mean, you know how, what you got to put an offer in, you got to wait. You, it's kind of a lucky luck of the draw thing. I mean, you really got to get in early, but you got to have all, all of your you know, tax information, all that stuff ready. So I think she, she kept getting outbid, outbid, outbid. Finally, after like a year of doing this, she's like, screw this. I'm going to buy a house an hour outside of Nashville. So that's what she did. And she got it pretty quickly, but that's what you're dealing with, man. It's like, yeah, I could take this money, but where am I going to go? Like, are you still thinking about moving to Nashville? I really, um, you know, we're, we're doing, um, our SEO is there now. So if you, if you look up, uh, DJs in Nashville, we, we come up. So, um, dude, I definitely want to start doing some silent discos there. Definitely want to expand. That's the, that's the dream is to like, have a, a satellite station in both cities so I can go back and forth. I can play there. I can play here and have a team that does both. That'd be ideally what I want to do. So, so what are you doing exactly now? So, uh, so, you know, we've got the D- tiger city DJs. What my, is that? My business. Oh, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. no, it's okay. Um, so that's the, that's the, the, the DJ company that started here. So I, I started a DJ company so that I could like, so it's not just me. So like if somebody wanted me and I get sick or busy or whatever, I could just send a, a person, right? Ideally. And that's the smarter way to do it anyway. Nobody, it's like when you're just a, just a dude that runs a business, like you, you really can't. My, my thought was like, okay, I want to be able to sell this one day or I want to be able to like grow, expand, da, 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 you know, et cetera. So we started, got a, you know, I was in, I went to university of Memphis, Tigers, Tiger city. I was a senior in college and, uh, when I started and yeah, came up with the name tiger, I actually saw a band called tiger city. I got to give shout outs to that guy in New York, <laughs> saw a band called tiger city. Yeah. Thought it was a cool name. <laughs> he was a cool dude. Uh, we went and got drinks after a show that was in some random city I was in like Baltimore. But anyway, shout out to that guy. I'm sorry. I stole your name. <laughs> like, uh, how many DJs do you currently have under your company? Let's see, we got one, two. So we have the silent disco mm-hmm. sort of branch that we have probably like three or four rotating DJs that do that. Um, and then the same for the wedding stuff. Like we have like three or four that kind of rotate. So at any given point, we can take three or four weddings or we can take three or four silent discos. So that's kind of how I wanted to do it. Um, <clears throat> and it's been it's been cool, man. Memphis has been good to us, like very loving, supportive. And, you know, the power of Google, man, like 
God, small businesses, man, just get on Google. Like that's, that's really been our early on. We focused on SEO and, you know, getting the five-star ratings that goes such a long way. It really does. So do you pay for like AdWords? So I pay for, I hired an SEO guy. Okay. Yeah. And so we, and to rank us. And so we went from the very bottom of the, like non-existent on, on Google. So you would type us in, we wouldn't even come up to like literally number one when you type in. Really? When you type in anything DJ related, Memphis DJ, best DJ, DJs in my area, you know, but that's been, that's been like the reason we've gotten all these cool gigs and stuff. So yeah. Huh. But SEO. So do you have an issue? Like I saw a post you made, you did a silent disco at the zoo Mm -hmm. and people took the, the, what is it? The headphones, I guess. (laughs) Took the headphones. They took the headphones. Yeah. Now, do the, are those things expensive to replace or did some people bring them back? Dude, they're expensive. They're like, well, it depends on if you get them in bulk, you can get them for like 40 bucks or something a pop, but they're normally maybe 30. I can't remember what we paid for them, but I, I spent several thousand dollars getting a bulk of them. So, I mean, obviously you don't want them to dis- disappear, but yeah, we did a, we did a thing at, at the zoo and like everyone got wasted and put it around their neck and just walked out. Mm. <laughs> and now, security they, said nothing. Thank yeah. you. security. <laughs> can they use that Memphis headphone? Zoo. Can they? No, it doesn't I mean, work. That's anywhere. Not, yeah. So it's just, no. just for that, what that system yep. that you have, yep. right? Yeah. The little receiver, it's like a, a Bluetooth that specifically works with that radio frequency. So it'd be like you taking, um, what's the equivalent? I mean, it's, it's so it's the sole, pro, uh, not sole proprietor. It's a proprietary, uh, I guess it's a software that, it, that it, that it's, it's not a software. Is it? It just, it speaks to that. Know. It speaks to that frequency. Mm. So yeah, it's not a software. I'm trying to explain this in my head. I know how it works, but yeah. <laughs> so it's useless. If you steal it, it's useless, man. And it, it only works within, you know, uh, like maybe like 500 feet or something. So if you, yeah, if you drive down the road, you're not gonna hear the music. So these maybe, idiots. maybe they thought they could right, like right. driving home listen to your good music. Right. So how does the yeah. channels work? Do you, do they go up to you and say, Hey, I want to hear this certain music on this channel and you do it, or do they put it on the, is there a switch on their actual headset? So we have three DJs, every event. Um, well, that's not true. Two, two to three DJs, sometimes actually one, but we, we try to encourage to get two channels uh-huh. so people can have, you know, different, different styles. Let them talk. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we have, we, so, so the guests can come in and on the headsets, you just like, you can switch to channel one, channel two, channel three. So you can be like, Oh, I like rap and R and B or, Oh, I like country or, Oh, I like, you know, EDM or, Oh, I like whatever we, we, we have every channel different usually at our, the ones we've been doing at Overton have been pretty cool. And that's how we do it. We do three channels there. How long you been doing this now? God, dude, 10 years over that. I started, I started tiger city in 2011. Um, and then we started the silent disco branch around like maybe like five years in or six years in. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Nobody was doing it. Yeah, like I've seen, I think I remember the zoo post, but yeah. I've never actually seen uh, or actually been to one. I know somebody that's actually been to one. She said mm-hmm. it was fun. Oh, yeah. Cool. But I like, so. I love the videos you see of like people doing it and they're just dancing. <laughs> There's no fucking music in the background. Yeah. It's obviously it's in their head, but. Y'all have to come. We're doing, uh, so we're doing a, a country western one this week. Um, I don't know if this will be published before then, but y'all should still come. So come out to when it. When is it? So it's going to be the 23rd. Of this month, let's see, Johnny, uh, July. So yeah, I mean, if you guys are free, come on, I'll, I'll put you on the guest list. It's it's fun. You got to wear country uh, western attire. We so we sw- we switch the themes. So mm. we we have a different theme every time. Like we did, um, we did a Woodstock theme, dude. That was really cool. And um, 
everybody dressed up in Woodstock. I think we're going to do a Burning Man theme oh, and then we're going to do like a Greek theme. So you just dress up and like togas Greek. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to do cool stuff, man. And where, so where is it going to be at? Uh, these are all at Overton Square. Do you know, do you know where the, the stage is? The Chef <clears throat> Levitt Shell? No. Uh, do you know where Memphis Pizza Cafe oh, is? Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So okay. There's a stage right behind yeah, there. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's a good location. Can I move this mic around a little bit? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Go for it. Let's see what we can do here. I had no idea you could listen to three different or however different things on your headset. I thought it was whatever. There was just one DJ playing. No, yeah. I think he's saying you go in that room, right? Huh? You got to go in that area where that DJ's at. So, no, no, no. So, like, so the way it works is if you're, if you're the party goer, um, I can move this right. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So if you're the party goer, you walk into the room, you get a headset, you have three music options on your headset. So you literally just go click, 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 like, and it, and it speaks to the receivers. So receiver one could be, like I said, like it could be EDM. Yeah. The next one could be country. So we try to do that so everybody can have something to listen to. So not everybody wants EDM house. Not everybody wants, you know, Memphis rap. Sometimes we, we, tr yeah, like this week we're going to be doing country Western. So we're going to be doing like old school country western like um do you guys listen to country western like, some of it back in the day is that like alan jackson and stuff the, yes okay yeah yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah that kind of stuff so we'll be doing that um like uh gosh what's the what's the guy that sings i'm gonna love you forever that song forever uh forever amen stuff like that like the just dolly parton um i'm blanking on his name and i should know but that genre that sort of like you know what year would that be? Seventies, eighties, nineties, just all that stuff is great. So mm. maybe some new country, maybe some boots getting boogie. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Are you guys going to be scared? That's legit, man. Yeah. That's cool that you're doing something and, different. And they yeah. just reached out to you. Overton. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think, I don't know how they, I don't know how we linked that up, but um, yeah, somebody reached out to me and we ended up, we ended up being like, Oh, it was during COVID. Cause we couldn't do stuff inside. Mm. So they're like, Hey, we want to do something cool outside, you know, for, for people, everybody's tired of being inside. So, um, yeah, that's how, that's how we got started, man. We started doing it during COVID. Everybody wanted to, to do, cause you could remember in COVID, you couldn't do stuff indoors. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, the outdoor thing was like the only way to go. So, so that's how we got started. Yeah. We've been doing those man, like every month only in the summer. It's not really good in the winter outside, but Yeah. Y'all, you should check it out. You've never been to Silent Disco? Mm -mm. Ever? No, no. Okay. Like I said, I've just seen the videos and I've heard, I know somebody that went to one. I, yeah. I assume it's probably yours because it was here. Yeah. But uh, no, you, I've never Was it the one on the riverboat? You know, the little I, boat no, that goes up and down? You did know, you, did you tell me about, somebody ago. tell me about that one. I think I sent it to you. I was like, is this yours? Because I saw like, the Silent Disco. I just assumed it was yours. Yeah. Somebody, somebody was doing it on like that riverboat that goes up and down. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So yeah. do you produce your own music? I do. Yeah. So I just got really into it. I was, I was sort of, um, I was in a band and I was in a band that we were producing our own stuff, but I wasn't like the main producer in the band. I just sort of like watched him and like learned and, uh, shout outs to Matt White. That dude is a genius. Um, but, uh, he's, he's a local Memphis guy. Just God, if you've, if I got to say this, I, I've never met anybody that's like, can just, spit out music, like almost like Prince, just like crazy talented. So I was in a band with that guy. <laughs> and so he taught me a bunch of cool stuff about music production. And, uh, yeah. So I, I started making beats, man, started learning, you know, there's so much to learn, man. There's so much to learn. Like 
you, you know, there's plugins, there's like, you got to learn how to slide there. So there's all these websites now you can like download, you can download loops from, and you know, you can turn that into cool stuff. And there's all these like external instruments and you got to know how to like play piano somewhat. You got to know music theory and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's cool, man. It's, it's been really cool. How do you, when you make a song or you make a creative beat, mm -hmm. how do you, what goes through your head that you get to that beat? Dude, it's crazy. Um, I, I think that, I think that like, it's hard to explain because you're, you're making me think of a story. It's like when I discovered how to produce, mm -hmm. I like when I, when I started doing it, started making beats, I was like, Oh my God, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. Right. Cause I can't draw for shit. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't do anything else. Like my, I'm really surprised that you can't, <laughs> that I can't draw. Yeah. Are you guys, you, can you draw? Because you're artistic. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that's what I figured you could. I'm a musician. Uh, I've been drumming my whole life. I play piano, play guitar, but like, man, yeah, I can't draw for shit. So, but when I, when I found the production thing, I was like, this is, this is so cool. Like I can, you know, then I started studying like all the big Avicii and Martin Garrix and just, uh, all the Calvin Harris, all these guys that started blowing up like 10 years ago. Um, and that's the other thing, man, like a lot of people don't understand. And we'll come back to that question in a minute, but a lot of people don't understand the difference between like a producer and a DJ. So do you, you may explain, do y'all know? Yeah, the please tell us because I don't. Really so know. a DJ plays there's, so you, you, they're not mutually like exclusive. You can, you can be both or you can be one or the other. So yeah. So you can be a DJ or a producer, or you can be a DJ producer. So like Calvin Harris, he's a DJ producer, Skrillex, DJ producer. Um, but like most guys you hear around town, they're just DJs they're playing other people's stuff. So a DJ is just somebody who plays other people's stuff. DJ producer production produce, you know, you produce, you you're creating stuff. So it's like, I went, I wanted to go from DJ to producer. I didn't want to just do that my whole life and do weddings and that kind of stuff that that was kind of boring to me. But, um, so yeah, I work in Ableton. Um, I made a beat this morning in like an hour. Really? Yeah. I brought it with me. If you want it, you want to hear it? Sure. Yeah, Should we plug it in? Okay. Actually, let me see if I even have it. Um, I just, yeah, let's plug, let's plug it in. Should we, it's not mixed or mastered. Do you well, think it sounds good? IPhone? We'll see. Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. We'll plug it in. I, I mean, for something that I made in like an hour, I would like to hear it. You want to hear it? You don't mind. Yeah, sure. Okay. So it's not, let me turn this down. It's not mixed or mastered and it's not like, I'm like talking it down. Like, don't, don't judge me. You know, that's, that's every artist says that. Like, please don't judge and me. And watch this be badass. Okay. So I, uh, man, sometimes I just get like super inspired. I'm like, man, whatever. Like there was a, when the full moon happened a couple. Two days ago, right? Right. Or well, two there, days. well, there was another one. There was the big orange one. I didn't see that one. I made a track during that. I was just like, what's going on? I'm so inspired. So maybe I'd, I'll show you this one first. I made this. It's like 55 seconds. Do you have the gain up and stuff? Yeah. Okay. So started out with like a little piano loop. Um, and then I found this, there's a website called splice. You can go and download these acapellas. <clears throat> it's really cool. And you pay like a monthly fee and you can get as, as much as you want. And so really it's just about piecing them all together and making it. Cause I mean, when you, when you take them, the stems, which is just like just the acapella, just the drums, just the, the guitars, whatever by themselves, it doesn't sound good. Obviously it'd be like just a guitar, but and what you're doing essentially as a producer is like writing a song, stacking them together or playing them. Right. So if I play bass or whatever, 
we're going in and we're recording it. So I might, re- I might regret playing the song like in 10 years. Like, what did I play that song? <laughs> is when but you I, said you said you layered, right? Yeah. Is that like when you're looking at the computer screen, you see all those lines and then you have like a guitar right there and like a, a yeah. Something. Do you know GarageBand or do you ever open I've, I've seen that. Yeah. Is that what, is that what you use? I use Ableton. So, okay. it, but they're all kind of, they're all DAWs, right? Like digital audio. Right. So I'm sure you use something similar for this probably in, and I use uh, audacity yeah. to do my I editing. I never use audacity, but, yeah. um, but yeah, they're, they're all kind of the same. Like okay. I just like the layout of Ableton. I like Ableton's like, community. And, and if you're a, if you're a, a dude that does this stuff and you, and you do it live, Ableton is the program to, to play back stuff. Right. So they have these like really cool MIDI controllers that have all these buttons on it. Mm. And you can be like, whatever, like you can just peck around. Yeah. And so a lot of DJs producers started doing that. They like, they got an Ableton and then they played it back live. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm almost hesitant to play this, but I, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I'll play it. <laughs> Come on, man. Play it, please. It's cool. You got me hyped up now. Okay. You were talking about it earlier too. I don't even, I don't even remember what it sounds like now at this point. I, <laughs> I, I really, I make so much music that like, but it just, it shows you that like, yeah, I've been doing this for, I don't know, eight years or something, seven, eight years, but I'm getting there, man. Like the drops and stuff. I really want to, this is nowhere uh, near being done, but is it going to come in as soon as I hit play? Yeah. Okay. We'll s- see. Good, yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah, dude, you could have the people will love that. And you said that's unfinished. It's or? unfinished. It's not. It's not been mixed or mastered. Um, I can't. I mean, it sounds good to me. So you're the thanks. opposite of somebody that has the Dunning Kruger effect because you're the type of person that, like, dumb people think their shit's the best. Smart people <laughs> generally think their stuff is like. God, I'm questioning myself. Honestly, I'm saying so which about, one is which? The Dunning Kruger effect. The Dunning Kruger is somebody that thinks they're smarter than they are. Uh, it's stupid people that think they're genius. People that think they're smarter than Albert Einstein. Wait, you're saying dumb people think there's it's the opposite. If you if you're really so dumb, dumb you people, dumb people think they're super smart. Gotcha. Because there's this thing. It's uh, some guy. He robbed a bank and he put lemon juice on his face and had no mask or anything. Just went into the bank. And everybody's like, this guy's robbing the bank with his face showing. And the police found him after he robbed the bank. And they're like. We know who you are. And he's like, there's no way you know who I am. I put lemon juice on my face. I put lemon juice on his face. And so he thought that, you know, like if you put lemon juice on your face, the Mm -hmm. cameras wouldn't pick it up. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's Dunning-Kruger effect. Wow. So dumb people. Are you saying dumb? What are you saying? Dumb and Kruger? Oh, Dunning. Dunning-Kruger? Yeah, Dunning-Kruger. Okay. Never heard of that. uh, Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. But like... Yeah, like that usually, was really good. Man. Usually, people that are creative, they question oh, the yourself. Yeah, but, I mean that is something. Like it's it's one of those things where you're putting yourself out there, man. So, 
And there's so many critical people out there. So it's just like, it's kind of understandable, like to be kind of That's, apprehensive. Dude, it's, it's honestly the reason why so many people don't put out stuff. Mm-hmm. Just, it's the reason so many people don't try stand up comedy. It's the reason why so many people don't try things that, you know, that are like that, where you, you have to take criticism right away. Like, I mean, I've wanted to do stand up comedy forever, but like, um, I mean, I think that <clears throat> honestly, I need to focus on one thing. That's, that's my overall thing. I'm like, Jordan, just focus. It's not so much that I, cause I talk on a mic for a living anyway. Yeah. It's not so much that I'm nervous doing that. It's more like, dude, you got to just stay focused on Cause it's hard enough to, it's hard enough for me personally to, to get really, I kind of like to focus on something until I've done like the 10,000 10, hour, yeah. you know, goal line. Y'all know about the 10,000 hour, like, uh, yeah, but no. I mean, it's one of those things, man, like we're only here a limited time too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, you can at least dabble. It doesn't mean you have to put it wholeheartedly into something. You can at least experiment. Right. right. But like I said, uh, there is a whole fear of, you know, aspect of everything of mm. being judged, but they generally say for stand up comedy, if you're good at telling stories, you're probably going to be good at stand up comedy. Oh yeah. Cause that's all they really do. And then they just pepper in some punchlines mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But was yeah. your friend good at telling stories that did it? He's not good at storytelling. Oh, okay. So that's why he's didn't No, Cause good. he, he would just go up, man. They used to have his comedy store where the purple diamond is now. Yeah. And like, he's man, he's like, I want to do comedy. And I'm like, I mean, you're a nice guy, but I never <laughs> thought of him as being funny, you know? And so, like, we go, he he did it twice. And he would just go up there and talk about his day, like, when he got off work. Because I think at the time, he was a, I think he was a sanitation guy. And he would talk about, like, picking up trash and shit. And then people would be like, luckily, people were nice. Mm. Like, they didn't boo him or anything like that. But it was, but it took yeah. balls for him to get up there and do it. Though. Absolutely. You know? so Absolutely. That'd be kind of terrifying to do, like. Because, but you were saying like you have to do it because you know, right. but like for me that be real, I'd be really scared to do something like that because right. you, first off, even though you have your friends out there, what if well, the, I was the only friend? Oh, uh, how many people were there? I mean, it was a packed. Oh, okay. For, so they were respectful by not laughing at him, kind of thing. Is that what you saying? Well, you want people to laugh at you. Well, I mean, like in a bad way, like <laughs> instead of like no, no, no. I mean, like you know, yeah, they, they didn't, like, didn't boo him. Okay, so I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't yeah, like yeah. the Apollo. Okay, yeah. Yeah. but like yeah, I mean, like it'd be hard to do that. Yeah, like you'd be, I'd be nervous as fuck. Like right. I, I hate talk, well, I hate standing up in a meeting and we have more work because right. my name got called for something. Mm-hmm. Like I just sit in my chair, I'm like oh okay, thanks guys. Like I, I can't do that kind of stuff. But this yeah. guy, this guy, I'm talking about, man, this guy's like the Black Forest Gump, man. He's done everything. Like <laughs> he really has. When we were in, we were in high school, I no, I think we actually just graduated high school. Um, he was supposed to come to my house, so this is like. 99 or something like mm-hmm. that and he didn't show up and i didn't think of that. we didn't have cell phones like we have now and all this other shit the golden days yeah and so like his parents called their house and he's like hey have you talked to courtney and i'm like no nah, i haven't talked to him and they're like oh he's been missing i'm like is he dead and then like come to find out he like went to paris to try to play soccer <laughs> and he only what? reason he, he had to come back because his visa ran out and he had to call his parents to ask for more money and they're, they're like no come back fucking home wow and then i was like why didn't you tell me he's like i didn't think anybody was gonna miss me dude and then we, we lived together and then he uh, he would stop coming home. I was like, why is this dude not coming home? Then he became a Mormon. He was a black Mormon. Then he met some lady. He married her after like a month of knowing her. Yeah, he's just, he's a wild dude. Man. He was yeah. in the army. Yeah, oh, he, joined, the, he yeah. joined the army. Is he a guy that changes his looks all the time? Because I think he might have a, one of those guys that run from the <laughs> so <laughs> long. If you can, guys. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, he's really super, he's a super nice guy. Yeah, he's and, a really like, sweet guy. I've met him, you know, a, a bunch of times. Yeah. And like, 
when Tony told me that he was in the army now, or yeah, army, right? Yeah, he joined. Army. I was like, didn't we just see him the other day? He didn't even say anything about this, and he's like. <laughs> That's Courtney. I told you. That's what he does. I was like, damn, okay. We got to show a picture of him on the on the video. Yeah, <laughs> I'll send you a picture. But like, so who all have you DJed for? Oh, um, who have I DJed for? Do you mean like? Like outside, like what, what What cool clubs have you been to? Like you DJ DJ that first. Mm, cool clubs. Dude, I used to do the club stuff. And honestly, it like, it wears you out, man. Like some of my buddies still want to do the like five o'clock into the morning stuff. Like, and, and, and Memphis is weird because we don't have any cool clubs. Like, you know, we all used to go to senses and stuff. And yeah, everybody in Memphis is, I mean, 152 is gone. What? There aren't any clubs really here. You technically, I guess it's just. Um, What's the one on the Highland? Sit- Oh, the bluff. The that's bluff, the only one. Yeah. That and then you of. have Tin Roof, you know, that's Tin where roof. Epic spins on the, right. on Saturday nights and right. Friday nights. That's the thing. Shout out to DJ Epic. Oh. And like, they're, they're jumping, you know, because yeah. that's the only place you can get the club vibe feel, like, I believe. Yeah. Dude, I you're think right. the shift is coming, though, because I keep seeing like new hotels popping up <laughs> and like more rooftop stuff is going on. It's well, just new blood needs to come. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like you did the rooftop. Was epic that oh, one night. Peabody. Peabody rooftop. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was cool as shit, you know? Super cool. And then, like, um, then Jeremy Allen is doing, what's the hotel? The Hyatt, the rooftop. Oh, yeah. Is that downtown? Where's that? Yeah, at? it's um, it's right across the street from the Orpheum, pretty much. Cool. Yeah. And then, like, you know, there's, like Tony said, there's more stuff that's being built. Mm-hmm. There's more lounges going in to mm-hmm. these hotels and stuff. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be like a lounge club feel. And but then you know sooner or later there's going to be some banging ass nightclubs again. Right, it has right. to come back, right? Because they were so popular. Here. Yeah. Because my buddy, I saw a buddy earlier today, and he told me like that. I asked him about that Union Row. He's a developer and all the stuff, and mm-hmm. he was saying that like, they got like sixty million dollars invested Whoa. already in it, so they have to do something with it. Mm. And he says basically going to be like. Uh, uh, what did he? Oh, have you been in Nashville recently where they have that Justin Timberlake has like a puck hall or a food hall type place? Mm, yeah. It's going to be like that kind of area, he said. JT's got one there, but it has one in Memphis. Come on, dude. Wait, what is it called? That one in Nashville? 6 9 or 6 something. Yeah. Like 60 something. 615. <clears throat> it's something sick. Um, I know it is something sick. Yeah. Oh, we went there and it's fucking dope as fuck. So you're talking about like you walk in, there's all these restaurants inside? Yeah, like but he said hall. it's going to be like a... Um, Every city has that except for us. Yeah, he yeah. said it's going to be more like <laughs> that like that little pocket area of all kind of stuff, though. But like it's going yeah. to be hotels, that kind of thing. You remember where we oh. stayed at for Sachi John's wedding? Yeah. We we walked past it. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. I mean, In I mean, Nashville? Yeah. Yeah. What's up with JT doing that there, though? That's, that's kind of offensive a little bit. And not in Memphis. <sighs> So that's what I'm know, saying, man. man. Like people just overlook and it's, I don't know. I'm not trying to hate on our city. Memphis has been very good to me. I've had some really cool opportunities here. I'm not a, I'm not a Memphis like hater per se. Like I just, I do. I wonder why I'm like, like, you know, you look at comedians or, or bands and you look at their tour dates and it's like Austin, St. Louis, Nashville. And you're like, Oh yeah. You just went right over us, man. Yeah. Or New Orleans. It's like they go under. <laughs> it's like. Well, I wonder, because I always thought here. that, like, when Live Nation bought some of these places, would they force people to come here? Yeah. Because, you know, before, they could probably just pick and choose. But if they were through a booking agent, I would imagine a booking agent would be like, hey, go here. Right. Well, you know, Live Nation bought the New Daisy, mm-hmm. and that's gone now. Yeah. They, they ended up doing the what thing. What happened with, to that? Do you know? I'm not sure. But they did the thing with Minglewood. Mm-hmm. You know, that's now, it's called Minglewood still, but it's owned by the people from Nashville now, mm-hmm. you know? 
which I heard they're doing really good things because they bring in really good bands mm. and they're sold, they're selling out nights and, you know, and then, um, you know, you know, JD. Yes. He owns, um, B side. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he, he has good music coming in there. Yeah. And you know, so B side didn't, so they sold, wasn't he the old owner? Mm-hmm. Of, so so he, his family, him and his family owned it. Okay. And but he's the, just as B side now. I guess. Yeah. He just has right. B side now. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And his brother went back into trucking. Um, on. What was his name? Trey. 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 Yeah, Trey. I know Trey. Well, we we speak when we see each other. It's one, it's one of those things like, you know, Memphis, you like everyone kind of knows everybody to some like an like an acquaintance level, you know. Yeah. But I thought Minglewood was such a cool man. When they I remember I saw MGMT there. This was when they first opened in like 20, maybe what was that? Maybe 10 or 11 or maybe even before. Uh, what was y'all's first show that you saw there? Do you remember? <laughs> I maybe really. I went for the first time, like for a V3 fight. Really? Yeah. I want to say maybe That's, my thing was working the V3 fight. Really? Maybe. Yeah. That was I, years later, huh? Yeah. Y'all that was like probably five years after they opened. Yeah. Y'all didn't go to any shows early on. I went to so many shows there, dude. I saw cake there. I saw, what is that other band? Dude, so many good bands. Um, Snoop Dogg was there. Remember? Yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. Who played, who, who opened for him? Tori, Tori Hudad was on that show. No way. She no, was, she was on the Machine Gun Kelly show. Never mind. Was she? She was on one of those shows. Yeah, she was one of the opening acts for them. Like, did y'all reopen your can? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, sorry. We opened it. Cheers. <clears throat> Cheers, y'all. Shout out. Yeah. Oh, dude, absolutely. And Thanks for this uh, kombucha, man. Kombucha, man. This get is that, good. Get that gut right. That's, uh, it's supposed to be really good for the gut. We're not, uh, as we get older, we got to think about things like that. That is good. Um, Damn, yeah. Yeah, somebody but, took a picture of this, and I thought it was a actual like booze. But. Yeah, it's good. But shout out to Tori Hudan. I was actually with her the couple of days ago at the at the yoga thing. We were hanging out. Uh, that was on she, Friday, right? She was on this podcast. Yeah, yeah she did. Okay, it mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, she, that's what she said. That's so cool, man. Um, you've had some cool guests on here. I mean, I think it's you had Little White. That's cool. Yeah. How's that? He was fun, man. He's, he's got a lot of stories. Dude. Really? He's a funny guy, man, for real. Yeah. He's so he's such a cool, I know it's like his story. I, I was listening to his story, how he got started and, uh, cause he told it on, on here, mm-hmm. right. Him and, and how he said, isn't it cool? It's like what the craziest thing is like, he, he grew up listening to three, six and then now he's like, buddies. Part with of three, six, and, yeah. yeah. It's like kind of pretty, yeah. He's a part of it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's funny how life works. Dude. Right. Yeah. So were you in a band when we first met you? Yeah. Kaleidophonics maybe, or what band was it? When, when did we, when did we meet? I'm assuming it was like when Eubank lived at that Highland house. So it had oh, to have been yeah, like Oh eight, no Oh nine area. Chris something Eubank. like that. Yeah. yeah. That's such a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, the house that yeah, it was Wanna Grove in Highland, right? Yeah. Somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Dude, so many good parties there every night, man. So <laughs> many good parties there. Jeez. The sore eyes days, man. Yep. They've, they've changed names like a couple of times, but what is it now? Tony, do you know? Savage after midnight. Yeah. Mm. Savage after midnight. They, they, what was their name before that? It was butterfly effect or something. No, No. it had something. I can't remember. They got in trouble for it. I was talking to, uh, JT about it and, uh, we were practicing together. We used to share, we used to share a space. Um, I was playing in a band called Frenchie. They were a couple doors down. That was, that was a, that was a Minglewood. Uh, there's, did you know Minglewood has a little band rehearsal place in the basement? Downstairs. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. only reason I know that was because my buddy, Jared Filsinger, he, his band was playing down there. Yeah. I mean, recording down, I was practicing and recording and yeah. stuff. And like, 
people I never knew how big that building was yeah. until uh, we started Huge. doing the fights there. Huge. Because it, uh, JD was like, hey, you, could, you have to take that gear and put it down in the basement. Yeah. I was like, where's the basement at? How do you get there? He's like, that's that door right there. Yeah. Take the stairs. It's down there. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. The whole downstairs is just open. Yeah. You, can, you can store like- It's crazy. So much. And then you walk to the other side. So many dead bodies. Remember that, remember that uh, <laughs> party we saw that was happening down there? Uh, not really. There was like a big party by the rehearsal rooms. There's a oh down dude. They used to throw mad parties down there. Yeah, and get in trouble too because they'd have like too much shit going on down there. Oh really? Yeah, there'd be like you know people doing drugs and just I don't know. We when I was in Frenchie, we 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 were down there. Space Face was. Do you know who Space Face is? Uh-uh. The cool band. Um, the real tribute. One of the guys is in uh, the Flaming Lips. He's like uh, Jake. His name's Jake, but cool dude. Shout out to Jake. But he's he lives or he used to live here. He doesn't live here anymore, but, um, yeah, they were, they were practicing. Uh, I think the GoPro just shut off. <laughs> That's okay. I think it might've, might've died. Who knows? But they were, yeah, they were practicing, um, there we were there. Where, where, where are we? Oh, we're talking about JT at first. Yeah. The three of us were down there. Is that the guy that plays in? He's in Savage after midnight okay. with shy dude. He's got some vocal. He's got some, that guy can sing, man. We should play some. Is he from here? JT he from Nashville. Uh, they, JT lives here, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's, he got married. I mean, I DJ'd his wedding. I think they live here. You know, what I was thinking you was when you said JT, I thought you were watching some Timberlake over here. I was just sitting here thinking oh, no, no, JT <laughs> Shaheen shout outs, man. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, what he's, was he's the other, old, he's the other vocalist in Savage of the Night. Their old band name. I do remember they changed it. Yeah. We could always call him. That'd be weird though. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, I don't, I don't remember either, man. They got in trouble for it. I just remember, I remember the day they switched it. Cause yeah, we were down there and he was talking about it, but dude, they blown up too, man. They've, they're doing some, they're doing some cool stuff. I think they, I don't know. I think they play between here and Nashville or like, doesn't shy live in that? He lives in Nashville, right? Yeah. He lives in Nashville. Uh, Jeremiah, he lives here. Yeah. And I think everybody else, I think Landon still lives here. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But like I was talking to Jeremiah the other day and he was telling me they're just waiting for whatever, their management group tells them to go play mm-hmm. like a, like a, like a tour with whoever yeah. they're taking it. They don't care because they're like jonesing to go hit the road again. Like Dude, bad. And when I was also, when I asked uh, Eubank about it, he's like, man, it needs to happen because man, I'm going fucking crazy. Not right. being a tour and stuff. Right. Right. Cause I asked him like, Hey, you miss being out on the road and stuff. He's like, man, you have no idea how much I miss it. Yeah. So, yeah. They, he does a lot, dude. He runs the, he runs all those, all mm-hmm. those Southern roofing and, uh, dude, that company's killing it, man. I'm so proud of, so proud of all he's done. That's so cool. It's definitely becoming a player, a big player now oh, in that, huge. in that space. Because when I saw John Falls a couple of months ago, when they used to go to like these conventions, they wouldn't, they would to buy like bulk product, you know, mm-hmm. they would get like a shitty price, even though yeah. they're buying bulk. And now it's like, they're getting a, much better or really good offer oh, good. From, the, from these roof, like these whatever shingles and shit like that companies, yeah, you know? Yeah. So like they're, they're getting respect now and shit. Yeah. Like that is what he was telling me. What happened with John Falls band, dude? Like they were, uh, um, what's their name? Egypt central. I think they just had something come out recently. Are they still going? Mm-hmm. Dude. Good band. I mean, they, they were, they were like the shit. I remember, uh, dude, going to their shows, they would sell, they'd sell a new Daisy. So, so easy. I mean, they, yeah. yeah, they were, they were like one of the, you know, there's, there's like, 
if you look at bands that have made it big out of here, that's definitely one of them. Um, very few. How many bands have made it out of here? What do you think? Not very few. It's not true. A lot of solo artists. Yeah. Justin Timberlake, Al Green, Elvis Presley. Well, you know who Ed Harris is? Yeah. Um, his new band, the Icarus project. Yeah. That is, that's really fucking good music. Really? Yeah. If you haven't checked it out, Can listen we play? to it. All these stuff like, we're talking about, I feel like, like, dude, it's like, and that's what he, they've been working on for a long time. Yeah. And they finally released a bunch of the, the album or whatever. Mm-hmm. And dude, he's actually coming on your like two or three weeks. Can't remember when, but like, Ed is. Yeah. Oh, super nice guy. Yeah. And, and like a terrific drummer. Yeah. Like really good. And like, so I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. And then like, but yeah, like you were saying, like Memphis gets skipped over, yeah. but there's a lot of talent here. A lot of talent. So what's the problem? Do you think the, like maybe it's like the pockets of crime or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew because I definitely would do a GoFundMe to like, no, I'm just joking. I don't, I don't use GoFundMe. <laughs> no, they charge, they charge you 10%, right? Is it 10%? Dude, they're just shady, man. They just GoFundMe like... There's so many, I've I just heard so many people say like they stole from their campaign or they denied their money or they like, um, that's shady, man. Like, why would you, why would you do that? I don't know. Yeah. Like when we do things for the, what the charity we have, yeah. like I use mine and Tony's Venmo's on yeah. the post instead, yeah. because if you give me a hundred dollars, they're going to keep $10 of it. Absolutely. This way, if you give me a hundred dollars on Venmo, we get to keep mm. the hundred dollars. You know, you know, we're not paying anything. Yeah. Like any fees or anything. Yeah. That's what I don't like about GoFundMe and stuff right. like that. Yeah, GoFundMe, I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of them. There's a there's one called Gives and Go. That's a good one. They're like a they're like a Christian ran company that's like I don't think they take any fees. I think it's like zero fees. Really? Yeah, it's weird. I need to look into that one then. Yeah. And Venmo, dude, they're getting they're getting monitored now, man. Like you gotta if you send your buddy ten dollars, you gotta report it. Did you know that? Mm mm. Yeah. Well, I thought it was if we for like jobs and stuff, <clears throat> like if we were getting paid through Venmo, like for like yeah. T-shirts or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Supposedly, like there's like some kind of deal where uh, they at the end of the year, they're going to they're going to look at all your records, look at everything that you've sent and be like, I don't know. It's I mean, it's it's definitely on the radar, the now. IRS's map. Tony, what you doing over there, buddy? I was trying to find the band name. Oh, yeah. I figured that's what you're doing. Any luck? I'm going through their old tag photos. No. <laughs> you just call shy. <laughs> <laughs> call one of the guys. Yeah. But like, yeah, it, I don't know, but the music scene is definitely always been here and it's getting bigger. Who's the biggest band out of the city? What do you, what would you say? Band? Band. Biggest band out of Memphis. Um, Egypt Central probably. Or really? Shinedown. Shinedown yeah. was really, really big there, man. Yeah. For a good minute. Yeah. The, uh, the band Camino's from here. Who? The band Camino. Actually, auditioned for them. Didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> Dude, it's all good. I don't care. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I auditioned. I, I jammed with them once and they were looking for a drummer. But it's, yeah, dude, it's just, it's one of those things like Tom Cruise doesn't make every movie he get. you know, he tries out for. Like sometimes in life, man, that's the cool thing about life is like, I don't let things like that get me down if I audition or, and that's, I wish, I wish more people would take this approach. Like if you don't get, a role you wanted. If you don't get the job you want, dude, it wasn't meant to be, wasn't meant to be. There's so much out there. There's so many other opportunities out there. Like, do you, you guys are old enough. Like you, when you look back on your life, don't you think like, Oh man, I really wanted that, but 
it's better that it didn't work out because I got this or this happened or I ended up at this place or like, do you know what I'm saying? I don't think you can use, you can use it as motivation, but you shouldn't have regrets. Mm. So like if it didn't happen, so be it. Right. No regrets. Yeah. Yeah. And just say, fuck it. And sometimes you can be like, fuck you. I'm going to show you that I can do better without you. Right. So that's the way I generally do it. Yeah. Like usually if you have too much emotion into something, it's not really going to be worth it once you get it probably anyways. Right. And when you work for something on your own and you do it, then it's more satisfying. Mm. So you can create your own project and, you know, surpass that person Mm. that, you know, didn't give you the shot. Right. And like you said, sometimes this is not the right time. Timing is everything. So do you think if you made the band Camino, if you were on that band, do you think you would be doing your DJ and stuff? Your companies? No. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. They they all they all like moved to Nashville, and uh, there's there's some yeah. They had a whole bunch of drama go down in their band too that I didn't want to be a part of anyway. Yeah. So like it like Tony just said it, yeah. it helped worked out for you. Oh, dude, yeah. Like just Google it if you don't know what happened with them, but um, just yeah, normal normal stuff. But um, yeah, it just wasn't it wasn't it wasn't meant to be. Things like that. I mean. Things that happen in your life. I truly believe that, man. I truly believe like you should always try to be the best version of yourself and go for whatever it is you want to do. But if it doesn't work out, don't like Tony said, don't get your emotions tied up. Like it's cool. It's going to, it's going to work out. Like just keep going, keep evolving. I mean, dude, I wake up every day and I'm, I have the coolest life. I, what am I complaining about? You know, it's like, I get to make music. I get to travel. It's great. No complaints, man. So I'm not going to, live in the past. Yeah. And that goes for everything. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, van trips planned? Yeah, dude. Um, where am I going next? I th- I'm going to go to this Tony Robbins conference. Y'all can hate on me for that. If you want. No, <laughs> a lot of people, he's controversial, man. Like, I think he's a very powerful and, uh, positive person. Totally agree. Well, how is it? What are people saying negatively about him? Tony Robbins had this thing, man. Um, came out, I don't know, a couple years ago. Here's the deal. Let me, let me preface this. Like any time that you're in a position like Tony Robbins, they, they always say like haters create greatness. No haters. What is it? Haters define greatness. That's what it is. You ever heard that Mm-mm. haters define. So it's like, if you have haters, you, uh, unless if you don't have haters, you're not, you haven't achieved greatness, right? Like it just comes with the territory. So the way I see it is like, uh, you got to get to a point, man, where the haters, it's just, it just becomes a part of it. Like, so you asked, you asked about the Tony Robbins situation. So Tony Robbins, uh, he, man, he had some kind of, he, he had like some, I think, I don't want to be like quoted on this, but I think it was like, he had some kind of deal where these girls came out and said he was like being sexually suggestive and he was being like, you know, using his power against like, I, I don't know. You have to like, take everything with a grain of salt and you know how the media like just takes stuff and runs with it. Um, and they just want a story and they just want to get clicks and all that. So I don't know how much of it's true. Personally, Tony Robbins to me has been extremely influential and just extremely amazing. And you know, I, I, uh, yeah, dude, he's awesome. Have y'all been to one of his events? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. I've watched some of his stuff and I've seen him on podcast. Yeah. But, uh, no, I didn't, is it around here or where is it? Dude, let me challenge both of you guys go to one of his events. Like it's probably like he's got one and he's got one in November. I think it's called uh UPW uh, unleash the power within 
It's not the one that the Netflix thing is about. That's the guru. I'm not your guru. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Uh, I don't think I've seen it, but I know what you're talking that about. That one is called Date with Destiny. And so I did that one too, which is really cool. And so he's doing a lot of he's doing a lot of uh home stuff now, or like what do you call it? Like virtual. He's doing a lot of virtual events. Mm. So I guess I guess it's I don't know. I think it ended up making him more money that way. Well, also you got to think about it like this with him doing it virtually, he doesn't have to physically go anywhere. Yeah. And like, you know, he's still making whatever his fee is. Yeah. You know, the companies or whatever is paying, yeah. you know, for have him out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, but dude, it's cool. Like the first Tony Robbins event I went to, um, he had us like jump up and down, like put our hands up in the air. And this was like, he, he calls it priming. So you put your hands in the air and you jump up and down. And so you do it before he comes out. You do it before, before all the speakers come out. And dude, it is, I've never been so high in my life. Like naturally just go, just, just, just hands in the air and just jumping up and down and they have a DJ and it's like, and you're just like, yeah. And you know, he's like, are you guys ready for Tony? And you're like, yeah. And like, you're just, your, your physiology. Like one of the things he talks about is if you're ever depressed, change your physiology. Like, do you guys ever hear that? Like if you're, if you're moping around sitting on the couch or whatever, just like having a bad day. Get up, get outside, go for a walk, go for a run, change your physiology, you know, jump up and down. Like it's, it's, it's crazy how you can change how you feel. And like, just like that, that's what Tony teaches. So something empire I, city empire, all that digging. He just found it. Empire city. <laughs> how long did that take? I, I think, had, I think it's been like 10 minutes. I had to go to, to, go to Zach Pate's page because I know Zach's not in the band anymore. So I figured the tag would be, I was wondering if but, you're still looking at it or if you like, we're looking at, or Bro, I texted Jeremiah and he literally just texts me back. He's like, Empire City. Like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I love it. Yeah, that's the old name. Cool. We figured it out. Uh, but yeah, what? Tony Robbins, to me, I, I like him, man. He's yeah. a very fascinating individual. Yeah. Do you get into self-help and like all that stuff? You yeah, I love, uh, I'm a big Gary Vee guy. Yeah. Um, like I just love positive stuff, positive mm-hmm. information. Who's your favorite? Gary Vee? Probably Gary Vee. Both? I like Cobra Tate. I don't agree with everything he says. Who? Andrew Tate. I'm sure you've seen some of his stuff. Yeah, uh, controversial. Yeah, but, but he's got some. I mean, I think he does that to get likes, sure, or get attention, and he's, then he peppers the red, it in. Yeah, he's the red pill guy and the dating stuff, right? I think he doesn't really kind of because I think the fresh and fit guy are more of the red pill. Is that not his podcast? Uh. Uh-uh. Really? Mm-mm. He's on there a lot, though. He's been on there a few times. Yeah, I thought that was his podcast. No. uh... Yeah, he's that guy, and then I guess the academics is kind of like a red pill guy too, I guess. But um, but yeah, like, I, I really like Andrew Tate. But the stuff he says, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. Like Tony will send us videos, like mm-hmm. clips of his stuff, and like you know, but like, damn, yeah, like today he sent us one. I agree, I agree with you, by the way. And it was like he won't do business with a fat person Whoa. because they're lazy. Whoa. You know, and he said, he said it on the podcast he was on, whatever, you know, whatever show he was doing He's like, because I'm sitting there looking at this guy and he's asking me for money, but he won't, he doesn't look like he's going to do the work. Mm. So what, what makes me think that I want to give him, that's, I think it was like $7 million. He said, that's not a bad point. You know, like you, you're like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. You said he's fat, but like, damn, you've got a kind of point there. Yeah. You know, like if he, I think everything is case by case. Like there's some, yeah. probably some heavy people that made a shit ton of money. It just depends on your mindset. Totally. Because I think you can, there's some people that focus everything on one thing and they let everything slip. Mm. So they probably let their health slip because they're focusing so much on business. 
But yeah, I mean, like I said, I think he just says stuff to get attention too. Mm. But like, there's some core stuff that he'll say that, like, how about being a man and you know all this sort of stuff that yeah. I agree with. So. Yeah, I'm with you on that all the way. The polarities and stuff that he talks about between men and women. Yeah, yeah, it's real, man. You can you can be mad at all you want and and you know be uh, try to be politically correct or whatever, but it's like, dude, they got a point, man. Like, any time in a relationship when I've gotten more feminine. I can sense the girl slipping away. Picking, yeah, dude. Well, it's like, you know, when he said the thing about, you know, you see that old, you see that guy over there, he worked his ass off his whole life to get that boat. And yeah. all this chick had to do was have some tits and or right. smile or something. I can't remember exactly right, what he said, but right. something like that. Yeah. It's and true. it's true. It is like, true. You know, like, and so when I was talking, we were talking about my buddy's bachelor party, we were starting to plan it, you know, mm-hmm. and our buddy goes, well, you know, one of our friends has a yacht down mm-hmm. in Miami. If you want, if you want to do that. I was like, man, he's not going to want fucking 15 dudes on his yacht. Right. I mean, and he's right. like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. 15 dudes on a yacht. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't sound fun. Or like 10, whatever, however many it is, you know. But I just, I'm yeah. thinking in my head, I'm like, Preston, I don't think your friend's going to take us out on his yacht with nothing but dudes. <laughs> like, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, so what else does he say this controversial? I, I don't I don't actually know him that like. And and. What? How is he even famous? He was a boxer or something, or what? yeah, he was a kickboxer. Kickboxer. Um, he just had a lot of content, and then I guess one yeah. day he decided to like go on TikTok or have people post his stuff on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. And then the algorithm, if if enough people start watching, it, it's going to be in everybody's feed. Sure, is I mean he... that's how I got him. Well, actually, I think I saw him first on YouTube, mm. or probably around like twenty twenty, like twenty twenty one. I think that's yeah. when I first heard about him. And then, like I said, this year, he's just everywhere now. Yeah, he is. He's is he up. like the new Kevin Samuels? Or, like, I know that Kevin Samuels passed away. Sure. But like, he was a dating guy, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He kind of talked about the same stuff, I, I think. I don't know much about him, but I know I know th- I, he's Red Pill kind of thinking, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, like, a lot of those guys, they like I said, they say a lot of shit. I mean, it's just like friendship. You don't agree with everything your friend does totally. and says. So it's just like you yeah. just pick and choose what you what you want. Yeah, you want to listen to what works for you. Yeah, yeah, dude. I know what you mean. Um, there's a there's a dating coach called uh, Coach Corey Wayne. Have you heard of him? Mm-mm. Really good. He's he's big on the um, the masculine feminine stuff. Like you got like you know. And and what's funny is he even you know he coaches like uh, gay lesbians as well, and he talks about that. He's like if the polarities are off, like you'll sense the relationship getting weaker and you'll sense things. And he's big on like courting. Like you got a court, you know, courtships, even if you're married for 20 years, why, why do these fail versus the ones that succeed is because they, they stopped courting. Like mm. they stopped, they stopped, you know, Oh, the game's on Friday. I'm not going to do that. And I, like, I, I'm going to do that instead of take my wife of 20 years out. Like yeah. Cor- Corey Wayne talks about that kind of stuff and his stuff's good, man. Like, but he kind of, he talks a lot about the red pill, community as well and he said the same thing he's like you gotta pick and choose and and he he says they can kind of be negative too like which is i think is kind of true yeah i think you gotta um you can't just uh think that a lot of those guys i think think they're above women like right. the woman's supposed to be their servant like i don't That's, agree with that. i don't either yeah. yeah but like i said i just more to stuff about being a man i think right i think a lot of that is beneficial to a lot of people dude and women so i'm not going to speak for women but i feel like the women i've spoken to have said they respond to that kind of stuff so much better like subconsciously like you know you got a dude that's like 
sharpening an axe, chopping his own wood over here. Or you got a guy that's like, I don't know, this is a bad scenario, but like buying wood. I don't know. Like he's not, he's not, he's, he's doing things the easy way. Right. Yeah. You know, the idea of like <clears throat> the old school, what, what, what would you call that? Like the quintessential, like man, the guy that like, cause I think like our thing is, you know, is, is purpose, drive, ambition, s- supporting our family. Like that's, that's sort of like the masculine qualities that Corey Wayne talks about. And so, um, yeah, when you, when you like take those things away, uh, you see the, you see the polarity shift and you kind of see, you know, one party getting uninterested in the other and that, am I making sense at all? No, no pause it, totally. I think, okay. I, I think as far as like uh, a lot of these people, like most people, most of us, yeah. I think if anything really happened, we all be fucked. What do you mean? Like as far as like all the power went out or, you know, all the food was gone. Oh yeah. So like, I think of you're going to be, you want to be oh, like dude, a man. Right? You're right about that. Like some people are like, I want to be the rock, but I guarantee you if it's a life or death situation, you wouldn't, you would rather have bear girls on your side than the rock. Right. 100%. The rock, right. maybe the rock's going to help you with strength, but yeah. outside of that, like, does he know how to hunt and fish and shit? I don't no. know. Like, you know, bear girls knows how to do all that shit. Right. And bear girls is from the stuff I've seen. He seems like a sensitive person. Yeah. So you got to have that too. Yeah. So I think there's like a uh, little pockets of stuff that you can, you know, be in. It doesn't have to be all, alpha because what is an alpha they usually say an alpha is takes care of the pack right right, you're not just some asshole right you know and i think that's where the whole thing it's like these 80s movies mentality i gotta be a bully i gotta do this you know because like even cobra tate says like to be a man you generally have to be interesting tell good stories Mm. you know have some money um so i think that that i believe in that kind of stuff like i I don't think a woman's gonna want to be with a boring guy or hasn't done right Yeah, I wish we had a woman here to be to ask their perspective on it, but because I, I definitely I know it's like we try to we try to think the way they're because we yeah we don't think that way right like we we think the way we think and um, one thing you made me think about was something that Corey Wayne talks about is like how Disney movies have changed the role of the man and if you look at what we're talking about and the way kind of the guy like singing outside of a window being like, take me back, baby. You know? And the woman's like, Oh, like, dude, come on. Yeah. That would never yeah. work. Like I tried it <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not recently. Yeah. When I was way younger, but no, dude, you're going to freak some, freak some girls out. I, like, think, I tried it in high school, but I work. think movies have fucked people's mentality because like you said, they have this whole, that example you just gave or the, say anything with the boom box. Right. Or you have no like, woman would like that. have you have like a guy that doesn't have anything going on, but he ends up getting a girl in the end. That right. doesn't happen in real life. Right. Man. That's what I stopped watching. Um, the big bang thing. I watch reruns every now and then on like TBS and shit. Yeah. But I started losing interest in it. Like I think like season five or something. Big bang theory. You yeah. Know, yeah. 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 Got what's the, the guys on there? What's his, what's his name? I don't know. Their Smart real name. Uh, Sheldon. Sheldon. Yeah. And like, um, like when they all ended up, all of a sudden they became, they went from like super nerds, you know, to not dating like the hottest chicks at their colleges and stuff like that. Like, come (laughs) on, man. Like, like I said, it can happen, but it's very rare. Rare. Yeah. I think I, okay. So I'm a big, I'm a firm believer in, how do I say it? Like propaganda for certain things to change. And like, do you guys ever get into that kind of stuff? You're like, Oh, like, okay. Let me give you an example. Well, that could be one. Like it could be like Hollywood has sort of propagandized the male figure in a way, right. To be a certain thing. Do you, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I always question everything. I'm like, and dude, that's, 
I, I wish more people did question everything. Cause if we all started questioning everything, I think that we would all be in a different place, but like, um, yeah, dude, you, you got to question it. Where was I going with the propaganda thing? Oh yeah. Like I really believe propaganda is like, it's real. It's a real thing. It's, it's something that we tend to like overlook, you know? Well, I know even Rogan says like they've started making every guy weak. Yeah. And like a bumbling fool. Absolutely. And so they're not like, they don't want men to be strong. Yeah. And I, like I said, there's a Jordan Peterson thing where he talks about how like, you know, you should, you shouldn't be weak. You should have like you should be. Um, oh, what does he say? I like him, by the way. He says something like, "Don't be weak, but you should have like." Fuck, I need to find a clip. Yeah, but it's just not being weak. Like, weak's not a good thing to be. You should be. You should be like. Fuck, let me find a clip. Oh, he's. he's oh, you know what? I know what you're talking about now. It's um, it's I'm, like don't be weak, but like he also said you're allowed to be aggressive, but just know when to use it or something like that. Yeah. And it's a dude, really good clip he's talking about. Jordan Peterson's daughter has a cool podcast. Michaela, do you listen to her? Mm-mm. Dude, good stuff. Really the same sort of mentality as Jordan. There I went, did you look it up? Yeah, yeah we're going to play it. Yeah, I went and saw her in Nashville. And right when she left Canada to come here, I mean, kind of recently. And now I think she just got married uh, here. But um, man, that's a whole other deal. Like her, her experience with leaving Canada and. Jordan Peterson lives here. I think they both live in Nashville now, by the way. Which is oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Kind of cool. Oh, he lives in Nashville? I'm pretty. Is, is he part of that uh, Ben Shapiro group? No. Um, no. I don't. Because I know so. he has a studio up there that was a Daily yeah. Wire or something. Yeah, like Daily that. Wire. Yeah. Showing weakness can be a strength, too. Not weakness. Vulnerability. Yeah, there's that's, that's a whole different thing. To admit to the fact that you're vulnerable, that's a form of courage. That's not a form of weakness. But that leads you to take whatever steps are necessary to deal with that properly. It isn't some facade that you're invulnerable. No one is invulnerable by any stretch of the imagination. And to stand up and face that is is the best route that you have. Yeah, so like I said, don't be weak, but you can be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be. Yeah, there's a difference for sure. Um, but I, I there's this whole thing like, like there's this whole sect of people that think like, men should be a certain way. And I think everybody's different. So like this whole like old mentality where you have to be, you can't cry or you can't have emotion or you can't have Mm -hmm. feelings. I think that's why we're seeing guys do the fucked up shit they're doing now. Mm. So I think a lot of people that if men were able to talk about their feelings or seek therapy, maybe they wouldn't be mass shootings that were happening now and Mm. stuff like that. Like good point. But yeah. I, I just think there's just needs to be a shift. Like I said, there's there was a time when everybody was going to war, and that's all you had to focus on. You had to focus on survival. I don't think we're in that point of life right now. Like mm-hmm. there's some bad people in this world, but it, there's more people that are good than bad. Yeah. And so to still be in that mindset where you can't, like I remember growing up, and my dad's like, "Men don't cry." Mm. So like that was always ingrained in me. Yeah. And like not talk about anything, not talk about your feelings or anything like that. Yeah. And so I don't think that's a good thing, but I think you should have like, there should be some type of like scale where you can talk about it and still not be considered a pussy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think he's being a pussy at all. When you go to, you want to talk to somebody about something that's bothering you and stuff. Yeah. Like it's just, I think it's just, are we going to be truthful? <laughs> what are you talking about? I was talking. <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're full of shit. <laughs> 
Because every time we're always like, hey, man, what is it? That's gay. Uh, man, I don't say that shit anymore, man. I'm, I'm a changed man now. Yeah. But I used to say a lot. Like, that, that's what are y'all talking about? That's gay. You yeah. know, I'm, 100%. I'm not going to say I didn't. Sure. Because obviously he probably has like a text message. Rest well, dude, it's, it's, it's one of those things that over time became offensive. Back in the day, I think we all probably said that. Like, or there's so many words that are now like you can't really get oh, away so with Oh, so he's saying. not talking about me saying the word that's gay. He's talking about me not like talking about something. Yeah. Oh, when, there's, when somebody's sharing something, oh, that's gay. Like, why are you talking about that? That's what right. he's talking about. It's, it, was a, it was a comical way to say something back in the day. It didn't mean it wasn't like it wasn't speaking directly to gay people. You know, when, right. back in the day when you would say that, like, I, I know what you're I know what you're referring to. Yeah, because there's even a Wanda. What you're talking about, Jordan, there's a Wanda Sykes commercial. And this guy was like, that's gay. And then she's like, well, you're stupid, Brian, or something like that. And showing him, like, you know, if you want to say something stupid, say it's stupid. Don't say something's gay. Yeah. Because that associating something with being right. foul or oh, something yeah. like that. But, you know, but, like, can we just talk about how everybody gets offended over stuff now, too? Like, I mean, everything, ha- everything, I feel like I, there's, a, there's like, a fine line of, of you know, not being offended over something like uh, who is it? I, I could give you so many stories and examples, but do y'all know what I'm saying? Like you, you, everybody is so freaking offended, like over everything you say, man, like you can't, if you were to say that you'd probably have to write an apology if you were, yeah. you know, said it in some like, I mean, there's things like on my Facebook that come up in my memories, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, delete. Right. Delete. Right. Right. Because if I said that, if I shared that, and somebody saw that it's definitely game over. You know Can't what I'm saying? Stuff. Well, I'm, I'm, I think it's one of those things like, don't go don't, back and search your face. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Everyone listening. Don't go. search. <laughs> it could be like, if you still find it funny, then that's one thing. If yeah. you personally don't find it funny, that's another thing. Yeah. So like there's stuff that you may have shared in the past. Do you still want to share it? Or are you scared that you're going to be judged by what you're sharing? Right. Because at one time you thought it was okay. Yeah. So are you letting yourself Say, you know, change and you're like, okay, I'm more mature now. I don't, I don't think this is funny. Or it's you're a, worried about whatever people are going to think about you. So on my, you're not on, sharing it. on my thing, I've changed because, you know, I, a lot of my posts have the F word in it, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, that's eh, not cool to say, you know? And yeah. when I, when I said it 10 years ago, right. I, I didn't have, I don't think I had a gay friend at the time. Right. You right. know, or, and like, so I'd never, you never think about it. I mean, my buddy's like, you know, we'd say it and like that. And like, but like, yeah. I don't share it now because it's offensive. Totally, I don't share, and, and that's why I don't, don't want to share that. And I don't right. share that post again. And well, just kudos it. to you for seeing your past and going. You know what? Like, because I mean, you know, I have good. a lot of friends that that are gay, and I, I they're yeah, totally same. offensive to them. You know, sure. like I don't want to off, off, uh, um, you don't offend them. Offend them, yeah, yeah. Like so. Oh, here, here. That's good. Did y'all see that the MPD at the Yo Gotti concert stopped the no. um? A mass shooting? No. Oh, crap. <sighs> yeah, I did hear about that. I don't, I don't know, because apparently the guy, he... Uh, Got dumped, right? Yeah, his girlfriend broke up with him. What? And he's a local guy, and... Yeah, and apparently he had said something that he wanted to kill himself, and he wanted to shoot anybody that came out of the concert. What is wrong with people? That's what I'm going back to, man. Like, there's some people with fucking mental problems. Mm. You yeah. know, like they don't deal with it. Mm-mm. Dude, you know, it's, you know, it's worse. On, hurt people on, hurt people. Yeah. On top of that is when you got guys that lose their parents at a young age, this breaks my heart. Cause like my, you know, my father died a couple years ago and like, dude, it's, I'm, I'm thinking about this. Like, I'm like, man, 
thinking about kids who are five, six, seven, eight, who grow up without a father, without a mom. And it kind of goes back to what we're saying about being masculine, feminine, whatever the polarities, like it, it, it even, I mean, it totally screws that up. Like think about growing up without either and having to raise yourself, man, Mm -hmm. like totally how lost you are and how, I mean, dude, I'm so grateful that I've, that I've had my, my, you know, uh, family, mom and dad, as long as I had, but yeah, I think, so going back to the shooting thing, I think that like a lot of these guys, man, they grow up with just maybe a single mother home or I'm not trying to stereotype every single one of them, but I think it's a lot of a man, like, you know, they don't have an upbringing where you have a supportive family system. I think that, I think that if we had more of that, more of the supportive, I hate to just say mom and dad, dude, it could even be just two loving dad dad and dad. It could be mom and mom. My, my little sister, she was adopted. That's a whole other story, but my father passed away. So she got like, she ended up, it's a long story, but she's now in a different home and she, uh, she has two moms. And Mm. so she's fantastic, dude. She's turning out. She's been with them for like, I don't know, six, seven, eight years now. And she's just an amazing human. She's raised by two women. Like, I mean, I think if you have a loving structure, it, it really changes a lot. It really, yeah. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't, like you just said, it doesn't matter what genders both parents are. Yeah. Like as long as they love the kid yeah. or your little sister yeah. or like another person or whatever, that's fine. Right. You know, like right. they don't have to be a man and wife. How, no, it doesn't have to be the nuclear family from the fifties. Yeah. You know, totally. Well, they just say, that, I'm sorry. They generally say like dinner is something that, is a good thing for everybody to have like family dinner. Totally. I agree. And that's lacking for a lot of people. And a lot of that's lacking because so many people have to work now to just to survive. Yeah. It's so expensive now that you can't just have a single family or single family income mm-hmm. where like, say like the dad or the mom works and one stays at home with the kids. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing that's kind of killed the, the dinner time with mm-hmm. the family is like all these things the kids have going on now, mm-hmm. soccer, football, base, you know, different, um, activities they, they're in, part of so you know they'll eat at you know say they'll eat at their friend's house that, yeah whoever's mom's picking them up or dad's picking them up sure. they'll eat dinner there do their homework they come home so they miss out that night and that one night becomes another night and, yeah. that, and as soon as like you know over time yeah. it just kind of dissipates they don't even do that family dinner anymore mm. at the house yeah dude i think i think it i think it makes a huge the family stuff the just having the structure like i want you guys to both think about somebody who is completely normal like do you guys have anybody in your life that's like super 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 like just boring and normal like they probably more than likely had just a very stable loving home and my and, mom she's she's probably normal yeah does she have a loving home yeah yeah or if they didn't they probably more than likely had mentor like I feel like I had a lot of um, my home was because my parents got divorced early. My mom raised me. I had a little bit of an unba- imbalance. Yeah. But dude, I had mentors early on. I, 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 I realized so weird. I like realized it early on that I needed, I needed mentorship. I needed somebody to like look up to. And so I kind of gravitated towards success. Like I remember at a, I remember a young age, man, I used to, cause we were poor. We didn't have, we didn't, we were so poor growing up. Like, we, you know, I was on free lunches and I mean, it's all relative, right? Like you can say, you know, I'm very grateful. Yeah. Just want to put that out there, but we didn't have a lot of money. So I remember when I was a kid, <clears throat> I would drive around to like these rich homes, neighborhoods and stuff. And I would like, just look at them or I would like, I would like gravitate towards like t- people with money because 
uh, I guess in our, you know, in our country, we symbolize money as, as, you know, achieving something as power mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. Right. That's what, that's what we symbolize money as. But as a young kid, I, I symbolized it with success and I was like, Oh man, like I need to figure out how to get here. I need to figure out what they're doing. And like, I was like at a young age is weird. I was just like breaking down like reverse psychology with like people that are successful. Did you guys ever do anything like that? Or am I just like, a? I don't know. Like I would, I would did, I did that at such a young age and it's weird. Cause like I found myself hanging out with a bunch of like rich kids which is weird. I don't know. I don't like schools are weird too, right? Like there's all these separations of, yeah. Did you guys have that in school? Oh yeah. Rich kids, poor kids. Like what's up with that? That's crazy. Why do rich kids in school hang out with rich kids? Why is that? Like attracts like, like I don't, maybe, maybe because if you try to become friends with, if you're a rich kid, right. And you become friends with like, say people that aren't rich, maybe you're a rich friend. Like, why are you friends with those guys? Why are you friends with those girls? Yeah. like seriously, bro. Yeah. Like we'd not be your friend, and then boom, they drop them to go back to their rich friends. <laughs> it's almost like Titanic. It's like you got oh yeah, rich people like, and the super poor people at the very bottom yeah, of the yeah. thing. You don't belong here. Get out of here. Like, yeah. So. Do you think though, like those people that were living in those homes, like on the outside everything looks glitter and gold, but then inside yeah. it may be like chaos. Hundred percent. Because that's where, like, I have a buddy of mine that I grew up with. And he had everything you could think of as far as like, you know, what somebody would look at success. Yeah. And then he ended up blowing his brains out Whoa. because he was just miserable. Yeah. And there's a lot of cases like that. Or you have people that have these nice homes and they're getting beat by their parents. Absolutely. You know, so there was a Jordan Pearson clip today where I watched where he's talking about somebody you see uh, somebody driving a Porsche. And he's like, oh, you know, you're looking at it, you're like, oh, I want that. Oh, you know, that guy must have the best life. And he's like, you don't know if that guy wants to wrap his car around the next pillar that comes so up. So true. So it's just, I don't know, man. Like, it's not always what it seems. Yeah. Like everybody has problems. Even you might be super rich, you might be super poor. You might be, and super rich people might have the same issues that super poor people have. Dude, right. They well, just have money. When you know, you're so, rich, you have yeah. to worry about people trying to take from you. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of a, of a, of a guy I was good friends with and, and growing up, he was a musician and they were rich and his dad was a lawyer. And I remember going to their house. They had like this massive house, just gorgeous house. And it was in the nicest part of uh, Marion, Arkansas, which is where I'm from. And I went, I remember going to this house and, uh, is, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I should give too many details away, but it's a sad story. The father ended up committing suicide, but he was like this wealthy lawyer and, you know, and you hear about stuff like that, man. And you're like, same thing. It's like money doesn't, I, I know for a fact, money doesn't make you happy. You guys probably know that. I mean, mm-hmm. like having this amount of money in your banking account, it's like, I'm not that much more happy for me personally. Kind of my thing is, is time is infinitely more valuable than money. Oh, 100%. It's like, if people could understand how to leverage their time, I think that, I think that like, I'll give you, I'll give you a quick example. I have a yard guy. Why do I have a yard guy? Cause I get two hours back of my life. Every time he goes and mows my yard, I get two hours to go hang out with my mom, two hours to go play with my dog. Who's super old. You know, like, I don't know, man, like I could do that stuff. And it kind of goes back to the thing we we're saying earlier about, you know, men doing things and chopping wood and all that. I mean, like it's this weird balance. I personally look at time in that way that I think that, I would rather look at that and go, that's going to cost me $50 to get two hours of my life back. 
know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, it's no. just like we talked about yesterday. Um, Bill Gates. I mean, uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah. Steve Jobs had all the money in the world. Then he got cancer. Mm. Now, do you think he would choose all the money in the world or to be here right now? Yeah. And no. that's like most things. Like if somebody's on their deathbed, I guarantee they're not wishing they had a million dollars. They right. wish they had more time. Yeah. And that's something we can't buy. Oh yeah. Every, every person dying. That's if they could have anything, it'd be another day, yeah. another week. And that's what I always go back to. It's like most of us, we complain about when we're sick, but we're not complaining about when we're healthy or we're not, mm. not complaining. I'm sorry. We're not happy you know, praising we're, that we're healthy. Yeah. You know, cause when you're sick, you're like, fuck, I hate being sick. But right. like right now on the surface, we're all fine. And none of us are like, man, I'm so glad that we're just able to have this conversation. Mm. You know, it's like living in the moment, man. Because like I said, we don't have very many of them. Mm-mm. And like our friend Motivational Mark always says, like, everybody has a start date and they have dashes in the middle and then the end date. It's like, what are you going to do with those dashes? Yeah. And like I said, That's most good. people don't think about their demise, which you probably should, because mm. it's the only thing in life that's fucking guaranteed. Yeah. You know, everything else is, I mean, you could leave here or we could leave here or something, a fucking uh, something could fall in the house right Meteor now. You know, it's hit. just like, it's, yeah. it's, it's Chance. very fragile. Have you guys ever had a close death experience hmm. that you can remember? I know I'm, I'm thinking about this. Oh, I have. Yeah. <clears throat> so when I was a little kid, yeah. Well, I was like seven or eight. Uh, there was this live wire in South Africa and I didn't know what it was. So I, and no, and, uh, I went to go grab it. Mm. And it shocked the fuck out of me. Like I was like, ah, oh, I shouldn't be God. here. Pretty much. Now it makes sense. And then, and then, and then my mom <laughs> saw me, and then so, and they were trying to grab my mom. So you know, oh God, mom, don't do that. And my mom, electricity travels. No, no, no. So that's what she told my mom. She said, fuck. She pushed everybody off and just grabbed me and threw me. Like you know, she just like tackled me. Yeah. And like, my hand let go of the thing, and this is the mark from it right there. What? Yeah. You need some rubber shoes to get you off. Like grab you with some rubber or something makes sense now and they were yeah. like and they were like oh my god and so i'm like i'm like doing like so like yeah. shaking on the ground you know and like yeah. they took me to the hospital and like man yeah. it was yeah it was insane. so did you how old were you eight okay so you, we we're still living in south africa so you had the market from, we had is that where you're from mm-hmm. did i know that Mm-mm. weird and you went to africa recently yeah i went in 2020 yeah. I've Have never, you had it? I've never, I've never been to yeah. Um, I, I did actually, this was recently I was in Colorado. I was in Denver doing van life skiing. I, I do that. Like I'm so blessed, dude. My life is so crazy. Cool. Like I, I was like two months in my van. It, it sucks in the winter, but, uh, yeah, you, you need like a really good heater to do it in the winter time. But me and my, my dog, was my dog with me on this trip? No, it was just me. I'm going down the interstate in Denver and Dude, it was, it was dumping snow, just crazy snow. And it was, a, it was in the morning. We were actually on the way to ski. Okay. So I'm going down there. I'm going down the interstate. All of a sudden, man, everybody picture this. Everybody's going like a moderately fast speed, right? All of a sudden I see all these cars go. And I'm like, oh my God, I've seen this on YouTube. I'm going to die. This is my moment. <laughs> yeah. I start praying to God. I'm like, Lord Jesus, like I'm, I'm freaking out. And so there was a semi that actually spun off to the right of me, to the left of me. There was, it was a six car. I counted six cars. So there was like two cars over here that crashed this guy in front of me. I smacked into him twice. I went 
doof, and he slid up on the ice and then I hit him again. And dude, it all happened so quick. Like you guys, you need wrecks happen so fast. I don't know if you've yeah, probably both I'm, been a wreck so quick. It was like w- within seconds, just like boom, boom. And, and <clears throat> I, okay. So then I'm stopped on the ice and I'm, I'm looking around me at all the other cars coming behind me picture. I mean, I think about this. I'm turning sideways pretty much. I did almost like a 180. So I'm thinking these cars are about to hit me. This is it. So not only was that like I survived that, but now I'm going to get ran over. Mm. Right. All these cars were like swerving to go around me and, and it's icy. I can't floor it. So I slowly hit the gas pedal and thank God, thank God that there was not too much ice on the road. And there was just, I mean, the snow is very thick on the road, but dude, I got off the road with like within literally seconds to milliseconds of getting completely smashed, but I was trembling. So the guy that I hit, actually, we both put off, pulled off on the side of the road. We ended up exchanging uh, information. Turns out the insurance company says it's my fault. That's a whole other story. Bullshit. It's not my fault, but so you know, I guess my insurance is going to go up or whatever, but I think it's, I think it's honestly ridiculous when you're in like a six car pileup that it's anyone's fault. Yeah. You know, and it's snowing. I had video of it snowing. I'm like, look, this is what it was. Um, they said in the, cause I said in the video that I hit this guy. Here's the crazy thing about it too. If you hit anybody from behind, you're at fault. Mm. I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody out there in the comments, but like I've been told that there's really, you're at fault, man. Like, which is, which is bizarre because we're all, we, we all drive. So anybody could just pump their brakes and cause an accident. Right. Yeah. But it's hard for them to prove that they hit their brakes. So what I'm saying. I, this is, I've had this happen. Well, it's been my fault because I hit them. Right. Yeah. But like, you know how, like when people you're driving in this lane and people come over in this lane like this yeah, and then they clip you, that's your fault. That's what, that's what happened with so me like this, this right here. Like when you, even though they're not in the same lane as you, yeah. like I've gotten a ticket because he came over yeah. And when he was over, his car was like ninety percent in, in in the in the line I was in. Yeah. I got I got the ticket. My insurance was like, Yeah. Did you say you hit him? Or it's like, Well, I mean, yeah, I hit him. And yeah. like, okay, well, it's gonna be your fault. And yeah. then, so like, you know, it was an ordeal. And you know, they ended up suing the insurance company, blah, yeah, blah, and, you know, everybody. And you know, it just yeah. it was like, dude, like you're probably gonna get like fifteen grand out of this. Like, yeah. come on, man. That's like, what this dude's doing to me. He said my insurance company. He got a lawyer and everything. Yeah, it's crazy, but like your so your insurance will end up writing him a check. Yeah. And uh, my insurance is gonna go up. Which is it? not gonna be shit for the insurance company, but your insurance will probably go up. Yeah. And then they'll get their money back within a year from you. So stupid, because dude. they rate your they raise your rate. You insurance know? is a scam. I really think it is, man. Do or don't. I do. Okay. I do. 100%. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, it's fucked up because there's so many months you go and years without getting an accident, and then that kind of thing happens, and then it's like, where's the money that I've been paying this whole time? Right, right. And then you have people that never have accidents, and then they so I think that's how they make their money is they make their money from all the people who don't have, cause mm-hmm. I had a house fire. Mm. My house caught on fire a couple of years ago and that was a $65,000 payout. And, uh, which I feel like it should have been more. It's a whole, whole nother story. But, um, yeah, think about that, man, $65,000 that they paid out. And I had just joined state farm. So that means that like, I, they probably had like, I don't know how much money would that be? A couple thousand. I mean, maybe. Yeah. And they're paying, I don't know. So it's like, they must have a huge pool. Did you know insurance companies have insurance? They're in, they're backed up by insurance companies. Really? Random fact. Yeah. 
Isn't that crazy? So State Farm has somebody that's back in That's them? what I've been told. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Unless the person told me was lying. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that you, probably not because, you know, everybody needs somebody behind them, right? <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. did yeah. you know, all right, so this is free conspiracy theory right here. I love it. So okay. can, we, can we talk about all of them? It's insurance, right? So that's yeah. where I'm bringing it up. So the guy that owned the World Trade Center, uh-huh. he changed his policy on the on the on the buildings he owned, uh-huh. the World Trade Center and like the other towers, couple yeah. of other towers, like a month before it got hit by a plane. Fully believe and that. In in the insurance, he made sure it said hit by plane covered in by insurance. What? How fucking crazy is that? It's crazy. Right? And I saw that, I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Dude, I'm the biggest conspiracy. You can talk about anything. And, with me. I, and I'm just like, I dude. don't know about that one. Right? No, I'm being, I'm being are, serious. Are you, are you into conspiracies? I mean, there's stuff that the government has done that's been fucked up for sure, but yeah. that one is too specific. Well, do you think? Do you so think that guy is it cahoots? Do you think with the people that move the plane? Do you, do you think 9/11 was staged or not? I don't think it was. Do you, Tony? Mm-mm. You I, mean, do. I don't want to disrespectful to the people that, that pass away. Yeah. Well, I don't know enough, but I will tell you, I haven't done the research that some of my friends have done, but I will tell you it's pretty sketchy when you start looking into it. Like it's, it's pretty sketchy. Well, I know I've heard about, what is it? Operation Northwood where they were going to blow up the, they were going to blow up a, a commercial airliner to blame it on Cuba. Wow. And they were going to have like people in the plane. Wow. So that's something real that the government hit. I mean, the government definitely does some fucked up Dude, shit. We can talk about. I know so, like, there's so many things they've done. It, is why were they going to do that? So that we could, like going to start a war. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I think Kennedy was against it, and then he got killed not too long after that happened. Dude, that's a whole other thing. I 100 percent think Kennedy was like, like I shouldn't say 100. percent I'm I'm pretty certain that he was killed by. The government. Oh, dude. Like, you look at the stuff he was doing and trying to do. Because and... also, they didn't like, uh, wasn't, they didn't like the desegregation. Like, that was yeah. a part of it also. Yeah. There was something with the Federal Reserve. God, I hate that I didn't look this up before. My buddy Jack could explain this in detail. But something, I think he was either trying to do away with the Federal Reserve or he was trying to, like, he was trying to do something with the Federal Reserve that was, like, not a good, not to the people that really run the world's liking, right? And, um, the more you look into it, it's like, dude, he's, he had, it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, it's not like he had it coming. I don't, I don't think that, but it, you know, dude, the people that run the world are, are pretty, pretty evil, man. Do you, of course, 100% agree with you on that. Do you, who's the richest person in the world? Let me ask you that. Would it be like a Rockefeller? Who do you, okay. That's not what most people would say. The richest person in the world? Yeah. What do you, what are your guys like right away? What, I mean, but what are we taught to believe? Elon Musk is the richest. Bill Gates. That's what we, yeah, not that's true. what we thought. Yeah, not true. It's not true. It's Ooh. you've got the Soros, George Soros. You've got like, like you said, the Rockefeller. Dude, the Rockefellers are so rich. You've got uh, the Rothschilds that own the banking. I mm. mean, dude, you go on and on and on, and nobody, like nobody, knows this. There's a reason why, man. There's a reason why we're told it's because they are the ones that actually do run the world. Here's what's even funnier: if you Google the richest person in the world. It'll say Bill Gates. It'll say all these people. But then you, in the same breath, in the same search, if you then, if you go and search, um, how much money is the Rothschild family worth or whatever, it's exponentially greater than Bill Gates. And you're like, why, why is Google lying to me? 
Like, why yeah. doesn't this say to this family? It's straight. And so it's like, dude, it goes back to you got to question everything. You got to you got to ask questions, man. Like, there's a reason why we don't know. It's things. like, you know, uh, Elon Musk is the richest man in the world currently on paper. Like, they, they tell us. Right. Like you just said it's everybody else. Like, the yeah. people running the world are the richest people in the world. I would imagine the Waltons, if it was a singular person, like if it was just Sam Walton, he'd be richer than right. everybody else. Yeah. Did you just look it up? No, no, no. Okay. But I've heard like each of them had like 20 billion. Because I yeah. know one of them died. One of the sons died in like a plane crash, I want to say. Yeah, because every year they're in the top whatever because of their, you know, it's split however many siblings there was. And then, mm. but like. But like Elon Musk, his stuff fluctuates because it all depends on, on his stock. what his stock is going to be. Mm. Yeah. He's an interesting person, man. Yeah. I love how he's like calling out Twitter for bots and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And now they're trying to get him to buy it. But then, I wish like, he would. Dude. We need freedom of speech Where are back. his fucking roadsters are supposed to be? Where are the fucking... What do you uh, mean? He was supposed to come out a roadster like a couple oh, years ago. Oh, the car. Ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the truck that he got everybody to pay like 100 bucks. Now, like if somebody else were to do that, it'd be considered a Ponzi scheme. But when he does it, he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, come on now, man. And yeah. then they're coming out this whole shit where his fucking dad had a kid with his stepdaughter. Or oh, I, some saw that. Shit like I saw that. that. I saw that. Yes, I saw a thing on yesterday or Friday. I was like, holy fuck! And then he's yeah. fucking his employees because oh, he wants to populate he has, Mars. He has <laughs> wow. twins. He's a with wild like boy, a high man. level executive that wow. she just gave birth to the twins. I was like, holy fuck, man. Yeah, here's the thing, too, man. Like the whole outer space conversation is weird because I got a lot of friends that think about we haven't landed on the moon, and I've got dude, I've much respect to everybody who thinks what, whatever spectrum you think, I, I think it's cool that we're thinking, first of all, like I'm yeah. not, I think that like, when you talk about flat earth and you talk about like, did we land on the moon? Like, I think the bigger question is why are we questioning more things? Why are we like, it's dude, like the school system teaches you not, it's like, it teaches you what to think, not how to think. Mm. There's a reason, right? Yeah. There's a reason why you're in grade school and you're learning like Pythagorean theorem and you're like, am I, is that how you even say it? Like I, I may, I may have fucked that name up, but like nobody's ever going to use that. You get out of school and you have no real actual skills for the world. Right. Well, they say that school teaches us how to be factory workers. Oh, hundred percent. You know, that's yeah. why it's like, this is this, how many is this? You know, yeah. it's like, it's not teach. Like we were talking yesterday, they don't teach you how to pay bills or how to buy a house right. or, you know, anything with credit. Credit card thing that uh, Ken yeah. said. Yeah. You're a cog in the wheel. It's what they want you to be. Yeah. There's a reason. Military? I mean, there, there has to be something where they have to have people in line because if everybody <laughs> was out of line, then there'd be chaos. Yeah. Well, true. That's true. Right. If everybody just like... If everybody was entrepreneurs, here's what I've thought about. I thought about if, okay, so once I graduated high school, went to college, I thought, oh, that's the thing I got to do. Like, get the, get the degree. Then I got the degree and I was like, this is useless. Like, I don't know how, like, it's literally just a piece of paper. It's an accomplishment. And I didn't learn anything really in, in either high school or college. Very, very little, mm -hmm. you know, that, that you can actually take into the real world. Um, but I started like reading books like Tim Ferriss's books and, you know, Gary Vee, all, all those guys started just going down Tony Robbins, all of it, uh, think and grow rich. And what was the other one? Like rich dad, poor dad, all those books, dude, I learned more out of like 10 books than I learned in like seven years of however long it, it, it yeah. took me a long time to go to college, but you know, seven years of school, I'm just like, damn it. I should have just read should just, you know, if I ever have kids, I'm going to be like, just read these books. You don't need college. 
you don't need, I mean, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's like for specialized things like being a doctor or a lawyer. Yes. You probably want those people to go to college, mm. but to be anything else, probably not. Yeah. Cause most stuff you can probably learn on YouTube or like you said, reading books. hundred percent. Dude. I just, I just switched and got YouTube premium. The best. It's the best. You know why? Cause you have no commercials. And so, cause I watch a lot of tutorials on DJing and producing mm. or whatever, yeah. whatever it is, whether it's yeah. anything. So there's, there's no ads and I can just go, but dude, it's great. Like I thought about what you just said, uh, what you just said, I've thought about before, like YouTube has so, and even on Rogan, they talked about how many hours are uploaded to YouTube, like per second or whatever it is. There's, you could spend the rest of your life on YouTube and you could, you wouldn't be able to finish it. Right. Yeah. Like there's just so much information out there. And I think it's like, if you see somebody that's not succeeding, it's like, dude, you just don't have the drive and ambition to like to watch a free resource that I paid, you know, whatever it was, 50, 60 K for college. Yeah. That is crazy how things have changed. You know, and there's multiple of those videos. It's not just one, not just one. There's 10 guys explaining how to like, I don't know, work on a car. I mean, that's how I learned how to do the editing was from YouTube. Yeah. Like I got on YouTube, typed in how to edit and I found out audacity. Yeah. And I downloaded that and then I watched the video and now it's like second nature to me. Yeah. It's like, like you said, it's definitely laziness. If in this day and age, like we had a whole debate about what's more impressive, the pyramids or a phone. And to me, the phone is more impressive because we can reach anybody in the fucking world or look at, um, yeah, especially an iPhone is what I'm talking about. Like look at information. I mean, it's cool that they built that shit or people think aliens did it, whatever. But I think if people, you brought somebody back like, a hundred from years, a hundred years ago or 200 years and showed them that they'd be like, what the fuck is this thing? The phone. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, what the fuck is this in a way like they're disappointed by it? Or no, no, I like, think they'd be mind wow. blown by it. In a hundred years from now. No, no, no. Like somebody that died from like the 1900s. Oh, yeah. somebody from a hundred years ago. Yeah. Sorry. I misheard you. Huh? Yeah. No good point. Yeah. Have you seen, have you been to the pyramids or any? I want to do that. Yeah, I have. I mean, like I said, I'm sure it's impressive, but I just think like the phone, modern things like air conditioning. You think the people in Egypt back then would have rather had the fucking pyramids or a cool place to sit? <laughs> more, right. than, more than likely the air conditioning. I just think yeah. like sometimes we don't realize in the moment how good we have it. Absolutely. Because like everybody's always like, man, what's it going to be like in the future? What's what was it like in the past? I'm like, yeah. bitch, we're right here right now. Enjoy it. You know, well, I, it's crazy how like every like. 10 years is so much medical things being created mm. invented cured or whatever mm. it's like we're so far ahead from the 1900 that we are right now yeah that you know the 100 years that pa- or 102 years 122 years that have passed it's just crazy to think we've done more in that time than we did the whole history of humans yeah that's a whole other conspiracy Actually, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, we can. Which one is it? <laughs> Just the medical, like the, there's a medical mafia that they're like hiding cures and stuff. Like I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you, you mentioned like I, on, okay. On the one hand, like the medical stuff, like I, I agree. Like I'm a big natural guy, right? Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that we gotten super far away from natural medicine. I think that, you know, you go to the doctor, you get cancer. You know what they tell you? They say chemo and radiation is the only way your food doesn't matter. You know, what you do with your life doesn't, you can drink as much beer, alcohol as you want. Like I've I've had, I got close friends of mine that have gotten, you know, cancer uh, diagnosis and they're like, doesn't matter what you eat. You can eat sloppy Joe's. You can have pizza. Let us do the chemo. And that's, you know, that's, that's really all that you need. And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, 
Cause like my, my, do- my dog got cancer mm-hmm. and I dealt with this with her. She's now four years cancer free. We did uh, mushrooms, turkey tail. We did a ketogenic diet slash plant-based cause we had spinach and carrots, which those are both cancer fighters. We did turmeric and an- another herb called IP six. They told me to put my dog down. They were like, she's going to die in six weeks. So I went home, researched to make a long story short. She's still alive four years later. My point is that nature works. But if you ask a Western doctor, anything about diet, anything about turmeric, anything about vitamin C, they're going to go, no, it doesn't work. It's quackery. And I'm like, why is there such a divide between natural medicine and like, you know, pharma stuff like Tylenol and all that shit? Like, well, like in the East, that's what that's the first go to turmeric. Yeah. You know, because it has so many benefits. Right. Turmeric's awesome, My mom told me that today, she told me that she gave some turmeric to one of her plants out there because it it had dry rot. Right. Like two weeks ago, and now the dry rot's gone. Wow. Right? The guy at Tractor Supply Store told her, hey, get some turmeric and, you know, pour it in there every day. Yeah, like the powder. Wow. And, like, she did that, and the dry rot's gone. Like, who would have thought that? And... Over here in the West, I think they go chemo and radiation first mm-hmm. because that's what pays, and that's big money you're getting, Bro, right? Tens of thousands each of time. Ten, my stepmom paid fifty five thousand for her first round. See, that's insane. I mean, think about how in do you can buy a house? Yeah, that's insane, bro. Fifty five, fifty five for the first round. Mm. I hope I'm giving. Yeah, because I saw her bill and I was like, "Is this what it costs?" She's like, "Yeah, you know that was for the first. I'm like, "What?" She's like, my insurance paid for it. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You need to like question this. This is crazy. Yeah. Well, it's like they say they don't want people to have marijuana or mushrooms because they can't help a lot of people. But Big Pharma <sighs> is making so much money. Just like the whole Purdue family. Yeah, now they would like the Oxycontin <laughs> yeah. and shit like that. You know, It's like the video you posted this morning. Oh, dude. Uh, how Big Pharma owns everything. Dude. Ten companies. So true. Like They literally rule. Dude, like. Big, and that's that, okay. You talk about like the family families ruling the world. I firmly, firmly believe there's a big pharma mafia that like that like suppresses cures that like um, wants us sick because the more sick we are, the less we know about eating right. You know, the more dependent we are on their system. It's this huge cycle. It's like you do just travel, go anywhere. Why is there McDonald's and all this crap? And there's not salad places. There's not smoothie. Like I. I think it's by design, man. They, I really think they want us to be sick, but, but not dead. They want you to be like, cause a healthy person is there's no money in it. Right. Right. Like, you know, if you don't have to go to the doctor, they're not making money on you. And I mean, yeah, dude, I, I firmly, I really do. If you look at the, okay. Did you know the Rockefellers speaking of like earlier, going back to earlier, like they started big pharma. I don't know if y'all knew that or not, uh-uh. but the Rockefellers started big pharma. So they, they were in oil. And they were like, huh, we can, we can get into medicine and make it from petroleum. We can make pills with using petroleum. Mm. And so base to make a long story short, they, they were the fact, if you go, you can Google it, like who started big pharma to say the Rockefellers. And to this day, it's, it's sort of like unspoken, but they're the families that like really run stuff, man. That like really they're behind the scenes, you know, they're the ones that like, I really firmly believe that they're the ones that are continuing. It's like when you hear on the news, okay, I'll give, I'll give you an example. Somebody's got cancer. You see a guy who went holistic. Okay. And he dies. You would see that on the news. Holistic man tries vitamin C gets cancer dies. 
How many people die of chemo and radiation uh, or, or I'm sorry, they do it and they still die. I know tons of people who have done chemo and radiation and nobody knows about it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's because the media is owned, dude. They're like, they're like fully owned by big pharma. Like they got about the, how many, have you ever seen the Rogan? Did y'all see when he posted that about, um, what was it? Pfizer. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. It was like everything was like on TV. It was like Pfizer. Yeah. Pfizer. Yeah. Those ads for like the, uh, pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Like the pills, they're everywhere now. Everywhere. You see one like every like two minutes, yeah. if, if not less. Yeah. So let me give you a scenario. Let's say this podcast had a sponsor and it was some sort of pharmaceutical, like it was Bayer or somebody like that. Would you guys talk shit about Bayer? Would you would you talk about somebody overdosing on a Bayer pill on this podcast? Let's say you're Joe Rogan, right? You know, and you've got millions of listeners and Bayer, he doesn't have them as a sponsor, but if he was, my point is that the sponsors hold these guys by the balls. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, it's true. It's yeah. And so we, we, do we have freedom of speech? What do you guys think? I mean, I don't, to an extent, I think you have freedom to say what you want, but then you have repercussions for what you say. Right. Because well, your employer may not appreciate what you say, right? Yeah. But you so still like say- some Joe Rogan, if he did have bear, he could talk shit about them. But then they're gonna be like, oh, we're going to pull the ad from you now. Right. And that's going to hurt his pocket. Right. And it's just like, or like CNN or any of these other platforms, mm-hmm. then they're less likely to talk shit about those people because it cashes. I mean, fear is currency. So he's totally. Yeah. So it's like, we kind of, we kind of just hush, hush. I mean, I can think of many times in my life when, when I've had scenarios where I was working for a company or I was doing something on a, on a project and I was just like, I don't really know about this company or I don't really know about the, what their principles like. I'll give you, man, I'm, I was going to say, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I DJed for Susan G. Komen okay. and that was one that I didn't, at first I thought it was a good cause. And I was like, man, like, you know, they have a good cause, but started somebody told me to research it further and like Susan G Komen does almost nothing all they do all they do is promote awareness around cancer they don't do anything like their CEOs are driving you know flying huge yeah. jets and and all this stuff but so they're not like St Jude correct yeah correct okay. yeah they're not actually like you know doing I mean, from what I understand, if you were to Google this or look, look it up, like the, it's a very small percentage of Susan G. Komen that actually goes towards research and development. But it's something like six, seven. It's a very like small percentage, but it's like huge marketing budget, huge. You know, it's 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 just a feel good company that's like, oh, we're donating to like to to help cancer. I'm like. When people say that, they're like, you know, you want to donate ten dollars to Susan G. Komen is to help help support breast cancer. It's like you're not actually supporting breast cancer. You're supporting Susan E. Komen. Well, that's the problem with a lot of charities. They don't have to give all the money. Obviously you have operating costs and you have to pay your employees and stuff like that. But like, I know there was a big thing like with Goodwill. Yeah. Like people are like, don't give shit to Goodwill because they're CEOs and stuff making ass, you know, a shit ton of money. Oh yeah. But like they'll pay their employees, especially like special need employees, Mm. fucking a fraction of what a minimum wage should be. Really? Mm. Really? How do they get away with that? I don't know. I don't know. But that's something I did here. Because when I worked at the IRS, they had a bunch of special needs people that would do the cleaning and they work for Goodwill. You work for the IRS? Well, I was uh, contracting. Okay. I did IT out there. Oh, man. Now you're on the radar. 
Boy, Jordan Rogers, didn't know who I was in the, didn't know who I was in the room with. <laughs> no, but like you know, and then like the people that work at the little donation centers, you know, like we just take your clothes and they give you a receipt if you want one or not. Mm. Like they're probably not making shit. Yeah, you know, like totally. I mean, they're they're selling free stuff. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's a great business model. Yeah. So you know, so like you know, so we had the charity and like instead of like what charity? Um, you have a charity? Sunday's finest. Is that a, you? You you own a charity? Uh, Tony Tony and I do. Do you? and our friend Mark does. Cool. Yeah. Tony created it. I got brought on because I'm his friend. Okay. And Mark got brought on because Mark likes helping people. Oh, cool. What's the charity? Um, man, we like to help out the homeless. So I saw a video on YouTube or Instagram. This is probably like 2014, 2013. <coughs> and this guy was cut. He's a hairstylist and he would cut hair for the homeless on Sundays for that, free. I saw that. And I was like, man, that's fucking awesome. Man. I wish somebody would do that. And I was like, man, why don't somebody do that here? And I was like, why don't I do it? Mm. And so I reached out and then Good for you. we started, we did like a Thanksgiving dinner and then we've done like where we collect clothes and food. And then we've done like sack lunches. We'll take around the city to help mm. people out. So now it was like, well, we could try to do it on a grander scale by mm. getting it, you know, actual nonprofit status. So that's when started getting the ball rolling on that. So I don't that's know. Cool. I think giving is one of the best things you can do, man. Cause yeah. like, there's so many people that are hurting, especially this is before the pandemic when we started doing this. And now there's so many other people that are hitting the poverty line that mm. are, you know, and it's not just for homeless people. It's just less fortunate people, too. Yeah. So there's just so many other avenues that you can do to do yeah. good in this world. Yeah. So do you all take money? And I mean, obviously you do. Yeah. So we did a water. So St. Mary's downtown, mm -hmm. they feed um, the homeless and less fortunate every day, Monday through Saturday mm -hmm. from 7 to 10. And, you know, coffee, food, whatever, you know. That's cool. And um, I saw this guy named Martin make a post. Yeah. And he was like, man, we're in dire need for water because it's been so hot. So I was like, you know what? We could do something with this. Yeah. So I sent, I sent him a message on Facebook. I was like, hey, do you mind if we have make a post through our charity and right. help you guys with this? He said, no, we would love that. Thank you so much. Mm. I got a donation, cash donation from two friends. Wow. Well, with that, well, Venmo. And yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I was able to buy a pallet of water from Kroger. And that, that was 48 cases. That's awesome. And, um, you know, we did that. We do clothes. And that was just recent. That was like two weeks ago. And uh, now, the, we, you know, we have 501, 501C3 status. Is that what you are? Yeah. So Doesn't we, it take a year to get? Well, we actually got fortunate. So I used um, I used Rocket Lawyer. Mm. And the guy did tell me. Is that me, a website? Yeah, it's a, it's like okay. a, where you can get like prof professionals do things for you, you know? Yeah. And um, the guy said, now, this might take about six to nine to maybe even a year. So you're all right. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's fine. As long as we get the ball rolling, you know, yeah. I can, we, you can send it to the state and the government or whatever. And he was like, yeah, of course. And I got it back in three months. Wow. So he sent me, the guy sent me That's an email. Great. Yeah. He was like, Hey, by the way, have you heard anything? So I said, send him a picture of the letter I got. Yeah. He's like, dude, you could be approved. You're 513. Uh, That's awesome. C3 now. I was yeah. like, dude, that's fucking cool as shit. Thank yeah. you so much. And, um, you know, there's a lot of different things you have to fill out on, online yeah. and stuff, and, yeah. you know, but it's, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's going great. Now I just need, um, we just need to get our sale and reuse certificate mm -hmm. which means i can that means i can go to like kroger or sam's wherever and not pay tax on the items awesome. that we're buying yeah as long as it's for the charity for the you charity. know yeah and i got we got a bank account set up um we got a sam's card set up how do they know if you're buying it for the charity that, that's a very <laughs> you know so like that's legit you know yeah. because 
if you go buy a TV and it's kind of like a bit the same way you would with the business. It's exactly with the business. So yeah. this is like, you know, I didn't know why we needed this yeah. because we were a charity, but right. the lady at Sam's was like, we can try this paper. So currently right now we have tax against status yeah. at Sam's, but I still want to get this paper. Yeah. And, um, but like, yeah, that's one of the things like I could go buy whatever on that debit card that, you know, but yeah. it's it, then at the end of the day, it's kind of what person you are, right? Sure. You can be a shitty person. You do that. Well, also, man, you don't want to get audited. I mean, you know, you do stuff like that. You're going to get, you know, you're, you're going to get, get hit. Banged, with, yeah. But like, sure. you know, so we've had two purchases. One yeah. was the water. Yeah. One was the Sam's card. And yeah. you know, that's it. That's good, man. That y'all did that. That's a really cool thing. How do you feel about people that post the videos of helping people out? It's funny. I was actually just thinking about, I was going to ask you guys if you had posted, cause I, I think I respect I'll be truthful with you. I have more respect for people that do it and don't post. Mm-hmm. Not that doing it and posting it makes you like the terrible person, but I think, I think you, you, you got to question somebody's like motives and, and like, what is, what is your motive? Do you, you know, are you giving for the sake of giving like, yeah, man, I've, I've seen people that do the videos where they're like, you know, I'm going to give you $5,000 to this homeless guy. And the guys, the guy giving it turns the selfie on him. He's like, Hey, look at me. Like, I don't know, man, there's, there's, there's that, right? Like I personally you know. would never post helping someone out, but I probably wouldn't have started it unless I saw that video. Good point. So that's where I think like you can come from a place of, you know, you want to be clout chasing or whatever yeah. to get likes and views. But as long as you're actually legitimately helping somebody, mm. I don't think it fucking matters. You know, right. so like I said, I, me personally, I would never do it. But you know, so, you might inspire somebody. So I follow a video. I follow a guy on Instagram now. Yeah, and his thing is he'll so the the video he doesn't show his face. He shows like the homeless person or whoever, less person mm. less fortunate or whatever. And he walks up to him. He's like, "Hey, man, do you um, do you have by any chance? I'm not from you. Do you and his thing is, do you have a dollar so I can catch the bus? I've seen that. Or you know, whatever it is." And the guy's like, "No, I'm sorry, I ain't got nothing." Oh, okay, well, you know, do you have like fifty cents? I can get something to drink then. He's like, "You know what? I got. I think I got a dollar. Let me look. You know." And he gives him a dollar. And this is like a homeless person sleeping on the ground. That's right. probably you know, it's right. a lot of money, of right. course. And he's like, "You know what? You're the first person to offer me help." Here's a thousand dollars. Yeah, I saw that. I hope this helps you. You shared that, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. He's like, I hope this helps you. Um, you know, and we'll be back to check on you. Yeah. And so, you know, this is here for you. And, you know, it's really emotional. It gets you. And it's just, man, it's so awesome. You know, because yeah. that money is gonna whatever he does, the person does with that money, that's their business. Totally. You know? He still did it out of his kind heart to give you that money. Sure. You know, and So you're saying you're saying you like it when people post it. Well, I like it when they don't make it all about themselves. Like this right. guy doesn't make it about himself. Sure. Sure. He's using his platform to get, but he doesn't, he doesn't show his face. He doesn't show his face ever. Yeah. I, at least I haven't seen one of his videos where he shows his face. Yeah. It'd be, it's like, it's like somebody needs to come up with a thing where they like dress up in like a, a tiger costume or a gorilla costume or something yeah. like, like uh where the, you can't tell who they are at all. That'd be cool. Yeah. But like I said, I just think that it just, it, if as long as you're giving, it's coming from, a play because like giving, like I said, it's it's selfish to give because you feel good about giving. Selfish to give? Yeah. You mean selfless? No, you feel it's a selfish thing. Like yeah. you're getting a reward from giving. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's like, you know, you can do it without showing it because that's I get a feeling of goodness by giving. It's mm-hmm. so it's it's a it's an high that I get. Right. And it's no different, I think, than somebody doing it for views and likes and money on YouTube. Yeah. Were you were you rich, poor, immediate middle? Growing up? 
Middle class. Yeah. What about you? No, we were poor for a long time, but then we started making, my family started making money. Yeah. Yeah. I think your perspective is so different given, I don't know. It's it's not true. Like I don't, I don't re I'm not trying to like shit on rich people, but I don't see a lot of rich people that grew up rich. Like, and I have no stats to back this up whatsoever, but I don't think I've historically seen rich people do that. Like, um, that have, that have been raised with the silver spoon. I think, I think if, if, cause in my life I plan on becoming wealthier, obviously. And if I have kids, like I don't want them to, to be raised that way with this. Like I want them to appreciate what it's like to, to be without, to yeah. like not, yeah. you know, if, I mean, everybody's seen the kid that like, you know, gets a, gets a, a freaking Land Rover when he turns 16 and he like wrecks it and dad buys him another one. And it's like, that's not, that's not the person I want to hang out with. But uh, yeah, it's like one of those things where if you were given something, you're probably not going to appreciate it as much as you had to work for it. Absolutely. There's no skin in the game. Yeah. Cause it's just like, Oh, I, you know, I don't realize the the value of what this thing is. Like when you're a kid, you don't realize how much your parents have to spend to do stuff until you're an adult and you're like, Oh shit, they bought groceries oh for all of God. us. They bought clothes for us. They yeah. bought, you know, all this other stuff. That's a whole I remember, conversation. I remember. Appreciate your parents. We went, yeah, we went to Walgreens. <laughs> this one was young when we first moved here. Yeah, and there was this lady in front of us that couldn't pay for like some her daughter's med or her son's med. I can't remember. I can't remember exactly. It was a boy or girl, and the pharmacist was like, "I can't give it to you. I can't give it to you. I can't give it to you." And um, we were just in line waiting, and then my mom gave her the money, and then we left. Mm. I was like, "Well, what about the? Why we come here?" And she was like, "It doesn't matter. Let's go." So my mom gave her the money that she was going to use to buy her medicine. Wow! Right, because she didn't have the medicine for her child. Wow! Yeah. That's great, man. You know, it's, it's so good to give. And, and I'm not, I don't like, I, I think that's amazing, but I will say, do you ever see those people with the signs? Right. And they're like asking for money. Mm-hmm. So my family, um, they were big on anybody with the sign we're going to give to, mm-hmm. right? Like <laughs> that's how, that's how like sort of gullible they were. Like anybody, anybody, you know, that comes up to us at a gas station, we're going to, we're going to give to them. And so I was raised, I sort of like saw that growing up, um, even though we didn't have much, but they would, they would like consistently give to those people. But, um, I think that those guys, man, like, what do you think? 50% are real. There's definitely scammers out there. Yeah. You know, there's always somebody that will, you've heard the story where they're hold the sign up and then go get in their nice car. Oh dude, I got a story about that. But you know, it it just, I don't know. Can you just look at like karma? Like I'm doing something good. Yeah. No, fuck yeah. it. It's like if you want to give the money, give the money. If you don't, don't give the money. Do you guys know the guy in, in Midtown here in Memphis? And he's he's got one eye and like he Yeah, he used to be always be by uh Bosco's back in the day. Yeah, I forgot yeah. his name. But dude, he got me one time. He's like uh he, he's covering his eyeball up. He yeah, like he's always over. like, excuse me, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, 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 real short petite, yeah. petite guy. So he got me one time, he's like, you know, I, I just hate to ask, but you know, I'm I'm homeless and um whatever. I can't remember if I gave him money or not. I honestly can't. I think I did because this, this has been years ago. I felt really bad. The guy's got like one eye. And so gave him some money. No joke. Like it, a few months later, I see this guy getting into a car and I'm pretty sure he was driving the car. Like, and I was like, I was floored. I was just like, oh my God, I'm never, I'm never, never again. <laughs> and I hate, I hate to even like let one bad apple ruin the bunch, but it's like, there's so many people out there that just, they don't, they take advantage of like Christian, especially in the South, there's Christians and there's like, you know, it's we're 
you know, Memphis is a big, like, you know, it's a big church city. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, it's just one of those things. Like, I don't think you should give anything you're, you can't lose. Yeah. So if you can give it and it's not going to affect your bank account or your livelihood, then right. fuck it. Yeah. Cause like I said, there's going to be shitty people out there. I mean, there's going to be some, it's just like when any tragedy happens, there's always people that are going to try to scam and be like, you know, when, when, uh, Katrina happened, there's people that were trying to scam people with that. When COVID happened, there's people scam, you know, any type of natural disaster is always going to be scammers. Right. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. You know, it's just people always just trying to get ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, if you can't afford to do it, don't definitely don't do it. Yeah. But what I like is, you know, when I make a post on stuff like that, even if people don't give me anything, mm-hmm. you know, that's great. Yeah. That's fine. Thank you. You know, whatever. They'll share it, and then one of their friends might see it, yeah. you know? So that's like, yeah. man, I appreciate you sharing the post, you know? Yeah. And I know you're not in a position, but then sometimes, like, people are like, hey, if you guys need help getting the water to wherever you need to go, let me know. I have a truck, you know? So, like, hell yeah. You, you're giving me your time. That's yeah. worth more Absolutely. than, you know, your $5 donation. You know, whatever it is, every but, donation yeah. is, I appreciate everything people give me, 100%. Yeah. Us, I mean, I should say, but, like, when someone is offering their time to come pass out sandwiches with us mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Go on. You made me think of something, uh, making posts on social media. What do you guys think about social media as a whole? Good, bad going, going like, are we ever going to hit a point where it's like enough is enough. And like, we've become, cause dude, everybody I know is super, I'm not going to call any names, but I got some friends that spend hours and hours and hours and hours on Instagram. Like well, I, I do. I like it. Yeah. Um, I use it. I use Instagram and stuff more now for finding guests and talking to people, Right. you know? Sure. But like I'll spend about 30, 45 minutes a day on it. Mm. And that's us- it. Well, usually I just, when I'm doing guests, you know, are we, are you truth hour? Truth hour. <laughs> you only spend 30 minutes. Get his phone. <laughs> oh no. My usage on my phone is like seven hours. I bet it's going to say, how are you going to say you learn on for 30 minutes? Right. No, I'm talking about for Instagram, like social You're media. definitely on Instagram way more than 35 minutes. You think so? Friend. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'm not sure what the number is, yeah, but I think, anyway, I think it's, it's higher. Okay. But I use it mainly for that. Yeah. I think that it's fine. I think you should curate your feed to what you want to be engaging with. But you can't do that anymore with the new Instagram algorithm. Oh, it sucks. See, it's like horrible. The, it's like who I follow. Yeah. I don't follow anybody that's going to enrage me or anything like that. Or like even on Facebook, like usually on Facebook, if it's not past the first post, I don't go past it. Like anything I share that's on Facebook has came from Instagram. Mm, I don't even have Facebook anymore. Dude, Facebook is so dead to me. Like during the pandemic when it was super divisive and super like all the COVID, you know, COVID came out and there was a, there's a movie I shared. God, what was that movie called? I'll think of it in a second, but it was like basically saying that, and this is another conspiracy. I don't know if you guys want to go there. We can, but where did COVID come from? Was it created? Was it not? Was it like, um, was was it on purpose? It was a documentary that I shared. By the way, they sent they took it down. Um, the people that run the world, which makes me question it a thousand times more because that's what I do. Like, it's like you censored that. Okay, now I'm gonna go read ten books about this because there's a reason why you're censoring it. And that's that's where my brain goes anyway. I don't know if y'all feel that way, but you know when something gets taken down. But um, yeah, dude, I shared it and I got all this this hate on it. 
God, I wish I, it was, um, I'll think of it in a second, but, and if and we can link it in the comments, if I, if I remember the documentary, but it was, uh, yeah. So, so everybody started fighting in the comments and they called me names and stuff. And I was just like, okay, I am, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like you guys can't be like just civil in the comments. You guys can't be, I've had people delete me because we disagreed with something like, you know? And so I don't know, man, it's like, I think, I think it's poison, man. I think it's, I think it's, I think social media is on the side of poison more than it is on the side of like healthy and like, you know, furthering us as a society. Like, I don't think, I don't think Instagram and Facebook and all that are like putting us in a better position as a whole society. You look at the suicide rates, you look at, you know, what makes kids depressed? Why are kids like, can you guys imagine being in high school and going to high school? Cause we're, I think we're close in, in the age. We didn't have social media yeah. in, in high school. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Neither did I. Uh, did you, Raul? Uh, no, no social media. No. Okay. So the three of us did not, I didn't, we, I think I had my space when I was 19, mm. like that's when it came out 1920. Yeah. So I can't imagine going to school now being around your peers and <clears throat> excuse me, like dealing with, dealing with all the stuff at school, right? You got bullies, you got clicks, you got this, then going home on the weekend, trying to be yourself, trying to like be alone, have some alone time. And then you got to go, you get in arguments with your friends and, and, and your peers, you know, on social media. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you got to go back to school and see them again. And it's like, then, then you've got like a whole nother level of like things to, 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 to divide an argument. Like you got, you got a whole level of drama on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you go to school and you, and you got to deal with what Becky said about you on Facebook on Monday. Like, you know, over the weekend, like, you know, I'm yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there's always a whole thing where kids don't get away from the bullying that they got bullied at school. They're being cyber bully now. Yeah. But I also think there's a whole thing where kids that may not have friends at school can have friends online. Sure. So I think it's like, it can go either way. Yeah. And I think it just depends on what, how you use the tool and kids in general, just mean like, yeah, I, I yeah. think there's a lot of stuff that kids did when they were younger that the posh they wouldn't do as an adult. Oh yeah. You know, or even like in the early or later twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, I just think that social media, I mean, it's, it's fairly new. So it's like, we don't know what the effects is going to have long-term or how we're going to adapt to it. Yeah. But I think that if people looked at people instead of just like a little picture and realized that's another person on the end of the screen, maybe they wouldn't say some of the shit that oh, they do. Oh God. Right. And you never win an argument by calling somebody stupid yeah, or calling them out their name. A horrible name. Like usually like that's how wars are started by being like divisive and all this other stuff where I'm against this person. I'm going to get that person. Um, so we're looking at a digital version of that with social media. Yeah. Especially on Facebook, like with the elections and the whole COVID thing. It's just like. You know, most of these people that are arguing, they probably barely graduate high school. So it's like, yeah, why the fuck do you want to talk shit about somebody because they're not on your team? Yeah, you're they are on your team. They're humans. Absolutely. We agree on more, I think. And I, I this goes into why do we have two parties, two political parties? Why do we have like, as we we're saying earlier, people that run the world, they want, you know, they, they have an agenda. And, and like, I think personally, I think if we're divided enough, that just that creates more distraction from I hate to I hate to say this, but from what's really going on, I know that's like a conspiracy theory thing to say, but like it it kind of is. It's like 
if I'm fighting with you about what Mitt Romney said or what Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. said or whatever, uh, or what they're voting on, or I mean, the whole thing with the abortion that just went. Whoosh, everybody, yeah. I, I'm so glad I'm not on Facebook for that reason because I'm I'm sure it was a uh, a shithole of like <laughs> just everybody losing it. Yeah, but um, yeah, dude, they they want they want us divided. I've, I have a theory. My theory is this: I think that we have the two party political system for a reason. Um, that's why you don't see the libertarians get any votes. That's why you don't see any third parties is because they want it. Honest to God, man, the more I talk to people, more people are libertarian than they know. More people are like kind of just right down the middle to have some right, some left, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, I, this is just my opinion. I think that most people are right down the middle. Uh, you got some extremes out there for sure. You got some far left, far right. But like most people just want the government to stay out of their life. They don't care if you're gay. They don't care if you shoot a gun. They don't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think, I mean, the people that I, at least I've talked to and associated with, it's kind of like, and that's kind of like what the libertarian uh, values are. It's like the government stay out of your life. And, you know, I don't know. Do you guys think, you just think I'm onto something or no? No, I think there's some truth to that. I mean, yeah. like I said, I, I think there is a, it's all man-made bullshit. Exactly. Just like money. Yeah. It's all made up. And then so people true. are fucking arguing and killing each Hold other on. over this. That is so deep. It is all man-made. Yeah. The party system is man-made. Didn't even, I've, that never occurred to me. Like it's legit. That's, that's powerful. Well, it's just like, even like people are like, somebody's a nudist or they do something without their clothes on. You're not born with clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like somebody decided that it's obscene to be a certain way, but that's how that person was actually born. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's just like there's somebody up top or at one time, like if, if you're religious, you can go to the Bible. They say Adam and Eve ate the apple. Then they realized they were naked and they wanted to cover up. Right. But it's just like, you know, that's just not how naturally we are. And it's like a progression of time. But it's generally like somebody made a rule like you have to be 18 to do this or you have to be 16 to be able to drive a car. Or, you know, you have to be 21 to be able to drink. Mm. It's just like, who are these people that are making the rules? And why are we still obeying these certain rules? Here, here. I agree with that. Yeah. Why do, and why do we let those, those things divide us so much, man? I mean, I think, I think all three of us, we probably have lost a friend or two to the divisive topics to somebody being like, Oh, you think this way? Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to be your friend. I have, I mean, I had people delete me during the COVID stuff and during just, and it's like, if we sat down at a table, we probably agree on way more than, and honest to God, I've, I've run into people recently too, that, um, I said something about what I thought surrounding the vaccine or surrounding, you know, whatever I I'd said something and they disagreed with it and we got to an argument. They deleted me. I deleted them. <laughs> you know, I see them out in public now and it's awkward. It's like, Hey the, Jordan, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I just want to be like, this is one thing we disagree on. So what? Like, yeah. let's, let's move past it. Like we, there's hundreds of th- other things that we more than likely agree on. And at the end of the day, I honest to God, just think they want us divided. I really do. Yeah. Like it's just one of those things where you should be able to have disagreements, but still be civil to each other. Mm. You shouldn't be like, Oh, I don't want to be friends with you anymore because of that. Right. Unless it's just something completely heinous. Like somebody like believes in fucking kids. Somebody what? Yeah, like they believe in having sex with kids. Like that's oh, a fucking oh, weirdo thing. Yeah. yeah. But said, yeah. on that flip side, it's like, what makes that person that way? 
Like, are they just, mm. are they, did something happen to them? Or is that why they're that way? Or are they sure. born, you know, like, are they born with that, you know, disposition? Yeah. So there's always this thing. The brain's a funny thing, man. It's the yeah. thing that's supposed to be keeping us alive, but it could be telling you're fucked up. It could be telling you to think this way and yeah. that way, you know. We don't have a complete understanding of how we actually function as people. And anybody that says they're an expert or anything, they're fucking full of shit. Yeah. Like on the brain? Just on anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're all just bumbling through life. You know what's crazy to me? That, speaking about the brain, you guys know about the gut, right? Like, how weird is it that there, there are all these, like, probiotic stuff coming out now and everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, we're learning so much about the gut health and we're learning. I'm like, are we, are we, though? Haven't we always known this? Like, we yeah. just, we... we like, you know, the, the, the gut is like 70% of your immune system. Right. And I don't know. I find it interesting that like I grew up my entire life. Like, dude, I had my appendix removed when I was a kid. Right. And I was always sick after that. Like I was, I was for some weird reason, I was, I just get like sick twice a year. I'd be laid up in the bed. I'd have the flu or whatever. So I started doing some research. I realized that your appendix is where your good gut bacteria is stored. Mm. Western medicine didn't know that though. Uh, apparently maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but they're saying now, Oh, we just discovered this, that the appendix is, could be where the bacteria is stored. So I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, isn't that weird? Yeah. And they just rip, they just rip it out of people. Um, yeah. Like I said, it just goes back to the whole thing of like somebody that was a doctor at one time who is a, or somebody that's a doctor now learned from somebody that was just experimenting. Yeah. Exactly. And now the person today is an expert, but are, are, are they truly an expert? You know, yeah. obviously you want to go to somebody if you're in dying need of something, but yeah. there's no hundred percent on anything. Everything is just kind of experimentation. Yeah. Yeah. I think what, what made me think of that, you're talking about the brain and they're saying that the gut's like the second brain. Is that what they call it? Mm. Something I think, is that what they call it? Um, I might have to Google that, but it's, it's like, a. um, yeah, the, the gut is like, it's super important and, and you're, you know, the way that you the way that you feel and think and, and all that. Like, so yeah, the brain's interesting too, man. Have you guys ever seen a brain cut open? Mm-mm. I've seen like a picture of it, like in half. I've never seen it in person. It's crazy. But like, yeah, it's weird like, we don't, that is true. That is true. That is true. That is true. I didn't even think about that. But like, as much as we know about the body, there's probably so much more that we don't know. Right. You know, we think we know everything, like Tony said, but I believe that there's still so much we have to learn about the body. Yeah. I was going to fact check that to make sure I didn't say something stupid, but I think that was correct what I said. But yeah, dude, right. The body itself is so fascinating. Like how every thing in your body works together to, you know, you're like moving your fingers, your brain is sending the signal down to move your fingers, but it does it. It does it like live, like Mm -hmm. on the spot. It doesn't, it's not like I'm thinking about it. Then my finger moves. Like the body is so incredibly like just insanely amazing. And I don't know, we could talk about how, we've evolved as humans and that's a whole nother thing. But like, you guys think we came, do you want to go there? (laughs) That's a whole rabbit hole. Well, we definitely came from like central Africa. Right. And that's how we just started spreading out across the world. Yeah. But how did we get there? How did we evolve to that? I don't, I don't know. Right. And anybody, I think, I think it's, there's so many different theories. Honestly, I I look, I try to look at everything with an open mind too. Well, the chimpanzee one or not, but the ape, that's like the closest they have the closest makeup to us. Absolutely. So that's why, you know, it's very convincing. It like is. their DNA ours is, you know, whatever it is. And there's off by like 0.3 or something like that, or mm. 0.5 to make them different. Right. So, 
Yeah. There's so much that we just don't know, man. I don't even know if we're supposed to know. Like, I don't know if our brain can wrap around how we came or where do we go or where we at before we came here. Because, like, I was thinking about it the other day. It's like you have sperm in your balls. And you don't have, do you have that until your balls drop? But it's always in your DNA. Mm. So does that mean we're like millions of years old? Because every single person would have to have us to have the other person, to have the mm. other person, to have the other person. Right. And that's what they say. Like, even when you get like 30 or 35, you have old sperm. But you can still have kids. Really? They yeah. That? So that's why they're saying Damn. like a lot of people, when they get older, if you have older kids, you can have kids that have like uh, autism and stuff like that. Oh, so there's a risk. Yeah. But the sperm is older. Yeah. Mm. But it's still viable sperm. So I don't know, man. There's just so much we don't know. Can't man. you freeze, freeze your sperm? Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. Mm. So I, I don't, I don't, I just don't know, man. Like, we're, I think we're all just here to supposed to, we're just supposed to fuck and then die. Are we an experiment? So yeah, exactly. Some big joke. The alien, the aliens <laughs> said, let's go give these idiots some on this planet over there. And that's yeah. what they do. It's like a world simulator, right? You know that game, dude. I I used I went through a period of my life where I literally thought we were in a Truman Show. I'm telling you, man. (laughs) I'm not even. I was like looking in the sky because I (laughs) I see like the moon and the sun. I'm like, wait a second. Wait, why is there the moon and the sun? Yeah. Have you seen that movie Free Guy? No. It's a Ryan Reynolds movie where what are they called NPCs, non playable characters. Yeah, that is. Oh wait, what's it called? Uh, Free Guy. Okay. Yes, I've heard of it. I haven't it's seen so it. good, dude. Yeah. And like he breaks the the matrix or where the mold or whatever, he gets out of it. He becomes a he becomes an actual main character. And they're like, "What the fuck's going on in this game?" Because it's like he's in a game, and these people that are programmed in the game are like, "That's not supposed to be happening." Mm. Because he saw in the game that everybody was he was doing the same thing every single day. Yeah. It's a good movie. You yeah, should watch I've it. Seen, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. It's weird when you when you look at the Hollywood, like the Matrix, right? Like you look at stuff like, you've seen the Matrix mm-hmm. or at least know about what mm-hmm. it is. You look at stuff like that and you're like, I don't know. It's like, man, there's some, there, there's so much similarities in, in, in the way that when you see things that happen that line up that way, like the Matrix is like, you know, and, and a lot of my friends, we have kind of a running theme of like, dude, we live in a Matrix straight up. Like there's no, when you think about that movie and you think about how we, we just live to work and then we die and there's no real purpose or meaning behind our life. I mean, when you start, when you start there, there's just like this crazy rabbit hole that you go down. And, um, I don't know, man, I got a friend of mine who's a big flat earther and, um, she just posts some crazy. Like, do you guys ever go down that hole? The, the flat earth one. Mm-mm. Yeah. I've heard, I obviously I know what you're talking about, but I've never looked yeah. into it. I'm not a flat earther. Just gotta, <laughs> just gotta preface that. Cause I know there's going to be some people hate, like I look at everything, no matter how crazy or ridiculous it is. And I just go, huh, this is interesting. Let me read about it. Let me, let me see what their argument is. Like I did that with la- the moon landing and I was just like, you know, the moon landing I, I'm leaning towards it probably could have been faked. Because then they said he used like calculators to figure out how far it was. And then like, well, obviously I know they did a lot of experience with animals before they sent people up there. Right. So I think they sent a chimp mm-hmm. or a monkey or something. I know they sent a dog up there. Here's a good one. Are you ready? Yeah. Tell me why. And this is, um, what's the guys, what's the big, the, the scientist guy that's he's on everything. Uh, Neil, Neil DeGrasse, yeah. Neil, yeah. He posted this the other day and I was just like, coming from you, this is, I'm, it's kind of a conflicting the way he, uh, it's kind of conflicting on his views, but it, it was a picture. It was two pictures and it said one, one picture was, um, one picture was, 
hundred million light years away mm-hmm. and it showed what it looks like, it has all these lights and stars and you can see like shooting stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it said, and the other one, cause it was just two pictures side by side. The other picture was, um, security cam footage from my house getting robbed or whatever. And it was all blurry. Yeah. And you're like, huh? Yeah. Got a point. He's got a point there. Like, how is it that the moon landing in the sixties yeah. was this thing that we did? We were competing with Russia to be just, uh, I got so many good documentaries I could recommend, but we were competing against Russia to be like the, the, you know, the super. Yeah. And the, yeah, the first one to go. And, um, but we had this amazing footage from it. I'm just like, we barely had color television at the time. Like how, first of all, that's my, that's, you know, start there. And then even in 20, we have, have we even been back to the moon? Have we? I don't know when the last time American <laughs> right. people have been back. I mean, we've been the state space station. Yeah. We've been told that we have. Yeah. Right. But like, I think it's, it's, it's wild, man. Well, then also the, do you think it's one of those things where the government obviously is going to have better equipment than the average person? Because just like the government invented the internet, correct. And then like computers and stuff like that. So they're going to have better technology. So that's why stuff would look better than say an iPhone. Supposedly the internet was invented by this guy that started email. Uh, I believe, I believe this is a correct story and I'm, I'm sure someone can correct me, but I think it was started by a guy that, that started email within like a work organization. Mm. We should Google that. We need like a laptop. I think it was the guy. He worked for the Pentagon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it was like, I believe I read that, but again, it's, it's one of those things, man. Like, I don't know if y'all agree with me on this or not, but like, even when I read stuff on Wikipedia, I'm just like is this true? Like it, they're like just cause anybody can change Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody. I don't. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, there's so much gray areas with anything like, like going back to what I said earlier, anybody that says they're an expert on something is full of shit because yeah. we don't know. We don't know what is real. Cause you can do research online, but it could be manip- manipulated. Right. To, or you can type in anything and find out any answer you want. Right. Depending on what side you want to be. What bias on. you want. Because have you seen, I, I didn't watch all of it, that whole social dilemma where they were talking about, like, if you Googled something in yep. Alabama for somewhere else, it's different information that they're sending. Mm. And that's not fair to people because you're you're pitting people against each other. You're making them think that their information is correct mm. when it may not be. Um, and like they say, usually to the victor goes the history. So, like, if you're a victor in something, you can write it how you want it to be. Yeah. Now you can, I mean, especially before anything was documented now, like Twitter and stuff like that has kind of changed the game because it's live. People are like, this is what's happening now. Back in the day before the internet, you could say anything happened. Like right. Genghis Khan was the greatest person. He conquered all these people. He fucked all these women, blah, blah, blah. We don't know if what was what. Right. But. Well, it's like the Ukrainian war that's going on right now with Russia. Like we can see all the videos from the soldiers on both sides posting stuff on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. That, I, mean, I thought that was really fucking cool. Yeah. You know what gets me though, man, is when they when they take stuff down, when they censor stuff. It it throws me. I'm just like, just leave it up, even if it's wrong. Leave it up. Like, Twitter's the Twitter's the biggest culprit, man. They they Twitter censors. You know, Jordan Peterson got yeah he removed. Got banned, right? He got banned from Twitter. Yeah, and you know, it's like yeah, it's mostly and their whole argument, like you know, because Trump got banned. There's a, there's been a couple people that have been banned, but their whole thing is they think that. Twitter is a left-leaning company. They're censoring people from the right, which is, dude, if you look at it, like I don't see them censoring many people on the left. Mm. I'm just saying it's an observation, you know, but whatever he said was 
Not even that controversial. I mean, do you remember what he said? No, I don't remember what the thing was. Because I know he got in trouble for saying something about some woman, but I don't think that was the reason why he got banned. Yeah. But like the whole Trump thing, they used him until he was out of office, and then that's when they banned him. So they're just as guilty as right. him the, posting the, the fucked up shit that he posts. Yeah. Is that for like for people to drive traffic to his, the site, Twitter? Yeah, I mean, he Twitter was not any bigger oh, than it had ever been when he was on it. Yeah. And then as soon as he wasn't in office anymore, then they're like, oh, we don't need this guy anymore. Yeah. So like I said, they're just as guilty. Yeah. He's running for, if he's running in 2024, yeah. he made it official. I saw it the other day. Against, he's too old. He's going to be like nine, or not, oh, not Trump literally, is? but yeah, Trump is coming back. Is it going to be against Biden? Probably can, not. Can we not do better than those two? Like, that's the best we can do. Well, I hear that DeSantis is a new guy. What's I'm, the guy's name, Tony? Um, maybe not this time, but in 2028. Corey, Corey forget, Booker? Yeah, maybe. Is that Corey the guy? Booker already tried to run. Oh. He tried to run last year uh, in 2016. Mm, yeah. No, 2020. I'm sorry. Yeah, he didn't get far. Yeah. But like. Dude, he's a part of the establishment too, man. So like you're going to have probably Biden trying to keep presidency versus Trump. Trump probably, will, it'll probably. I'm pretty sure Michelle Obama might try to run. I think so. I that'd, be, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. I kind of hope DeSantis runs. I think that'd be interesting. He's a dude. He's. And I, I saw that Trump is trailing in donations now because DeSantis is the guy. They should team up. They'd probably win. Like making him he's like a vice president or something. I don't see. I, I don't. I think Trump's ego is too big for that. Yeah. What do you, he needs but, somebody like a Mike Pence who's. He does. He, he couldn't. Yeah, he so couldn't, true. He You're couldn't right. be where it was. Dick Cheney was running things for Bush. Mm. Like Trump's ego is too big to be the guy. He like, wouldn't want to be the vice president uh, either. Nope. Did y'all ever watch that movie Cheney with? Um, no, it's called Vice. Oh, it's called Vice. Right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to correct you. You no, might. You, you might know. be with uh, Christian Bale. Yeah. Which one is? Which one was that called? It's called Vice. I, I think thought. it is Vice. It is Vice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But like, it's really good. Yeah. yeah I, I was. I was like, damn, this is good. Yeah. Yeah, I have a theory about. Uh, His daughter's shaking a lot of shit up too. Yeah. Well, well, how about how he did the Hellburn thing where they made all the money in those wars? Yeah. The company he ran before he became. You're talking about with Cheney and yeah, and Bush? became oh, vice dude. president. You know, like that's the whole thing too. I haven't seen that movie, but I guarantee you, it's it's got some crazy shit. Probably said about Bush and you know how yeah. like, how there's a lot of people. A lot of people think he was behind 911, and a lot of people think that you know he the the Iraq War. He killed a lot of people, a lot well, of innocent lives. They say that the only planes that flew that day were the Saudi planes that were getting the Saudis out of America. Mm. I don't know. how. I would hope that the government didn't blow the buildings up, man. Right. Any yeah. president has blood on their hands. I don't care who the fuck you That's are. true. Yeah, because they could go to all the wars that they send troops to, you know. And like you're killing people from other sides, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's weird? You guys are making me think about, like— and I, I, we, we don't have to talk about politics all the time, but like, we, like this is, I'll say one more thing about it. So did you guys feel like during the, during the COVID that like the Republicans were the ones that were like, let's open things up. And the Democrats were like, let's shut things down. Does mm-hmm. that, did that feel weird? Like it was almost like there was a switch. Like the Republicans were the ones that were like against the vaccine mandate and the Democrats were for it. And it kind of felt weird to me. It was like, am I wrong or no? No, I think there was because you see, like Florida was open, right? Or open up sooner than most places. Yeah, California is kind of a weird place now. I know. Um, they wanted to shut down, like, 
Yeah, all the like Democrat ran cities were like, let's close everything down, let's mask everybody up and stay inside. Yeah. See, I wonder if it's like from a place of love or is it a place of I don't want to be the the vic the villain. I don't know. If something didn't happen right the way it did. Right. Because it seems like I mean, obviously there's new variants popping up or whatever, but yeah. it seems like we're in a better place since everybody is out and about. Yeah. You know, because I think that's happier. what I, yeah, I've said that a, a long time happier. ago. I think we need to be exposed to it. Yeah. Absolutely. And like I said, it's just with anything, like some people are going to make it and some won't. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, but that's, we're taking a risk every time we leave the house sure. or just being at home. Anytime you wake up, there's a chance that you could die. Yeah. I was reading the statistics of, do you guys ever look at like death, to, death statistics of things like airplane mm-hmm. crashes, motor, you know, you never have. I don't. Do you know what parasailing is or like, um, uh, not parasailing, what's it called? Where you have the glider on your back and you have the little machine that has like a, I think it's called, is it paragliding? I can't remember. But I looked up the death because I, I saw this YouTube video where this guy, you you have a parachute and on your back you have a fan. And you oh, turn, I know what you're talking about. You yeah. turn the fan on and the fan carries you. Do you know it's like more dangerous to drive in a car than it is to do what to do that? Really? Well, it's just like plane, <laughs> like when pr- planes crash. Obviously, more people are going to die at one given time from a plane crash. But like you're to your point, more people are going to die every single day from car accidents. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's what this statistic was saying. It was like you're more likely. What is that called? Paragliding? Paras- uh, Parasailing is where you would pull by a boat. Para something. But I think it's paragliding. More like we'll put it. We'll put it in the note. Dude, there's so many. There's so many variations of it because. Yeah. There's when you don't have a, when you just have the wings, there's like, um, I bet the kids in Colorado could, my buddies in Colorado know that's what, that's all they do. My buddies live in Colorado. They like jump on, jump off of cliffs and do this kind of stuff all the time. Have you, have seen, you tried it yet? Hell no, dude. You're not going to do it. Are you? I mean, it's less risky than driving a car. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I take that back on the hell no. I would like to, I would like to, I've, I've always thought flying was really cool, but I'm, I'm. I, I heat on the side of like, let me read statistics first and see mm. what I'm dealing with. Like, you know, do y'all do that or do y'all just jump, have you, jump head first? I just, if I'm going to do something dumb, I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> but have you seen the videos where, where there are people actually physically gliding through the air? Oh yeah. They just like open like this, the this little suit. Dude, yeah. that is cool as shit. Yeah. Until you hit a fucking mountain. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But your, like, your life's over. Yeah. There's no like, way to survive that. No, no way. there's no way. You're there's way but like they, 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 you see like the 15 second yeah. videos on TikTok or sometimes oh, yeah. some of them are a minute long. Yeah. And they just floating through the air. Like Ryle likes TikTok, mm. but he's not online a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You know why I love that? Cause I'm not on TikTok and I just, I can get all the stuff from you. I'm like, tell me all about it, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm not on there. But like the videos, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. You see more. St- I think you see more things that you want to see on TikTok than you do on Twitter. Instagram now because Instagram, like I was telling you earlier before we started recording, um, I don't see any posts from my friends. Right. It's like, oh, usually suggested people like 10 of them and then a friend yeah. and then another 10 suggested. I'm like, dude, I don't want to, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Have you seen on Netflix how to change your mind? I just started watching it. Very about, good. About mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about psychedelics? All for it. hundred percent. Like I would love the first ones about LSD and how they're talking about like how it's helped people with curing it, like uh, alcoholism and mm-hmm. it just makes people reset their brain. They were going to even talk about using it for war, like they could use it on the other side. And mm-hmm. the people wouldn't be able to focus on their task because they're seeing all these beautiful colors and they're less angry. And it's mm-hmm. and I'm just now on the part about the the mushrooms one. Dude, did you see? I think this was on that 
episode. I, again, I just started watching it and I think I had to pause it for whatever reason, but they, was it on that show that they said that, um, they hid, they hid the fact that it cured alcoholism or they got suppressed or it like it somehow, you know, the guy was like, they were interviewing and they were like, um, he said, yeah, I think, I think he was talking about alcoholism. Am well, I, I know am I wrong? one of the co-creators of AA, he, he took LSD and that helped him with his journey wow. with creating AA. Yeah. And so people think it's a spiritual, like Christian based thing, but it's more based off the LSD. Mm. And they said that people that generally take LSD that have alcoholism are cured for somebody that does a 12 step program. Because somebody that does a 12-step program is more likely going to slip back into their ways. Right, right. And it's the rest of their life. They're in a program, right? Because you're never cured. Yeah. And they were talking yeah. about how, like, it helps out with depression and all this other stuff. Like, there's so many other, like, going back to the pharma thing, there's other things that could help people out that are, mm. you know, natural. Oh, uh, yeah. How many episodes they, is this thing? I don't know. It's a mini. It's a mini. A mini probably like six, I would yeah. assume, or something. So like. each episode is a different yeah, uh, different psychedelic. psychedelic. I just, yeah, yeah, that's right. One is LSD. What's uh, there's shrooms and yeah. Stuff. The second one I'm watching right now is about mushrooms. Do they have one on ayahuasca? Have yeah, you tried I that? Had, I Let's haven't got to that before. No, dude. I, the only thing I've done, uh, mom, close your ears. Is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> shrooms. Uh, what else have I done? Ecstasy and ooh, I don't know about this one. Cocaine. Oh, Try that man, one. That's, you know, that's, that's cocaine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Out of all the ones you did, I would say cocaine's probably the worst one. Well, t- totally. I just I didn't, <laughs> yeah. want, I didn't want my mom knowing I tried yeah. these drugs. But like, so um, there's four. It's uh, MDMA and mescaline is the fourth. one. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, MDMA. yeah. I think you should do uh, ayahuasca, man. If you're in that journey, Dude. ayahuasca and DMT. DMT. DMT is probably the easiest one to do because You've it's done quick. It? Yeah. Whoa, it takes like 15. You're like in there, like they say it's a businessman trip. So like anywhere from like six. To 15 minutes and then you're out a business what'd you say they call it a businessman's trip okay because it's quick like okay. it's not it does not like ayahuasca is like six hours <sighs> that's what i don't like about drugs man you you're trapped if you and do that L- it's medicine yeah they don't call it drugs i like that <laughs> he had to correct you on that you saw oh, that dude. Hey, 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 I, yeah. I i love that because it's not recreational like you wouldn't want to do ayahuasca and go to the a lot of no, yeah, <laughs> like a lot of people that do ayahuasca have bad experience. Like, luckily, I didn't have bad experience when I did it, but a lot of people they vomit, they cry, oh, yeah, they shit themselves. They, I mean, you have varying degrees in the group I did it with. I saw a bunch of that, shit. right? Even pooping on themselves, I don't think they were shitting themselves, but I mean, they they had a bathroom where people were getting up and oh, usually, oh, yeah. okay, because one of my buddies he's done it and he said that he had the shits every time he did it. I wonder why it makes yeah. you do those certain things, like throwing up. Purges you, man. Mm, yeah, this the is different way, forms of purging. And the way they vomit is like nothing like you normally hear people vomit. It's insane. It's, so they're it's, releasing? That's, it's what I, that's, like, what, that's what it is, right? Yeah, it's like, um, it's very like movie-ish. Mm. Like the Projectile. Mount, yeah. And you're supposed to keep it in a bucket. And then once you're done, you go out to the fire or you release it back to the earth. No way. Your yeah. vomit? Mm-hmm. That's weird. And like a lot of people don't like the way it tasted. I didn't mind it. It tasted like kind of like beef broth to me. You said you did one serving. Yeah. Like one are you talking about ayahuasca or DMT? Ayahuasca. So you did, DMT, you've done you've done both. Yeah. DMT. You smoke that, and that was questionable. That was sketchy as fuck. Because I went to my buddy's house. <laughs> what if and, it wasn't even DMT? And he was like, <laughs> "Crack." He just did some crack. Oh god. <laughs> he was like, "Hey man, you want to try this?" And I'm like, "Okay, sure." So I went to his house and I go over there, listen to this like chanting music. 
what am I walking? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he, joined, he joined a cult. He didn't even know yeah. it. <laughs> and so I go back to the little area, his kitchen, and the other guy that brought it, he was like, hey, man, let me show you this. And he showed me the pipe. It looked like a crack pipe, what I assume a crack pipe looks like. I'm like, man, what am I getting myself in? And I, so I go back to the room, sitting there on the bed, and my friend went back there with me, and he's like, here, he lit the pipe, and I inhaled it. And I hit it, and it hit the back of my throat, and it burned the back of my throat so bad. It was like a chemical burn feeling. Mm. And I was like, this is sucks, man. So then I, he's like, lay down and close your eyes. So I laid down, and the whole time it's like burning my throat. But then I started seeing these cool patterns I'd never seen before. Yeah. And then the music that they were playing sounded like it was in my head. Wow. Like it was like straight up in me. And then the music was dancing with the vibrations or the patterns I was seeing. Yeah. And so then I got up, and I was like, oh, that was cool, you know. But my throat was still kind of burning. And... I went back out front and they're like, how was it? And I was like, I was okay. You know, cause if maybe if my throat wasn't burning, it would have been a mil- lot more enjoyable. Mm. And then the other guy was like, nah, man, you got to blast off. I'm like, did what you, the fuck are you talking did about? Did you not blast off? Not that time. So then I went back again. Cause I was already there. Oh God. He did more. Yeah. <laughs> That's always the mistake. There's and so, more. <laughs> and so I, I take this guy had done it before. So he knew more about it. So he's like, Hey, you know, hit it. So I inhaled it. He's like, just hold it as long as you can. Oh God. Same so day? Hold it. Yeah, it's yeah, the same day. Yeah, it was oh, like God. maybe like 10 minutes after I had done it. Oh, boy. And I let this big puff of smoke come out. I, I can see it right now. This big puff of smoke came out of my mouth. And the guy, he was like, whoa. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, he's done this, this all these fucking times. Like, he's like saying, whoa, that must be something <laughs> bad's going to happen. So then I'm sitting there on the bed again. This time I'm by myself in the room, sitting, sitting there on the bed. And I lay down. And I close my eyes. And I see this flash, and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I, I opened my eyes, and I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, stop being a bitch. Stop being a bitch. So then I closed my eyes, and I remember this sensation like came up in my hands, went all through my body. Like, my body was vibrating, a feeling I had never felt before. And then I saw these cool patterns, and I saw, like, these people going up, like, this vertebrae and all kind of weird shit, man. People and, going up a vertebrae? Yeah, like, these mean? little, like, like little people. I don't, I don't know how to describe it, because it's weird, because... When I what I remember being like, man, I wish I could record this. And every time I was thinking about it, it would flash in and out and would go to a different scene. It was just constantly like, you know, those things where they keep changing the card and you keep seeing different things yeah. like that's how it felt. But it was like kaleidoscope type shit. And like I said, the music was again in my head. It was wild, man. That was a better experience than the first time because I didn't it didn't burn my throat. And then like the ayahuasca. So I went and did the ayahuasca. And they were like, you got to take this cup and you can take as many cups you want for the six hours. But this is the thing, too. I asked my buddy the other day and he's like, every time you take a cup, it activates it again. So I only took one cup and you have to stay the whole time. But before they did it, they make you do this like nicotine type thing up your nose. Like they, they call it rape. I think that's how you it, it's spelled like rape, but it has like a little thing. On top of the, and so you do it in each nostril. And the first time you do one, it feels like chlorine in your nose. It burns so fucking bad. Mm. And you have to do it again. I was like, fuck, I did it again. So both nostrils. Then I went to lay down my little palate. And I felt like this little high feeling, man. It was weird. And then you go do your cup because it kind of cleanses you or whatever. And then mm-hmm. you do your, your cup of ayahuasca. So I'm sitting there. And I remember this one lady. She was like, I'm going to start crying. As soon as she took her cup, not too long, she was crying the whole night. Wow. And then they were like, people started throwing up because we all did in a circle. 
And she so, knew she had already done something. Yeah, she had done yeah. it on Thursday because I did it on a Saturday. There was like two. Oh, two there were two ceremonies. ceremonies. Yeah, that's how they generally do it. Especially if you go to somewhere else, they don't. They generally do it a couple of days. But uh, when I did mine, the lady was like, "Hey, um, or I'm sorry, I, I did my cup," and everybody started throwing up, and I was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" I was like, "When's my turn coming? When's my turn coming to yeah. throw up?" And then uh, I never threw up, and like I said, I never shit myself. I never cried. But then, like, I was sitting there because my buddy said he saw, like, this little green orb, like a Tinkerbell show up or mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, I don't see that. And I was like, oh, shit, it's kind of like probably like DMT or mushrooms. You got to close your eyes to see this shit. Mm-hmm. So then I closed my eyes, and once I closed my eyes, I remember seeing that cool pattern type stuff. And then I remember feeling like like this little matrix thing was, like, green was dropping down on top of me. And then I felt like somebody was lifting me up and they were holding me and I felt like warm. Mm. It was a, it's a trippy thing. And I ended up seeing my, the buddy I mentioned earlier that killed himself. I saw him and we had a conversation, but yeah. he didn't talk, but yeah. we had a conversation. It's weird. Man, that's intense. I man. got a, I got a question. So when you did DMT you said you saw these flashes, do you think that was people? Because, you know, DMT, for those that don't know, it's like what's released when you're born and, and when you, when you die as well, yeah. which is so weird that people do this as a drug. It's bizarre to me, but as a medicine, medicine. medicine. sorry, <laughs> gotta be correct. He's gonna correct you. Uh, yeah, as a medicine. So, do you think it was it was people or I spirits? Or I don't know, man. Orbs or, I didn't know that. It was uh-huh. just I didn't you know did, what you, what know you just said. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's how you like to say you're probably at your most peace. Well, I guess we can't talk to somebody that died, but generally they do say like DMT, like flush or something. Your of body thing. produces DMT when you're born and yeah. when you die. It's the it's the chemical correct yeah that's the only two times it does it naturally mm-hmm. in your but, body. but yeah but it's so weird how do they how then if that's the case how is this thing this is it synthetic like you know what i'm saying like how how well they say they get dmt from a toad really yeah like you can scrape this thing off a toad and if you let it sit and it crystallizes and that's what you smoke and there's a different version of dmt that Who i have figured that out <laughs> fucking wild uh, i mean <laughs> Is it, is, it the, is it the little toad that's in, what the, happens. in the Amazon? Is that where they get it from? Like, the, like I'm not sure where. It, I don't want to speak on it because I'm not sure. But yeah. there's another thing called like Bufa. And that's where they say you have a death. Like, you feel like you're dying. Because I watched a video of a guy doing that version of DMT. And he was like convulsing and shit. But then he was like, felt like he was alive again. Because that's what they say. Like Mike Tyson did that. And he said it changed him. It gave him like an ego death. Oh, nice. But yeah, man, like I, I'm big believer in that like especially for people so the whole thing for me when i did my ayahuasca journey it made me i don't feel like i changed or anything like that Mm -hmm. but when we did the fire ceremony you go to the fire you sit around the fire pit everybody talks about their experience you're supposed to throw into the fire what you want to get rid of there was people there were like i didn't love myself it's helped me cure my addiction Mm -hmm. it's you know it was like a beautiful moment for that and for me if it can help somebody in that aspect more power to them. Yeah. What did what did you put in the fire? Uh, I think my thing was to tell people more about how I feel about them, good or bad. So I think you can answer that question mm. and how that goes. Huh. Has it gotten better at that? Ah, man, woo! Yeah, it's honesty, man. It's like you're you're. It's no point of holding back if you feel a certain way. Yeah, and I think it started with mushrooms because there was maybe it's age too. But there was stuff that I would let slide before. And then at a certain point after I did it, I was like, no, I don't mm. want to deal with that shit. So what's more. the feeling with mushrooms? So which one do you, which one would you, which one do you like 
Which one do you enjoy doing the best? Like which one? As far as quickness, I would say DMT. Okay. Mushrooms. I mean, like I, this is all coming. Like, this is what I learned too. They, when I did ayahuasca and I assume it's any type of psychedelic, they tell you, cause there's always people that tell you about their good experience. There's mm-hmm. people that have bad trips too. So the whole thing is they were like, did you do any research before you came here? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, everybody's experience is not going to be your experience. Mm-hmm. You're going to be on your own journey. And like I said, I witnessed that in that room, how there was people crying. There was people getting, there were people dancing, mm. you know, and then there were some people that didn't even move off their palate. So, yeah. But like I said, for somebody beginning, I would say probably do mushrooms. It's yeah. just going to be a longer time. It's probably been like four or five hours, depending on how much you take. Here's my concern with all those. It's like when I did shrooms, I did it probably five, six times. Two or three of those times were not good, yeah. scary. I was in a corner. I was like seeing stuff and I couldn't make it stop. And so I started getting kind of paranoid about doing it again. <laughs> Who wouldn't, right? Yeah. But um, the, my issue with it is you can't turn it off, mm, right? Yeah. Alcohol, you know, and I actually think that the the medicines and drugs that we're talking about are way more beneficial than alcohol. But the positive thing about alcohol is if you get really drunk, you can drink a lot of water, you can eat some food, you're cool within like 30, 40 minutes, you're okay. Yeah, he's not sobering you, up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't get like more drunk or more, you know, it doesn't yeah. get more intense. It's like, at least not for me anyway, unless you just keep drinking. But so that, and and for me, dude, marijuana is that way. Like I can't, I can't do pot anymore because of that reason. Like I can't turn it off. Like if, if I... I've been, I've been, I've smoked before with friends and it got, it was, they, they didn't tell me it was like this really crazy, you know, strain, strain, strain yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I hit it and I'm, you know, I remember this one time this girl had, oh my God, she had like this gravity bong and she's like, here, hit this. And I, and I like, you know, it's where you push it down. All the air is like mm-hmm. coming out of the, there's like water in it. And so she's like, just keep inhaling. I was like, <sighs> and I did one hit and then dude, I was like on another freaking planet and I, I was, it was bad. It was like, um, and you can't, you can't turn it off. Like, uh, that's happened to me a couple times, man. I was in, I'll tell you a really quick story. I was in Colombia. I was traveling in Colombia and South America and I hurt my arm and I, and I was like, man, what? I had a big bruise on my arm and I was like, man, I need some CBD and like, I speak Spanish. And so I speak enough to like ask them what's going on. So I go to the store and I'm like, Hey, uh, do you got any CBD oil? And she's like, yeah, you know, here's some. And it had like a little marijuana leaf, but a lot of, just a lot of language on it. And I was reading it and I could read most of it. So I was like, okay. I said, I said, I asked her, is this going to get me really high or whatever? She's like, no, not too bad. Okay. So I go home to my hostel where I was staying at. And I just, I just like start putting it on my arm. I'm just like, Oh, okay, man, I want this to feel better. I, I, I forgot what I did. I, I hit it on something. Turns out it was pure marijuana oil. Yeah. Dude, I I thought I was dying. Wow. I thought I was dying. Like I really was just like I was almost like hyperventilating because it was so strong. And I um, I you know, I think it's worse when you don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's worse when you don't know it's coming. Like at least when you do it and, and you you can prepare and stuff. I was sitting in my room chilling, about to go out and and you know, go out on the town, and all of a sudden it was like the room started spinning. I was like, oh God. Oh God, what's going on? Like, and, and then I knew immediately, I was like, this is, there's something in this, like that I didn't really quite read or understand, but it was trippy, dude. It was a bad experience. It, and to set all this to say it lasted like, oh man, 
five hours, yeah. six hours uh, of fear. Yeah, just going. It. Me and the, me in the room, just going like, okay, this is not getting better like alcohol would. <laughs> this is getting it's getting more intense, you know. So. You yeah, can, yeah you it's can one of those things, stuff, like but. I said, everybody always tries to romanticize it. But like I said, there are people that have bad trips. Yeah. It's just like when I went to Africa, like I saw some beautiful fucking things. But then I also saw people poorer than I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. And I felt like if I were to only show the beautiful things, I'm a fraud. I need to show the other side where I saw people and animals digging for food mm. and trash. So isn't that crazy? Yeah. Why do we as the human race allow that to happen? It's crazy. I don't know, man. Why does Jeff Bezos need all that? I mean, and I and I'm not a rich person hater by any means. I'm not because I think that I think that the cool thing about capitalism is like you can really start from nothing. Yeah. Look at Jay Z. Look at all these other guys. Like they they were poor. You know, mm-hmm. like they started from. I think even Jeff, I'm pretty sure Jeff Bezos was never not always wealthy, but like. Yeah, man. The cool thing about capitalism is anybody can do it, but I don't know. It's like, I don't like to hate, but I don't like to hate on, you know, the uber wealthy, but yeah. we have enough dude has enough wealth to, to f- end hunger end homelessness end all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do you, why do you need all that money? I don't know. Yeah. There's a, a there's a whole thing where if you see a person, you should have some compassion. But then there's also thing that he worked for whatever he did. And we don't know. Maybe he does donate a bunch of his shit. I don't fucking know. But um, I don't know. Yeah, he worked hard. It's like. I I agree with you. You know, it's like you are absolutely right, Jordan, when you say, like, why is that kid in Africa digging through the trash can with what the animal was? You know, what the animal was. But then, like, what. I, they, the, people be like, well, he doesn't have to spend his money on anything he doesn't want to spend his money on. Mm. But I think that these super rich people should end these things because there's mm. pl- and they'll still have a shitload of money left over. Yeah. But you got Bill Gates buying up acres and acres of land for what? Like he's not, he's not doing anything with that. Like the more stuff he, Bill Gates is, I don't know, man, I don't like that guy, but he's, it's like when I see him make investments, he's making investments for Bill, you know, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's doing things. And uh, unless I'm going to be corrected in the next 10 years, I don't think him buying land is going to do anything but better his portfolio personally, unless he's going to grow food and give it away. Well, he's, they just, he donated 20 billion, um, the other day to the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation. Oh wait, he donated money to his foundation. Okay. Keep keep, keep going. (laughs) But like, but like my thing is like, you're making me, uh, yeah, my thing is like, my thing is like, why would he not give that money to another organization or charity? Come on, man. You know why? It's like, I'm like, okay. And then he's yeah. also said that it's a greedy mode. Yeah. But then he's also said that before he dies, he's going to give all his money away and not give it to, does he have kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is he, he does. He's not going to give it to his kids. Oh, according to this article. No. Yeah. I think Kevin O'Leary said the same thing. He don't want to, his, he has a trust set up and after they graduate school, they're not taken care of anymore. But I mean, it's like what you said before. Do you want your kid to be I, spoiled as fuck? I, I, I know. As soon as I said that, I was like, you know what? Though it's better. It's I. Yeah, I think Kevin Hart was talking about this. Like he's, you know, he doesn't want his kids to be that way. Like I think that was, I think that was the person that said that. But um, yeah, dude, you don't want your kids to grow up like that, man. Silver spoon. But I think it's hard because they're obviously living in your house. 
Yeah. You know, well, they're not living in a hut. I guess the shock yeah. factor when you said that for me is like, can you imagine being this kid, right? And your dad is Kevin O'Leary, who's on Shark Tank, who's mm-hmm. doing this stuff. He's he's making investments and he's getting returns that are turning, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and you don't get to see any of it. It's kind of like. Well, he, he said he had a son <laughs> that was like fucking off and then his friends were because his friends, his son's friends are wealthy, too. And they're like, oh, what's your uh, trust look like? And he's like, oh, I, I'll tell you because I told you all when you were younger. But here it is. If you don't graduate or go to college, your shit's done. And it doesn't look like you're going to graduate college. So you're going to be done at 18. His son's like, whoa, what the fuck? So then he got his shit together. And now he like works for Tesla. Yeah. Like he like well, does something with self-driving cars. So is the money coming to them when he passes away? No. Oh, okay. So they, they're, they're, they're taking care of up till graduating college, college or, or medical school. school or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And then once the, the well drives. I think that's fair, but. I don't know. I still don't know. I don't have enough. I still think your kids should get a job. I still think your kids should know the value of work and, mm-hmm. and labor and like, dude, getting fired. You need to know what that feels like. Like work at a restaurant. You need to know what that feels like. You know, it's like, uh, dude, I mean, I've my most like the times of my life where I've learned the most is when I got fired or I had to figure something out. I had no money. I had, you know, like and I love her. If you're listening, love you, but she hits me up for money. Right. And, um, and at that age, I get it. Like, you know, you're, you, but also part of me, I want to be like, like, I don't want to loan you that money. I want you to figure it out because I love you. Mm. Right. And dude, she's not doing anything wrong or whatever for asking me for money. Like I did that. I, I want to be, make, be very clear. I asked my grandpa for money. I asked my parents for money when I was, when I was coming up, like, but you know, when you, when you, um, I think when you, when you do that too much or when you, when like, if you don't hit rock bottom and, and have to figure things out, you know, it's like, I think that's where you learn. I think it's where you learn the most is when you go, huh, I don't have anybody to, to get money from. I got to figure this out on my own. Do you guys, you guys no, pick I, up, I you completely pick up what that. I'm putting down? There's yeah. a, I mean, not just, not even just money wise, but that's all aspects of life. If you've gotten away with something for so long, it's like, why would you change unless you got to a point where no one's going to bail you out? Right. Cause it's sink or swim. Yeah. You know, sometimes the best way to learn is if you're forced in a corner or you're, you know, it's like, how am I going to survive? I don't have a parachute. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. I think, I think everybody needs to know what that's like to, to, for, I mean, that's dude, this, like I said, the, the most, the most, I remember one time I lost my job. I lost my girlfriend. I lost everything, man. And it was like such a turning point in my life. You know, I had, I had really nowhere to go. And this church that I was going to, they like, they like helped me kind of get back on my feet a little bit. And, um, it really taught me a lot about giving, you know, when, when people have a need, right. It's super important. And I don't think we should, there's no shame in that. Like I, I didn't to shame her cause she's freaking awesome. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's great person. Like, you know, it's just, I'm just saying that I think that we sort of have to set boundaries for when we have, you know, Kids, family members, whatever. Um, yeah, like the Kevin O'Leary thing. He should put he should put limits on his on his kids stuff. I wonder if they're actually not going to give the money to their kids when they pass on, or is that just something they tell their kids? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when he's maybe in his will, when so and so turns fifty, give him this or whatever. Yeah. You know, like I don't know, but I I, I can believe I kind of believe some of them aren't, and yeah. then some of them are saying that because their friends are saying that. Yeah. What's interesting too is seeing, seeing when these guys get money and watching them realize it doesn't make them happy. 
you know, and watching oh, them. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting to watch because I've seen a lot of them do that. Like you see these guys that go crazy and they sort of like dip off the map and they don't do movies anymore. They don't do – who was that guy that did that? Um, Shia LaBeouf, was that him? Shia, Shia what's his oh, name? Oh, yeah, was Shia LaBeouf. Was he the one that just dipped out of Hollywood and was like – yeah, he got like we went like crazy for a little bit. Yeah, or was yeah. it uh, the guy that made the I Walk the Line movie? Joaquin uh, Phoenix. Joaquin, did he do that too? Uh, he's uh, he just did the Joker movie, so I don't know. I can't remember who it was, but yeah, there's a couple guys that did that, and it's like, you know, Dave Chappelle went to Africa. Yeah, like, that was yeah, Dave Chappelle, man. Shout outs, I love that guy. <laughs> so yeah, I watched Chappelle show growing up, and yeah, it was great. Yeah. It, was, it was one of the most quotable shows back then. Yeah. And you know Neil, I follow Neil Brennan. That oh dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's interesting. Yeah, you think he's you think you like Neil? Yeah, he's Santa? funny. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Um, I wish they'd make another show, but yeah, Dave Chappelle, man, when he like dipped out, he uh, went to Africa, disappeared. Everybody thought he was crazy, but like, I think he's just completely sane and normal to be. He ended up winning in the long run. Like he got his show back, and then got the money he didn't get. With his Netflix specials, because we know they were going to pay him like fifty million for another season of Chappelle Show when he, you know, he left and went to yeah. Africa, or whatever. Then Netflix was going to post it. Then he's like, "No, take my stuff down." They end up taking it down. I saw that. Then he ended up getting like fifty million dollars for two specials, yeah. or like something like that, something insane. So in the long run, yeah, over time he came back on top. Who's your favorite comedian? I like Dave Chappelle. Is your number one? Favorite well, comedian. I also like, um, I don't think I know their names, but like, uh, what's that guy's name? Um, He's obviously not your favorite comedian. What's he, <laughs> what's he look like? <laughs> I can't think. Favorite, I'll, I'll tell you what, dude. I think Bill Burr, absolute genius. He's funny. He's so funny. He's so witty. Um, man, just top five. has got to be like Norm McDonald's probably in there. Um, he just passed away too. So crazy. All these good comedians are just like, I was, I was, I was watching this thing and it had, um, I think it was like a roast or something. And it had Bob Saget. It had, uh, Norm Macdonald, all these comedians that are now dead. Like, mm. like half of them are dead. I was just like, dude, this has only been like 10 years ago Yeah, and yeah. they're young. It's crazy. I like Aziz. I think he's funny. I went and saw him at the Orpheum. Yeah. Uh, I, did too. I like, I like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Well, like a lot, I liked a lot of his older stuff. Do you like his stand up or a show? Because I love his show. I love his show, but I love Larry David more than I love Jerry. Seinfeld. Bro, you're in good company. It's like my yeah. number. I watched that today at lunch. Larry Curb. David's the best man. Curb, you like it too? I used to hate the shit out of it. Yeah, he's like, watch this. This is you. You are what's his name? You're annoyed at everything. Um, Costanza? No, the Leon. Black, Leon. Yeah, he's like you. Fucking act like Leon. Is he Leon? <laughs> You're Leon? Oh, you're talking about on Seinfeld? Who is Oh, no. I'm talking about He, would, know, he would be George. Yeah, I'm, jo- I'm George on Seinfeld. <laughs> and I'm Le- Leon on uh, uh, Curb. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm not watching that dumb show. It's stupid. He's like, dude, just fucking watch it. I'm telling you. Yeah. So I watched one, then I watched like seven more after that. He does. Like, yeah. okay, 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 okay. It's amazing. Yeah, Larry David's a genius, man. He's got another Absolutely. season coming out, right? Yeah. I think it's his last one. The one that's fixing to come, like, dude, when they're making whatever. I'm so sad. Yeah. Such a great show. Yeah. You know that really you, do you guys know that they don't have a script for that show? Yeah. It just does like bullet points pretty much. Or an yeah. Outline. For a curb. Yeah, yeah. There's no script. Damn. I isn't didn't that, know that. Isn't that crazy. They just, everything's that everything is just off the cuff. Like it's like Larry go, Larry goes to, 
you know, the coffee shop and gets angry at um, Mocha Joe and like Mocha, <laughs> which is a great episode, by the way, <laughs> like the wobbly tables and stuff. Yeah. Fantastic episode. It's probably the best. And then it, the building, you've seen it right. Yeah. Like, the building burns down at the end and like, he can never win. That's what I love about his show. He never comes out on top. Larry. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even at the end, you know, I think something's going to go good for him. Like you said, the building burns down. Um, yeah. He's just always the loser. Yeah. But he's a lovable loser. And he said the best is that he's like, this is who I want to be in real life. That's why I make this character. Right. Because he can't say this stuff in real life like he says who he is when he's Larry David on the show. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a great show. Man. Well, I love that he's famous and then he, that he's given a voice for all the people that are annoyed at small things because, God, dude, I am that guy. Like, I... I get annoyed, man. If you bring me some cold food, I'm going to send that shit back. Like, I'm not going to pay for it. Like, I don't. Well, that's like my buddy, Polly says. He's a chef. And Polly says, you pay for an experience. Like, this, you shouldn't go to a restaurant and then have a bad experience because you're actually paying for that service. Yeah. Because most of us are like, I don't want to. I don't want to send it back. They might spit in my food. Right. They might be having a bad day. Which I've had that conversation in my head, too. And I've not. I've not sent it back before for that reason. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, should back. Like at, the end of the day, at the end of the day, you are paying for that, and it should be quality. It should be quality, you know, especially if it's a nice restaurant. Yeah. Speaking of restaurants, I thought about this earlier when you brought up um, um, the Rockefellers. Yeah. Did you know that you know like Michelin star restaurants? Mm-hmm. Did you know how they got started? Michelin star. Those are like the world's best restaurants, right? Yeah. Okay. No, tell me. So, like, Michelin, when they started selling tires, people weren't having to get new tires because they weren't driving that far. So, what they did is they decided to go to restaurants that are far away, give them good reviews. People would drive to the restaurants, and then they would wear their tires down, so then they would have to buy tires. So, the whole thing with what? the Michelin thing is based off tires, get out. getting new tires. That's crazy. Where did you see this at? Now, I believe you 100%, but this, is, was, this uh, is really interesting. It was a thing I think I saw it on Pinterest. It was Gary Vee talking about it. Oh, it my God. That's was, awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Genius, How smart. Man. Yeah. yeah. It is smart. The rating system. Michelin like, you know, stars. I've been to, I went to one Michelin star restaurant. I went to Barcelona. And fuck, we went to lunch. It was like a $200 lunch. And they brought all these little courses out, which it was really fucking good, but it, I don't think it was worth 200 bucks. And we were there for like two hours, man. It was like, that's way too long to sit there. But like I said, we only went there because of the star that was, you know, attached to it. I don't think I've ever even been to Michelin star. I don't know if they have any here. Maybe I think if anything close to that would be like Dory from when I hear. Yeah. But I don't know if there's any. Oh, like on that level. Yeah. Yeah. What did we do before we had Yelp and Google reviews and like. It's it's the things in life that we don't realize we needed until we had like mm-hmm. Spotify. What did we do before Spotify, man? We made CDs on lap, off LimeWire, gave our computer aids. Yeah, we did. Wait, you know? don't like, admit that on air. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, we all did that there. Like, dude, like I mean, Downloaded I remember before we got broadband at our house, like it would take forever to download like a CD or something. I'm like, God damn, it's still going. Like, and then if your parents pick up the phone or somebody uses the house phone, oh, yeah. you get knocked off. Cut you off. Like, fuck. Kids, they don't know. Yeah, they, have, they have it easy, man. They have it easy. Wait till we get, wait until we get cities where you have Wi-Fi in the cities or, you know, Elon Musk, speaking of him earlier, he's talking about doing satellite. I think it's, I think he's the guy that's space link trying to do the, the satellite internet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's weird, man. Like, I don't know if I want that much radiation around me at all times. Like I'm, I'm weird now. Like I, if my phone's next to me, I like turn it off. I turn on an airplane. 
I'm, I don't sleep with it. Like I got friends that don't sleep with it in the bedroom, which is like, you don't want to sleep next to a router, a wireless router. Have you guys ever tested this? Like gotten no, a tester, Mm-mm. you should do it. See what, see how much radiation is coming off of it. You know, your phone, you're, there's a warning on, on your Apple phone that says, don't put it in your pocket. Don't keep it next to you. Keep it. Talk to talk on speaker. I'm not kidding. It's weird. You open it up. You're like, huh? I never knew this. This is odd that like no one ever told me this, you know, that is very true. I mean, you are walking around with a little mini computer in your pocket. Well, it's, it's a radiate. It's, it's, yeah, it's a radiation. You're like, you're like microwaving your butt or balls to wherever you keep your phone. Yeah. It's like, they don't want you to have your plane on, on a, I mean the phone on on a plane, but we have in our pocket because they're worried that it might mess with the mechanics of the plane. Yeah. It's stuff we don't think about, man. Like every day that we do, that's just fucked up. But then it's just like stuff you can't fucking see (laughs) stuff in the water. I mean, there's just so many levels. I don't know about you guys, but I want to be ready for the doomsday stuff. Like I I have a feeling like the cell phones are at some point not going to like what, like what are we going to do if all the towers for some reason, whatever went out, like we're so dependent on our phone now that like, do you guys ever think about that? Like, so I got this van, you know, we're talking about my, the van life stories earlier, but like I built this van, it's a Dodge. It's got a bed in there. It's got water. I got a, I got a, a Bur- you guys know what a Berkey is? Berkey water filter. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just put water on the top and it filters it. It's, it's the cleanest water you'll ever drink. So I got a Berkey in there. I've got a cooler that runs on solar. So I got the solar panel, panel at the top. So like should shit hit the ceiling, I can at least like get clean water, some electricity. But then I started thinking, I was like, well, then what's going to work? My phone's not going to work. My computer would work, but the internet's not going to work. Probably. Uh, I need an ax in here. I need to put like some kind of a weapon. <laughs> Something. <laughs> like I'm thinking about like somebody's going to come and like steal my van or like try to, I don't know, man. I dude, I, this whole food supply thing is really scaring me though. To like not to be doomsday, but like, do you guys think about that at all? Well, like I always said back in the day when was, the toilet paper thing was happening, how people were acting about toilet paper. Just right. imagine how they're going to act when there's no food and water. <sighs> I mean, you're going to see humanity just turn into complete savages. At, the, at their worst. Yeah. When it's like an eye for an eye. Do you know that I tried to order dog food? So funny story. This, this month, just this month, I was at Trader Joe's. They discontinued dog food. Okay. So I was like, huh. Why are they discontinuing the dog food that I buy? It's in a can, so they don't sell it anymore. I go on Amazon. Amazon is limiting how much dog food you can buy. Mm. So I'm like, what is going on here, man? Like, are you guys trying to starve the dog? I mean, I don't, I hate to, I hate to automatically think that, but I'm, my head just goes like, wow, what's going on? Like, are we, I don't know, man. Did y'all see the videos where the cows and stuff are like, are dead? Like 3,000 cows mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. From the heat or whatever. You have to ask questions. Is well, anybody say, else asking these yeah, questions? Yeah. Like they, you know, they say it was with the heat, severe heat in that county or wherever it was. Yeah. But like, people are like, man, you know, it gets really hot there all the time. That's not, they're like, you know, those cows have thick hides. They're not yeah. going to just, I don't know. Yeah. But it was like a shitload of cows that just collapsed. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I think that there's, I think that, I think that somebody's trying to cover that up, man. Like they're coming up. That's the thing, man. When, when stuff like that happens and people figure out, you know, there could be some, some kind of an organized food shortage. Like they come up with a, they come up with a story. They're like, Oh, it's just, it's the heat. Like, Oh really? It's been this hot in the past. How come this has never happened? Yeah. So as far as being a conspiracy person, yeah, do you feel like there's some people that take it too far and that kind of makes everybody think like, oh, everybody in that field is quacky? 
I, you know what, man, here's my, here's my thought on that. I definitely consider myself a conspiracy guy. However, I try not to stay there in my head all day because it's a real dark place. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, and I know we've talked a lot in this podcast about we've gone all over the place and it's, it's been, I mean, it's hard not to think that way sometimes. Like when you see 3000 cows dying, when you see like, I don't know, man. Baby formula shortages all of a sudden. The what? Baby formula shortages. Like, man. Nobody else is questioning this but me. I'm just like, yeah. So, So like, when you answer your question, sorry. So, like, (laughs) when you see somebody like Alex Jones. Yeah. Do you feel like he kind of hurts the community by saying some of the stuff he does maybe about the Sandy Hook and. I think that he's a, he is definitely an extreme case of, of the conspiracy. But here's the thing, man. We kind of need him. Like we sort of kind of need him to keep it balanced. Like as much as I, I think he is great. And I've watched his stuff and some stuff I agree with, like you say, Andrew Tate. Yeah. And then other stuff I'm like, okay, dude, you're kind of wackadoo. Like, um, um, but you know what, man, even Rogan said this, he's been right a lot. Yeah. He's been right a whole lot historically. Um, I do think that it also, yeah, it makes, it makes us free thinkers. I call, I consider myself just a free thinker. I don't okay. even like the word conspiracy. So I'm just, it's like the medicine. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You corrected yeah. us. Yeah. Free thinker. Yeah. I'm just a free thinker. I, I don't consider myself right, left or, or conspiracy or not or whatever. I'm just like, you should always ask questions. You should, you know, question everything and yeah, just be a free thinker. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like I said, I think that when somebody said something so c- kind of crazy about like kids getting killed or whatever, right? Or like these people, they're always like, "Oh, they're actors" or something like that. It's just like sometimes you have to take the consideration that somebody did lose somebody. Yeah, you know, because that's a real thing. Like when you're like, it's one thing to question food shortages or whatever, but when you question somebody's like they're pretending to be dead or you know, yeah, really, you know, like that to me is kind of fucked up because you wouldn't want somebody doing that about somebody you love. Well, oof, I got a story. I don't know if I should tell it or not. What do you guys think? Go for it. <laughs> so the same thing happened to my family. My uncle died. He took the COVID shot mm-hmm. and we, we thought, well, okay. So he died like a month or two after, after taking it. And of course my brain, I'm going like, he was pretty healthy. You know, I don't like, I question everything again. Yeah. So when he passed away, I was just like, Oh, I don't want to ask. Cause he posted online, like getting COVID shot. And then like two months later, they're like, Oh, you know, our, our beloved father, rest in peace, blah, blah, died in his sleep. Da, 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 da. And he had like no, no health issues or whatever. I mean, he had some, but it wasn't crazy. Right? Yeah. But it was one of those things in our family that nobody wanted to ask. Nobody wanted to, out of respect. Mm-hmm. So I think we live in a world where we, it, we're too polite. We're too polite to like find the real answer sometimes, you know, it's like, I'm not saying that the shot killed him. I'm not saying it didn't did or didn't. I'm just saying that it was funny that he died two months after taking it Yeah. in my head. That's the way me as a free thinker thinks. And so, uh, it's kind of like the whole, the whole polite thing. Like, yeah, we're too, you know, it's like, like when you're at dinner and somebody gets their food first, and you're not supposed to, you're supposed to wait for them. Yeah, we're, we're too polite to eat. Like <laughs> what the hell? So do you think now if somebody were to <laughs> be know, like, yeah. hold on, I, it's weird that I just connected those two. I'm sorry. But. Yeah. So do you think if somebody said, Hey, your uncle really didn't die. How would that make 
you feel knowing that he's not here anymore. That he didn't die. What do you mean? So like somebody was like, oh, that's just that that COVID's not real or whatever. He he's not. He's an actor. He's mm. somewhere else pretending to be dead. Mm. Is that what he? Is that what Alex said? No, no. I'm just saying like a lot of. I don't want to say free thinkers, conspiracy people think like yeah. like these people that are not really gone. Like how would that? To me, that would be offensive. That's why I'm saying like somebody say something about the Sandy Hook is not real or you know, nine eleven wasn't real. Yeah, like if people aren't here anymore, legitimate people you know are not here. You know they're in the ground. Oh, there's people that say that, and I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, what would I say about what like that situation? Since you legitimately know somebody that passed away. Yeah. And they're trying to say, why do you put that? Just put them on the fucking thing down here, man. <laughs> wow. I mean, usually it makes like a, a feed. It goes, and oh, he does headsets. it all the fucking time. I think he's taking a bathroom break. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so female uh, bladder. Yeah. So what? So go back to your question. Sorry. No, I'm just saying, like, do you think that like that would be like you actually know somebody in that situation that's not here anymore. Right. So for people that are conspiracy, like the, yeah. the wacky ones. Right. Right. To think that everybody that's di- dead is not really dead. Yeah. I think, I think there's definitely going to balance, man. I mean, you, I think we should absolutely question things, but also, I don't know, man, it's a weird fine line. You gotta, you gotta try to walk. And, and so like, so like with my uncle, like mm-hmm. I didn't want to say anything to anybody. Yeah. I talked to my mom about it. I was like, mom, do you think this is possible that he could have died from the shot? You know? And we've been so trained by the media to be like, Oh, if you question this, you're anti vax or yeah. you're whatever. If you, if you question, you know, if you, if you, if you ask so much to just question any of their narrative, like you're, you're this or you're that you're, you know, it shows you how powerful the media is. Right. Mm. Like we're saying earlier. Um, but my mother is smart lady and she, you know, we were just chatting about it and like, we, we think it's totally possible that that's what, that's what. And so it's like, yeah, but I mean, we're, but we're too, I was going to make a post about it, but then I was just like, well, then it's probably going to get flagged on Instagram. So then it's just going to go, it's just going to go away. Yeah. You know, his death is like sort of in vain and like nobody, nobody knows like his wife doesn't know. Nobody knows what happened. Right. It was a mysterious death. Yeah. But doctors don't know. There's people that die from peanuts. Sure. So there's no way to say that somebody couldn't die from a reaction to a vaccine. Sure. So to think that a vaccine is a hundred percent safe, hundred percent safe is ignorant. Yeah. So yeah, like there's, Oh, uh, totally. There's risk. There's risk. And Specifically in Western medicine, there's risk to, to everything, man. So there's risk to drinking, yeah. you know, if you drink and, um, in excess you're you know, you could definitely fuck some shit up, you know? So yeah, I think there's, are you back buddy? Yes, sir. <laughs> Did yeah. you wipe your pussy? No. Uh, yeah, dude, there's, there's, there's risk to driving, man. There's risk to everything. So yeah. Do the benefits outweigh. I started taking, I started taking um, this headache medicine called white willow bark. It's what Tylenol is made from. Oh, okay. I've never heard of it. And it's amazing. It works. It works great. Without and, uh, all the fluff. Yeah. You don't have any liver damage. Mm. So it's like. What is it called again? White willow bark. You, have you to get, get it like on Amazon or yeah, something? Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Okay. Yeah. Get some. White willow bark. White willow. I'll send you a link. Um, but it's fantastic, dude. So it's like, did you, I mean, like every, every pharmaceutical is made from. Uh, a natural, did you know this? Like they're all made yeah. from a natural plant. They're all made after a natural um, concept idea, plant, whatever. 
So knowing that gives you power and you can like, you know, if you don't want the harsh side effects to something, um, that's again, I'm a big, <clears throat> big natural guy. So, well, I'm it's just preferring. like, it's just like how they do studies and they'll give people a placebo and then actual medicine. Yeah. And then sometimes like somebody's mind will think that they're taking an actual medicine and they'll be just fine. Yeah. So that just goes to show the power of the mind over the chemically produced pill. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's much better to go the natural route man, as much as possible. And, and, uh, I've been, dude, I've been so much healthier that way. Like I feel good. I don't do any, I don't do any pharmaceuticals anymore. I quit. I, I try to just stay away from that shit, man, as much as possible. I mean, dude, if you do it, it's all, it's, it's your body, it's your, yeah. your, your life and, and everything. So, yeah. I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about how like we should take care of this vessel that we're given. Yeah. And most of us abuse it. Yeah. Until it's time. Like you have some ailment and then you're like, Oh fuck. Now I got to get better. Yeah. Instead of taking care of that vehicle to like, it's like your car. If you give it oil changes and, and keep the maintenance up, it's going to drive last longer than if you just let the oil run out and you fucking bur- blow up your engine. Yeah. Or you put shitty gas in your car. I mean, like, yeah. why would you take care of a possession more than you take care of the thing that's going to keep you alive or yeah, keeps you alive to have those possessions? It's crazy, right? So many people don't take care of their bodies at all. Like you were saying earlier, the obese person. Uh, what did you say? You said the. Oh, Cobra Tate said he's not going to do business with a fat guy. Yeah, dude. That's that's. But that's like I, I kind of respect that because it's like, dude, I mean, if somebody doesn't take care of the one thing that they have that's truly theirs in a way that like, dude, you can walk 10 minutes a day. Like if you can scroll for like four hours, walking for 10 minutes is not that big of a deal. Yeah. So I got my mom into doing that that way. I kind of convinced her through like guilt, really. I was like, mom, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta walk 10, 20 minutes a day. <laughs> so it's, she, like, it's like they say, if you, if you live a messy life, everything in your life's going to be messy. Yeah. You know, like your room will be messy. Your mind will be messy. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're less likely to dress well. Yeah. And then people are judgy. Yeah. You know, people are going to see you and they're going to automatically have these preconceived ideas about you, even may, even though they may not be true. Yeah. I mean, I used to tell him all the time, he would go to work dressed like complete shit. And then he's a salesperson. I'm like, why are you putting that out there to the world? How are your sales? Well, he Great. sells Bud Light, so it sells itself. No. But it's true. There's much more than what this Bud Light that we have. Yeah. How are you doing with your NAs? Wonderful. What's NA? Oh, non-alcohol. Mm-hmm. So they don't ever tell you why aren't you selling this? You don't sell NAs that much. I do, but I don't. No, sell. just answer my question. Or do they not get on? You just told us in the beginning that, or was it yesterday? You said sales are down. Sales overall for the company are down. Yeah, I believe yeah. for Bud Light or just everything. Dude, I think I think a lot of people are getting away from alcohol. It's bad effects, man. I hate, I hate hangovers. Friggin' hate it. I'm, I don't tell you my age. I don't care. I'm 37. Right. And dude, my hangovers when I hit 30, like 10 X, 10 X, it's not the same. Remember when we all used to go out and drink and we could, <laughs> yeah. we could drink for hours and hours and hours and hours and like, and then stop and then drink some more. And then, you know, you'd wake up and go to work just fine. Like, dude, I have like two or three beers and I'm literally the whole next day. I'm so miserable that I don't want to live. I truly just want somebody to hit me with a truck. <laughs> yeah. There's no real value from drinking. Like I said, you generally have, that is, that is the best statement right there. Yeah. Cause like you can get in a car accident from drinking. You could uh, say something to somebody that you love 
because your mind is set in a different tone. Yeah. Um, like I said, the hangovers are, are pure shit. I think yeah. it ages us more. Absolutely. It brings uh, no value. Yeah. Why do we drink? I think it's more of a social thing. At are least we, for me. Are we pressured into this? Oh, but there's definitely peer pressure, like especially with shots. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, take a shot. Or like say you're not drinking and there's people that maybe have an alcohol problem who don't feel comfortable not being around or being around people that aren't drinking. Yeah. So they want to be comfortable. So they want you to drink with them. Yeah. Because I know there's people that are like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be sober for a little bit. And they're like, oh, just take one. It's not going to bother you. Right. Like, uh, yeah. I've you know, so there's people that will drink like something that looks like alcohol just to not be pressured into drinking. Totally. I did three years. No alcohol recently from 2018, 2019, 2020. I think I started in 21. So maybe it was like almost, was it three years? So that's a good, that's a long time. It's a long time. Um, man, I did it as an experiment. I just stopped. I was just like, um, I'm going to go a couple months or I'm going to go a month or whatever. Yeah. Then it turned into six months. I was like, well, man, I made it to six months. I'm, I don't really even want alcohol anymore. So I'm going to keep going. So then I did a year and I was like, man, I, all this stuff started going through my head. I'm like, we are so programmed to, to, to drink and to make it a part of our lifestyle and to suffer the consequences to accept that the hangover is just part of it. Right. The, the, like you were saying, you know, the fan, like, Oh man, I could tell you stories, relationships. I'm not going to call anybody out, but like I've had relationships ruined by alcohol. Um, and it's, it's like, and I've, I've, I've been, idiot. I've, I'm pointing to myself here. Like yeah. I'm the one that's been an idiot on alcohol, you know, and done, done terrible things, said terrible things. Like there's never, there's never a moment where I'm like, man, that was uh, I came out better. It, it's okay. Networking. It's cool. Right. It's cool to network. In my opinion, I, ne- I personally network better on alcohol. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but it drops inhibitions. Yeah. Yeah. And flirting, dating, you know, if you're trying, I think to- most people are here because somebody fucked off alcohol. That's a good point. You know? <laughs> so like I said, there are like things as far as like dropping your inhibitions that it does do. But like I said, there's a lot of negatives that come with it too. I think there has to be a balance. Yeah. I think you have to be able to find the happy balance. Like you don't want to be the type of person that's like binging and to, you don't know when to stop. And then you're just a sloppy drunk or you're puking everywhere. or You're trying to fight people. Yeah. You know, I think like it, everything is good in moderation. Yeah, but can you drink in moderation? Be honest. Me personally, I can. Can you? No. <laughs> How often do you drink? Right now? Every day? No. Every uh, every three days? No. Once a week? If I don't go out, maybe I don't ever drink. I don't I never drink at home unless we have like people over and stuff and Yeah. But like um I had some drinks yesterday. Yeah. And that was you know, that's it. But it's like, do you have a couple of drinks, or do you have that enough that would equivalent to if you drink every day? Yeah, you make up for it in the one night you do. Yeah, I guess then I would drink every day. Then if you do the equivalency. But yesterday I didn't only had like four beers, four or five beers. How many yeah. days are in a week? Seven. So you, you majority of the time you would be. You drinking. Don't think he's gonna know that answer? What no, I'm just saying. Out of four, out of three days you're not drinking. Four. What is the majority? What? Four and three, which is the bigger number? Four. And how many drinks you say you had yesterday? Four. How many days are in a week? 
Seven? Four plus three. You could have more than one drink a day. Cut your tone, man. I'm just saying. (laughs) I don't have a tone. I swear. Jordan, did he have a tone? I'm not getting into this. Jordan, did he have a tone? I'm not getting into this. (laughs) Jordan? I promise you, I didn't think I had one. You had a tone. No, I really didn't. You had your little womanly tone. I mean, we can play it back. It's on a recording, bitch. (laughs) I swear to God, I didn't mean, like, I I I swear. I I don't know. Four and three. You've had more drinks if you went four days plus minus three days. You have more. I mean, four days is more. Yeah. That's what I just said, bitch. You're saying four drink, a drink a day? If what you had, in one day, you had four drinks, and you're saying you don't drink every day. If you drink four days a week. It's like having one drink a day, is what yeah. you're saying. Oh, yeah. But you're saying, but what you're saying, it's it's like having one drink a day, four days out of the week. So it's really, he's drinking. So what is, if you do the calculations, what is four out of? Is just, having four drinks bad? I mean, I have no idea. Well, here's the reality. I think I think alcohol is definitely tied to cancer. It's definitely tied to like birth. You're not supposed to, have to drink it when you're pregnant, so we know yeah. it gets birth defects and all kinds of stuff. Alcohol is not. I think I think we've been lied to. Like we're with cigarettes. You know, we were told uh, yeah, cigarettes were healthy. Sure. Doctors were like smoking it and ads and stuff, and like that was whack, dude. So I mean, it's just the power of marketing. You know, we. I mean, think, it's a business, like you're saying. Like, yeah, it, they're yeah. not giving it away for free. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I think we need to heed the call to alcohol and be like, heed the call to not drink the alcohol, rather, is what I mean. <laughs> like, Well, like, you know, younger people are drinking liquor more now. Yeah. They're That's getting, not any better. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think that'd be worse, right? What, drinking liquor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like. That's contributing to the sales, declining beer, overall beer sales is going down. Yeah. Because the new generations are drinking al- uh, liquor over Because they, they want it quicker. Mm-hmm. Liquor gets it quicker. Yeah. Why do they use that as a slogan? <laughs> Damn, that's good. But yeah, I don't know. Um, like, they get fucked up quicker, yeah, much yeah. quicker. Yeah. Dude. But like I said, yeah, I mean, there's no real value from drinking. Like I said, I'm not sober by any means. Right. But I just understand that, like, I do feel a lot more worse as I got older from drinking totally. than when I was younger. You should like take a little hang, year. You should do like, year like, like break the hangovers. I mean, uh, yang hangover. Yeah, is worse. Yeah, uh, and I think it's because like when you start getting older, your body. I think somebody says I'm like you're. It's as, I think it's a hydration thing too. Like if you're dehydrated, that's going <coughs> to play a factor into it too. If it's things like full of sugar, it's going to play a factor mm. into it. Well, my friend Patricia, she drinks a water with every beer, and you know she she obviously doesn't have you know, that money beers, but like she stays hydrated while she's drinking. Yeah. That's a smart way to do it. But like I said, they're like, there's no real nutritional value from drinking. Oh no, no zero. Again, dude, we've been lied to by the big corporations. I'm telling you what, man, these rich people, they're killing us. I mean, I, I, I joke, but I, I think there's definitely truth to it. You know, like the, the, the regular old, old, like regular Joe's are, uh, yeah, we're just like cogs in the wheel, man, to do whatever they tell us, right? Like, what is the thing? Was it? It's like a they don't want their kids have iPhones. Yeah. It's like rich people because they Bill don't want. Gates, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they. I mean, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Makes sense why you Steve, wanted them to have yeah. it. Yeah. Was it Steve Jobs too? Or no? Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine Steve Jobs would let anybody let have his kids because it's his product. Bill Gates didn't want them to have it because it wasn't his product. Yeah. Oh, I thought they didn't want him to have them, be- like or a smartphone because. No, there's no Apple products. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That I don't know what it is. Now. Are you guys Apple or Android? 
Apple. Apple. It's just easier, man. Fam, what up? What up? What up? Yeah. yeah. Blue bubble. You're here because you have a blue bubble. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Tell you what, man. When a girl and I, and, I, and, I, and I go on a date or something with her and she's got that green text, I'm like, ooh, big red flag right there. Like, on my Bumble profile, it says, if you have a reason to swipe left, if you have a Bumble, I mean, uh, green an text. Android. <laughs> and then some people were messaging me like, I have an Android. And I'm like, uh, that's yeah. good. Dude, the dating apps, like, uh, that's an interesting thing. Have you ever, you ever like researched what makes people swipe more and what like, uh, like, you know, you got to put on there what you're looking for, what you're not looking for. Mm. And I never did that when I was, when I was on the dating apps, like, yeah, if you don't do that and you just talk about like yourself, your swipe ratio is crazy different. Like if you're very, cause girls will look at that and they'll be like, he's talking to me. Like, <laughs> Oh my God, he wants somebody. Or like, if you, if you say, you know, your, your dislikes are this and what you don't want, they're like, Oh, he, he has standards. Like, mm. Oh, isn't that weird? It's a whole game. It sounds like totally dude. Psychology. Well, I didn't realize that women looked at profiles as far as like what you have. So basically what you're saying, like you have to have something in your bio mm-hmm. other than just pictures. And they want you to be smiling in your pictures. Yeah. They want you to be presentable. They don't want to see like a dead animal most of the time. Right. Um, so there has a whole thing like levels to that shit. Can we talk about group pictures? Oh my God. Can we stop using group pictures on dating sites? And it's, yeah, it's usually the, you are going to assume it's probably the better looking person in the picture and it's probably not the better looking picture. I, let me tell you something. Or using old pictures. If you got a group picture, I don't care. I'm swiping left. It's a, (laughs) it's a rule. I'm like, you are so dumb. That like you may, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. You're not dumb, but you make, you guys are so simple. We don't want to think about it. We're not going to, ladies, listen up. Let me tell you something. Okay. Guys are simple. We don't want to spend an extra eight to 10 seconds being like, well, which one? She's got blonde hair in this photo. Is this blonde hair in this one? Which, they're all blonde hair. Well, let me see how thin this one's, this one's thin. This one's thin. like, how much time was that? 10, 12, 15 seconds. Yeah. We don't want to spend that time on you ladies. Like, Get it together. Hit me up if you want me to help you with your profile. I'll do it. Probably hundred bucks. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, like most guys, don't even pay attention. They're just swiping right. Yeah. Regardless, and they'll have less matches you think than so? a woman. Yeah, and they'll have less matches than a woman who's picky. Because even yeah. if a woman's picky, she's gonna be. Because like I've seen women swipe on those apps, like some friends of mine, and I'm like, why did you not pick that guy? Because they'll go to the first picture and they'll scroll down. They're like, nah. And I'm like, yeah. you like this first picture, but it's not a second picture. Yeah. And then they say, well, he doesn't have anything in his bio. Yeah. And But like I said, even if they're picky, they're going to have more matches than the average guy that's just swiping right on everything. I saw, I heard a statistic, and I don't know how true it is, and I can't give you the exact number, but it was something like, please fact check me in the comments. Like, it was something like the, the rate that we swipe to versus like the pick your like the rate that women uh, choose ours is like way higher. Like yeah. we we're like yes 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 yes, and women are so much more choosy. Mm-hmm. They're like no 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 <laughs> yes no no. It's like the opposite. It's yeah. like I forget the percentage, but yeah yeah. Like I said, it's it's crazy, man. Like how they they their brain is different than our brain. Yeah, but I think it's one of those things too where they come from a place of. Like a woman that say has a lot of partners versus a woman that doesn't have a lot of partners. Usually, if you're going to have a lot of partners, you got to worry about having a baby. You can have to worry about getting some STD that may give you like cervical cancer or something like that. Mm. Like men can fuck anything that they want or not want, but just fuck anything yeah. and not think anything of. There's no real repercussions 
besides like some STDs. Sure. A woman has repercussions of having a baby, you know, she could be raped by a certain guy or, you know, there's other levels to that. Safety is their number one concern. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think like, uh, subconsciously every woman out there, that's probably like one of their biggest concerns. Like who is that? That was saying, somebody was saying that like when girls go on dates, it's like they, they're, they're, I mean, think about it, man. You're, you're a girl, you're on a date with a guy. The guy could like kill you mm-hmm. so much easier than you could probably kill him. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and even if you're like a weak guy, like, I don't know, maybe that's stereotyping a little bit. Cause I'm sure there's some really badass chicks out. I mean, I know they're amazing. Well, you know, it's just like they say about women that go walking at night. Like they're more concerned about their safety than you or I, or, you know, him like women walking around are more concerned. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, there's men that could attack them. Right. You don't really don't think about your safety as far as like just being out by yourself. Right. At night. Right. Especially. Yeah. Guys don't. Yeah. You know, like I said, there are some guys, and not all guys are bad, obviously, but there are some guys that give us a bad rap, man. Yeah. You know, like especially like those dick pic guys. Like, stop, guys, please stop. Yeah, I don't do that, pic, man. Like nobody. Have you ever? Ryle does it. I've I've done it. Nah, hey, <laughs> it's truth time, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I said no, yeah. he's gonna be like, wait, wait, wait. Get that. Why phone. are you lying? Get that. Now, I guess so. But yeah, I've done it. Um, yeah. But I've never done it unsolicited. You know, like. I've never sent it I think without I, them asking. Yeah, I did it once, maybe with a, when a girl was like asking me. But um, like, if it's a mutual thing, yeah, I guess that's okay. But like, just randomly, like, oh, like, like unsolicited. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Do you ever see the meme that was like, uh, oh man, it was there's a, there's an account on uh, Instagram. It's called Rad Dad. Y'all follow this one or the, like any of that stuff? And they had this picture of a deck and and like a outside deck. Yeah, and it was in somebody's inbox. And it was like a, you know how you screenshot text messages and it was like, thanks for the unsolicited deck pic or, or something. <laughs> yeah. anyway, no, it's like, stop sending me unsolicited deck pics. Yeah. It's very funny. Tony, have you ever said, no, you haven't sent one, have you? Good no, account. Rad no. dad's funny. No reason to. You never sent one unsolicited. Mm-mm. Yeah. What about a deck? Have you sent a deck? <laughs> I'm doing that. I'm doing it after the podcast. Dudes, yeah. dudes if you take a picture decks. of the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dudes love building stuff. Like, yeah, are you guys into that? You guys have tools and stuff, and not, I don't. Yeah, dude, I I appreciate people that do that though. Dude, you should see my van, man. I'm proud of it. You like, did the whole thing yourself? Uh, it's not fair to say I did like 65, 70 percent of it. Uh, so a lot of it was already built when I got oh, it. Okay. The solar was already on there, which it's easy. It's it's funny because like once I got it, I had to learn how to do it anyway because I I had to I had to like rewire a bunch of stuff because I I put a new battery in there, um, and so. Yeah, I did the bed. I built the shelves. I built, I built like most of it in there. And the bed, the bed's really cool because it like it sits up like a futon and then it lays flat. And it's a full size bed. I'm really proud of that. that I got a full oh, size damn. bed, literally full size, like the exact diameter. Wow. Into a into a van, and I and it yeah, it folds into futon. So pretty proud of that. So where are some places you're going with it, dude? I am going to. I think I'm taking it to this Tony Robbins conference coming up. Um, I really want to go to Mexico this, this summer. That's, that's going to be awesome, dude. I really wanted to. Yeah. As we were saying earlier, like, mm-hmm. um, no real plans. You know, what's really cool though, man, is just like, it's so much cheaper to do that than to stay in, stay in hotels and, and that. Cause if, if you just look at gas, I mean, I know gas is outrageous right now, but if you look at the gas, like I could go stay somewhere, I could drive to the beach, you know, for stay seven days mm-hmm. and gas there is like what a hundred dollars at most. And then a hundred back. So I spent 200 to go to the beach. 
I just park somewhere. Um, I'll find somewhere good, good to park. And then, um, yeah, it's like 200 bucks, dude. I mean, at the most, Ho- well, that's one night of a hotel. Yeah. yeah. You know, now, do cops ever like harass you or anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, that been there two days now. Let's go fucking see what dude, he's doing. I was in a hotel. I was in a hotel parking lot one time and this, uh, this family, it was like a family owned hotel. It was like one of those tiny motels yeah. and they came out and they were like beating on my window, just like, and I was like, ah, 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 what, what? And I thought, you know, I thought somebody was like robbing you. Yeah. I was scared. I I don't, I didn't, I didn't have any weapons in there at the time, which that's changing. Um, (laughs) some crazy people in this world. Um, but turns out they just didn't want me to sleep in their hotel. And I like, I get it, but they were so mad the way they went about it. They like, there was like four or five of them all beating on my van. And I'm just like, okay, I just need one of you. First of all, all you had to do was just tap on it and say, sir, you can't sleep here. People are weird, dude. I don't, I don't know what the deal is with that, but they didn't want me sleeping there. Wasn't hurting anybody. Wasn't taking a space that was assigned somewhere. Yeah. So that's fan life stuff though, man. It's like, how do you do with the showers and bathroom situations? Dude, go, go to the gym. Oh, okay. $20 gym membership goes, goes a long way. You can, you can go to any gym, if you remember uh, Planet Fitness, yeah, you can use any of their gems. Twenty dollars unlimited, like yeah, and they pretty much have them everywhere, right? Everywhere. That's so smart, yeah, dude. You could literally, dude. Like, don't know why people don't do this. You could straight up just sleep in a van and like use showers, you know, on the road. And like, van life is really easy to do, man. Mm. It's really easy. Are you going to gonna do. document a lot of this? I have already. Um, I have a YouTube channel I just started, which I'm going to put, I want to get like, I, I got, you know, I brought my GoPro today. Yeah. Um, I try to take it everywhere and I've been, I've been making little films, you know, throughout the years of, um, trips and cool, you know, cool DJ sets. Like we, you saw the Peabody. Yeah. That video. was a really cool video you made. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh man, like creating video, man, is like so important. Like you really got to doc, especially if you kind of have, I mean, most people's, if you do stuff like, like I do travel and stuff, you really got to document it, man. Like, um, but yeah. And you, you also have to learn how to edit too, which is like, you know, both you and I learn how to do that. It's not too hard. What do you use to do your video editing? Premiere, Adobe Premiere. Yeah. What's on the Mac? I'm not sure what Ollie put on there. Yeah. I haven't tackled the video editing part yet. Yeah, we'll have to get you set up, man. I'll, I'll I'll help you if you need some help. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I actually want to talk to you about the SEO stuff, not on here, but after. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, the what? Search, the engine. search engine. Oh, yeah, we can. Yeah. So, so when you were in Colombia, where did you go? What city um, were you in? Dude, I went to Colombia. Funny story. I was there, and bro, like everybody was doing drugs around me. <laughs> so, which is what I thought Colombia was going to be like. Yeah, I did not partake. True story. Um, but it was like, it's, it's, it's exactly what you think it's going to be like, like hot Colombian women everywhere. Oh. Lots of, yeah, dude, try going on a date with one. They are so sketchy. Like I had two or three of them just like straight up, f- totally stand me up. Like we had plans. They just didn't show up. And, and apparently it's a part of their culture to, uh, if you're dating a Colombian woman, correct me if I'm wrong out there guys, but I was told this when I was in Columbia that they will make plans with you. And it's a very common practice to, if something else comes up, they don't even tell you about it. It's expected for them to flake on you. Mm. It's such a weird thing. I was like, what? 
that's expect like how does I was like how do people date here like how do you get married and date in court and all that like it makes no sense to me but yeah. we have a we had a guy on here he called himself the digital bromad he's really big on TikTok yeah. and I saw one of his videos on this Wall Street bets profile I follow on yeah. their story yeah and so I told him to reach out to the guy and then we had him on here and he was talking about how like. It's a different culture down there, but yeah. he said it's it's fun. But then there's a lot of shit you got to be careful of. And, oh yeah, but yeah. Uh, he I, said that people are really nice down there. Yeah. What part did you go to? Medellin. Okay, that's where he's generally at, I believe. Dude, that place is so cool, man. I think we're going there. Oh yeah, in August okay. for our buddy. You're going to Medellin? Party. Yeah. Well, Bro. that's technically that's where I mean. That so he decided he wanted to go to Colombia for his bachelor party, and we were like, "All right, really down, fuck yeah!" You know, I knew Tony. What I knew well, Tony about, but probably would if be you down. Got, if you got friends your age that can afford it, that's great. But like, yeah, yeah I was thinking if like younger guys may not go to a bachelor party, and then like it's um, expensive. So there's like eight of us or something like that so far. Yeah, and then our other friend he invited a couple other people, and they're down too. Yeah, and um, it's gonna be a good time, man. I'm looking forward to it. I've I've requested off for that week. Today, actually, so hopefully, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm going regardless. You know, prostitution is legal. Um, trust me. <laughs> it how, is how legal. How the prostitution work for you in in Tijuana? Oh yeah, I got, I got scared. I no, didn't you did. <laughs> we gotta hear the story. No, I just no. You, you want to so, talk about it? Yeah, I mean, so I we end, I ended up lying that I hooked up with. I had a threesome in Tijuana, right? Like on the podcast. Is it legal in Mexico? It's legal in Tijuana, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if it's legal the way it is in like um, Columbia. Columbia. I think it's known for it because our buddy told me to go to a place called Hong Kong because I would tell him we were going to L.A. and then I have a buddy that lives in San Diego. And he's like, if we're ever in San Diego, you definitely got to go to Tijuana. And I had never been to Mexico before. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I can get a stamp on my passport. Yeah. So then we go over there and he's like, yeah, go to, go to this place called Hong Kong. So we get into Tijuana. It looks poor as fuck, man. It's kind of sad. Then we get to the place and we walk inside and it looks like it would belong in Hong Kong. I've never been to Hong Kong, but it's like glass floors, neon lights everywhere. It's a beautiful inside building. Yeah. And all the women are beautiful as fuck. And they're all coming up to us. And there's a hotel right next door you can go to. If you, I love that. The women you, approach you. Yeah. Oh, American. dude, they're aggressive, too. Like, yeah. So it's like 20 bucks, I think, for the girls and like $80 for, for the, hotel. the hotel room. Wait, 20 bucks for the girls. So the girls so you get can fuck a girl bucks. for 20 bucks. Where? In Tijuana, at this place called Hong Kong, and there's a, there's other hey, places. Siri, book her <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, I mean, they're like fucking IG quality girls. They all have like BBLs. I'm super just dude, big asses, big tits. Yeah. I mean, they're beautiful. Yeah. And then like one of them came up to me, and then I was like, no. And then he, he claims to be like this connoisseur of prostitutes and strip clubs and all this sort of shit. Yeah. But then he pushed out like because I would I personally didn't want to do it. But he was then he went on the podcast and telling everybody he had a threesome. Not only did he just fuck a prostitute, this motherfucker went and said he had a threesome. And then I was like, man, you're fucking lying. And then I ended up calling him out on one of the episodes. Uh, I think I told Nick. I think I told Nick and Polly or something. And then I called yeah. him out on one of the episodes. But well, like, uh, so, yeah, she came up. So she he said no. And then she came up to me and I'm like, think, I'm still like, man, I'm never going to be in this place ever again. Probably. So I was thinking about it, and then some. She, I was like, "Oh no, I'm good. Thank you." And some guy, she ended up jerking off some guy in the club, like right in front of us. Wow! Like she's sitting on the chair, and she's just going like this, and in the club, in the club. Wow! I don't remember that part, but I do remember these guys were like, <laughs> we walked in, and these guys were 
using this power drill with a dildo on it on two of the girls on the fucking stage. No yeah, way. as soon as you walk in, so Tony's walking right past it. He's not, you know, he's not paying attention to that side, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, Tony, Tony, he's like, what, man? I was like, he's like, Oh, and the guy's yeah. like, "Your turn, amigo." I was like, "No, I don't want to do that." That's crazy. This is an all in Tijuana. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I thought Platinum was wild. This is the wildest strip club I've ever been to. I mean, obviously it's a brothel, but man, this is one of the wildest places I've. All ever the been all to. the security guards have um uh machine like M sixteens. Like it's Dude, it's it's cartel owned. Yeah, that's wild. What do you guys think about prostitution being legal illegal? I, I think personally, for guys that can't get women, I think it's a good outlet. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I think that I don't know. I think if a prostitution was legally, it probably would change the dating landscape for a lot of women because guys could get it Bro. without having to waste the time. So true. And you know, if you, you got to think about why is porn legal here, but, pros- is prostitution, but prostitution is not. It makes yeah. zero sense. Because well, so, I know what like, I think you can go to Reno and you can do it, but like as far as a grand scale, no. Oh yeah, yeah. you can do it at the. I think it's called the Bunny Ranch in Reno, Nevada. Yeah. yeah, really. I think the thing is, like, if they could find a way to make money off it and tax it, then mm. it would be legal. But they can't, though. Yeah, that's a good point. Dang, never. It thought all about goes that. back to money. Yeah, it's like how can we tax these people to get it? You know, because they obviously tax the foreign people because you got to. Then you have the whole thing where they got to be tested and all this sort of stuff, and that's right. the thing that you got to taking consideration that like a person that's uh, not an actual porn star yeah um they're not getting tested with the prostitution yeah but i think that like i said i think there might help out a lot of these angry men like these incel guys yeah. like if they could go to a woman and just get that that service yeah why couldn't you do it I mean, it, you can go it, look it, at women naked in a in a room here, totally. like at a strip club. Why yeah. can't you do that? You know, I wonder. It, it definitely would change the dating game. I wonder. I wonder how that would turn out. You know, like for women. I wonder what it would it would do psychologically to women if they're like, oh, this guy doesn't need, like want sex. You know, it it would totally change everything. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, to cut the shit. Like, we all go on dates to fuck. Like, you're not going on a date to to get to know somebody. Not me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's the thing. Like, there's all these guys that were like, oh, I want to get to know. No, you don't. Because generally when a woman rejects you, you show your true colors. Yeah. Guys are like, oh, fuck you. You're not that hot anyways. Well, you thought she was hot when you were trying to fuck her. When right. she's not giving you what you want, then she's a piece yeah. of shit. Well, also, remember when we were walking to the... That's another thing. T1 is like the dangerous city in the world. And... Yeah. We didn't know how to get to the Hong Kong, so we get a little taxi thing right there. Yeah. And the guy's like, where you want to go? He's like, just take us to, like, Court Square or, like, the city center or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. so he takes us there, and we had him go to this Mexican restaurant, have a good time, hanging out. Really good food, too. Oh, yeah, it was fire. And um, then we walk into Hong Kong. And we're walking, and as we're walking, every, like, every 20 feet is a prostitute. Wow. Like, hey, hey, hey. And like, no, we're good, we're good, we're good. Because my buddy was like, don't do anything with the girls in the streets. I'm like, okay. And uh, it was just insane, man. Like, so much. Yeah. City is poor, poor as fuck. Yeah. Have you been to Amsterdam? Mm-mm. Yeah. I've only been to the airport. It's there. legal. Totally legal. Everything's legal there. Drugs, prostitution. Like, it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. You can go there and just do whatever you want. It's it's insane. Weed. I went there. I smelled weed in the streets. You, there's a the red light district. You, you know, like these women are literally. It's like think think how you're walking down and you see like 
um, you know, the window, the stores where the window, yeah. you can see through the windows, like, you know, mannequins. Yeah. Imagine just women standing. That's how it was. You go and you see the women, you're like, I want that one. And you go in the store and you buy, you purchase her. It's crazy. How long is a session for, I wonder? I wouldn't know that. Why are you asking me? <laughs> no, no, like, <laughs> if, we were to, if we were to Google, I wonder what it would say, like, how long would the time would be? What, the session? Yeah. Uh, did you did you th- consider getting one, dude? They're all? they're. Uh, I bet they're hot as shit. Yeah, they're pretty. They're definitely pretty. Yeah, I, I can't. This has been like 15 years ago when I went. Like, um, there there's all kinds. I mean, any. I, I can't remember because they speak English there, but I think, yeah, you just walked in and I think you just go, you just go pay them, and it's like, well, what was your question that you asked me? Were you ever considering getting one? Did I ever consider? Yeah, dude. I mean, who wouldn't? Like, they're did really you, pretty. Did you get one? No. Higher. Tony, get your two serum. <laughs> he said he didn't do it. I, no, believe, I, believe, I believe you. I was did joking. I look away? No. <laughs> like, you always know when somebody's lying. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> look away. I have a buddy of mine. He got all cotton women here. But he, every time he goes out of the country, he definitely partakes. He fucks like 15 of them. He told me one time he fucked like... Literally, he counted them. It was twelve girls in one trip. Oh, that's why. And that's a he lot has, of and he has no ish problem getting a very attractive girl here. Sure, yeah. What do you? Can we can we switch topics here? What go back to the dating app thing? Like when you're talking about the amount of girls, like what are your? Do y'all have any luck on dating apps? Yeah, I've been pretty successful on it. Yeah, but they what's, end up what's being pretty, they, what's pretty they successful? end up being crazy. Uh, I like I've, I've hung out with a couple. Yeah, you ever get a, a long term relationship with one? Long term. I don't know, man. I've yeah. no, not long term because I've only been on them since like 2017, I think, and yeah. I'm off and on on it. I don't consistently. Oh, you do don't it. just keep staying active? Like, no, I'm not active. I like, mean, I always so. have the account going, but I don't every. I'm not on there every day yeah. swiping. He's a premium that doesn't stay. He pays for the premium. I did get it. a premium one. <laughs> I did too. Uh, yeah, is I that the one it. where you can? Unlimited Look, swipe. Because, I mean, like, as a man... They, they limit your swipes. It's stupid. Yeah. It's You kind of have to get it if you're going to... if you, there's, you there's, Tinder gets you 20 or a day or something. It's there's like, strength in numbers, man. Like, yeah. like I said, we just said how, yeah. like, women are very picky and yeah. men are not picky. Right. So they know guys are just gonna They know guys it. are going to yeah. pay for it. So yeah. we're, we're kind of the target market, honestly. Like, uh, except Bumble gets to pick, right? No, they have, oh, they have to you message first. you first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. They have to message yeah. you first. Which is interesting. I've had some different experience. Like I had one chick, I don't even remember swiping on her and she messaged me and she's like, Hey, uh, I don't normally do this, <laughs> but I'm here in town. Would you come over to my hotel? And I was like, really? Yeah. I was like, man, is this a, is this like a robbery or a <laughs> situation or what the fuck's going on? So I get to her hotel room and we end up hooking up and then she's like, I got to fly out in the morning. And I was like, all right. And that's it. Wow. And then he saw her in Miami. You, I didn't talk to her, but I did see her in Miami. You ran into this lady in Miami. Uh, we were on the we were both on what was it Ocean Drive down yeah. in South Beach. Shut and, up! Because what it, are the odds? Well, unless she's stalking you. No, 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 no. Or you're stalking her? No, because I follow her on Instagram and she follows me on Snapchat. Yeah, but I just happened to see her. I was with my buddy Nick at the time, and we were just walking. I didn't talk to her though, because like I said, I I figured from the way it went that night, it was just one and done for that one night. Right, know? right. But I mean, like I said, women want to fuck too. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I dude, I yeah. This is what I always say when guys talk about how women are sluts if they have a lot of partners. I think that 
any amount of sex a woman's had, she could have tenfold that if she really wanted mm-hmm. to. Because, I mean, if she wanted to fuck every hour on the hour, she could definitely do that. She could have multiple partners if she wanted to. Right. So, like, as far as the numbers goes, I think that, I don't know if it mentally it's good for them, but on a number scale, they could definitely do more than they actually do. Well, they got to have an emotional connection more times than not. Like, men are just so, like... Procreate, Pre- you know? yeah. That's and it, and it's just we're just stating facts. Like it's that's yeah. just kind of how it is. I mean, you can argue with it. I got some friends that um they they want to they they get like offended when I say that. I'm like, dude, it's just it's true. Like it's true. Ask. I mean, that's just how we're wired. Like, ask women if they have to have an emotional connection. They will tell you yes. They will. You know, men are just pri- you know we're primal creatures, man. So because like they even say like. It's that whole joke that you don't ha- a woman doesn't have to have an orgasm for a person to be born. Yeah. You know, a man does. But, you know, there are things that like women generally have to have other things, you know, to get them to that point. They sometimes like when you're having sex with a woman, they're probably thinking about, does he think I'm fat? Do I, does he think my pussy right, smells? Right. You know, like there's this whole mental aspect of yeah. sex when it comes to women. So generally, yes, I think it's more of an emotional-based attachment than just a physical act like for a man. Because yeah. they even say, like, a man can cheat on a woman and he can still love her. It's the whole thing of you're generally as loyal as your options. So men, generally, when they don't have a lot of options, they're not going to be fucking a bunch of people. But if they have a lot of options, like say you're an athlete or something, there's going to be more options for people to be throwing it at you. That reminds me of the Elvis movie. Have you guys seen it? Mm-mm, I heard it's good. Dude, so good. So just saw it last night. And so Elvis is like, you know, when he's when he's kind of like on the up and up and he starts. So he, marry, he marries Priscilla in the movie <laughs> and he's on the up and up and he's like, you know, getting more famous. And then he does. You guys got to see it. He goes to Vegas and does his, his thing in Vegas. Right. Which I don't want to like spoil the movie. Do you want me to give you a spoiler? No. I mean, it's real life, right? Uh, yeah. It's based on his, on his real yeah. story. I did not know that he went and did the the Vegas stint, the Vegas run, because his manager had a gambling problem mm. and made him do it. He he basically like fraudulently like he his manager wanted to be there, and so he um, it's it's the guy that found Elvis, Sam Colonel uh, Colonel something. I can't is that the Tom Hanks character? Colonel yeah, Colonel okay. Tom something. I forget his name, but everybody listening knows knows who I'm talking about. But so. He had like a gambling issue. And so he, um, he signs that he gets Elvis in, you know, to stay there for like five years because they give him unlimited funds to gamble with. And so he had like this power over Elvis to keep him. Elvis never, oh, wow. never went international. Elvis never went to like China and all that, you know, he stayed here, died at 43. Oh, he was that young. Crazy. I didn't know that. Damn. I didn't know that. Either. Neither did I. It's a very touching movie, but you know, you, what made me think of it, you were talking about, um, he was, he was with Priscilla and he was like, you know, hooking up with all these girls and, and Priscilla still loved him through it. And, um, man, you said something that made me think of it. What did you say? Well, usually a man can cheat on a woman yeah. and it's because it's not like he doesn't love That's her. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 There's literally, there's literally a scene like after, I think it was after all the, all the stuff had happened and he spoiler alert, whatever he gets back with Priscilla and, um, he's like, I'll always love you. You yeah. know, like. And and you can tell, like, the actor, man, killed it. I heard he did a really, really good job. So man. good. Yeah. Yeah, like, sex is weird, man. It's yeah. one of those things, like I said, that we're all here because of sex. And like I said, going back <laughs> to the, the prostitution thing, I think that if that was a service 
that could help out a lot of people. I've heard in like there's other countries like people that are like disabled or something are giving like prostitutes because they're not able to like go get it themselves. Yeah. And like I said, I think it, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Like as far as like wiring, like how that would affect people over time. Do you become desensitized to it? Kind of like if you watch too much porn, do you become desensitized to it. Absolutely. You know, so there's a, there's a couple of things. It's you mean desensitized to prostitution? Yeah. Oh, like wow. you're like, you start looking at them like an object. Oh, for sure. Of a person. I believe that a hundred percent. And then like, mm-hmm. are they going to be desensitized because they're, you're just a John to them? Yeah. Like how does, I wonder how like a prostitute or a porn star deals with their afterlife of that field or when they go back to their partner. There was one girl that left the porn industry and she, <clears throat> what was her name? Uh, Mia? Something Mia, Mia Khalifa. Yeah. Yeah. She left and now she's like, as far as I know, unless, unless it was an actor, I mean, I'm pretty sure she is like speaking out against it and saying that she was like, she's, she was in this interview and she started like, the guy was just like, you know, you did all this porn and like, it, it's going to be there forever. And she's like, she starts crying. She's like, you know, she's having like regrets about it. Yeah. Um, the industry. And cause it's like, you make those decisions, man. It's, it's there. But I think on her case, like she's still using her name. She's not using her real name. Yeah. So she's still capitalizing off being the porn star. Right. Like if you really wanted to get completely away from her, I'm sure there's a lot of porn stars that are popular that just completely dropped off the radar. Right. So I'm sure there is some trauma that's attached to it. Maybe there was some trauma. <laughs> that's why she became a porn person in the first place. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I just, I'm not a woman, obviously, but I don't think most women would. Like, if you were to talk to a porn star, would she still want to be a porn star, or could she be, like, somebody making the same kind of money doing something else? Mm. I think they are probably maybe choosing, because I guess there's a lot of risks that come with that. Like, you you know, how they have, like, the STD outbreaks, you know, and there's the people have been assaulted on on set. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I, I would love to have a porn star on here to talk to them. If they could be, like, honest and not be offended by questions. I've I've reached out a couple of them, and... um, so one has actually responded back to me. Yeah. And now, was in porn for a living. Yeah. She's a porn star. Wow. Uh, she's, she's currently in a, in, in porn. Wow. And, uh, the rest, you know, they, because they probably get so many messages, they yeah. don't ever see the message. Well, to, to your point, man, like I wish we could have more conversations like this where we can talk about stuff and not some of the stuff we've, we've talked about. I'm even, I was in my head. I was like, Oh man, this is probably going to offend some people. But like, I want to live in a world where we can just talk about stuff and not, and like not worry about offending somebody, whether the whole, you know, the man woman thing, like, you know, that whole, that whole argument that's going on with, you know, with our, with, you know, Jordan Peterson was a big guy that, that talking about pronouns and all that stuff. It's like, Oh man, so many people are just divided and offended. And like, see, again, I don't think social media is, done much to help that person you know but i like i said i think it all goes back to we're all going to die so yeah. we should just cut the bullshit like yeah. we should enjoy it this little bit of time we have here and not be so divisive and fight over something that mm. you if you're on your deathbed you're not going to give a fuck about here here cheers, cheers. love it did you guys drink yours already yeah mine's almost gone i'm afraid if i drink more i'm gonna have to pee <laughs> i'm like kind of holding it well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I'm not asking no, that question. I'm no, not asking that question. No. I'm not asking that you question. You can wait until I'm done, and then you can ask your fucking question. I mean, I don't know. You guys are like brothers. 
He's the bitch. I don't. He's you guys like, just hug and make up he's real quick. Al- he's always like, me, me, it's my turn. It's my turn. What, what's I mean, your, what's your question, about- Raul? God, what's they, your, they, no, question? Jordan. Okay, they, Jordan. Did, did he give an attitude earlier? Yes or no? I'm not getting in it, man. Jordan, I'm he, not, didn't get to, he didn't get to answer his question. I'm not Ask getting it. I, I, I honestly mean, don't babe, remember. My, my memory is blank right now. I don't remember any of that. Go what's ahead, Tony. Oh, oh, let what's me your, say this. I remember question, seeing please. you at. Oh, yeah. If you guys, yeah, we can we can wrap it up. But is there anything else you guys want to chat about? I saw you at uh, Wicked the Instigator. This is probably like 2013. Yeah, did a really good job. Thank you. Because that's when I first saw. It. I was like, I didn't know Jordan was that fucking good, man. Thank you, man. Thanks. Well, ask your fucking question. No, my thing was going to ask was wh- who all where have all you performed? Where all? Yeah, like where super cool places you've done performed for? Man, I've done some cool stuff, man. Um... Probably the, to date, the coolest like thing was the Priscilla Presley event, you know, those two events. So she called me back, you know, I did one event for her and she, uh, she called me back to do another one. Her people called me, you know, yeah. um, that was really cool. Um, yeah, dude, it's like, talk about, you know, and I was like watching the Elvis movie. I was like, Oh, there's Priscilla. I, I've met her. I know her. Like, I don't know her, but like we, you know, we've worked together, but it's cool, man. Like it, it's hard in Memphis, man. It's, you know, like we we're saying earlier, it's, it's Memphis is a city where honest to God, I kind of feel like I've hit a ceiling here. It's like, that's probably the most thing I'm ever, I, I, I DJed for magic Johnson too. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. He had, he, well, he had an event here and he was hosting it, speaking it. And they, and his, again, as his people reached out to me. Um, so I guess, did I DJ for him? Yes. And you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. yes no, and no. I mean, like his people hired me to yeah. play, play his event. Do you ever get a meet? Did you ever like talk to him or anything? Yeah. Like? Yeah. I got a picture with him. Oh, cool. Yeah. Dude is so tall. Maybe like six, nine or something. Yeah. Like that. I did. I wanted to like go in on some questions. I wanted, I wanted to interview him and stuff and talk and like, do you really have like, did you really get like, <laughs> you know about Dr. CB? No, I'm just kidding. Like, Oh God. Cause I was, I was really down the holistic health train and I was all in Dr. CB back then and stuff. And like, but, um, yeah, that, that was a cool event. Yeah. Those are, those are like the top ones. I mean, um, man, the people at the rooftop parties have been cool, man. Like throwing shows with wickets been cool. He's a cool, he was on the podcast. Cool. Yeah. Cool ass dude. Really man. nice. Yeah. Like Super chill. Big inspiration to me. Matter of fact, I did a party the other night. Um, I did a yoga dance party and I played one of his tracks. Everybody went crazy. Um, so my goal is to kind of do what he's doing, man. Be the DJ producer, like dude that plays festivals, plays my own stuff. I can be, you know, more, not his style per se. I want to be my own style, but like, um, yeah, I just want to keep, keep growing as an artist. And like, if I have to get out of Memphis, I have to get out of Memphis, man. It's just the yeah. way it is. You know, Cause I remember when we were talking to come on the podcast originally, he yeah. was like, Hey, let's go in and get it soon because I might be gone. Mem- I might be moving to Nashville soon. Dude. I know. So we're, so we're like, I mean, we're, that's the thing. Like we're, we're moving stuff there. I do want to start either a satellite there or move there or something, yeah. you know? Um, I think, I think Nashville's a really, it's a happening city, man. There's so much more going on in Nashville. Like, yeah. As far as connections, I would definitely say that's probably a spot. Cause there's, it's kind of oh, like the Hollywood of the, cra- the South. Is. Why would you be a movie producer and not go to LA? You know, yeah. it's like, why would you live three hours outside of LA or at least not, or at the very least not try to like make some connections and start doing some events there. That's, that's kind of my, my, cause I got a house here, you know, I'm very comfortable. Um, I got a really, you know, my house just got remodeled and, uh, yeah, I got a cool roommate. Life's good, man. It's like, it's hard. I think sometimes we get very comfortable and we're scared to like try new stuff, 
You know, we're like, oh man, I got, I got life's easy right now. Why do I, I don't want to go do this. This is really going to shake things up. But it's like, honestly, man, it's the people that took those risks and went out and did things, you know, and left their comfort zone that created like, you know, Apple and created whatever, you know, created the big company. So yeah, trying to, trying to expand and do some, I want to do some more events like that. I want to play for more people. I want to open up for, I want to have my own. I would love to, I would love to headline a festival. I mean, that'd be sick. Um, oh, by the way, shout outs to, oh, can I say this yet? Yeah, I can say this. I'm, I'm playing Mempho Fest, um, which is like October 1st and 2nd, playing on Sunday, 6 to 9. So I'm playing the last spot, which is, it's a nice spot to be in, 6 That's to 9. Legit. Yeah. So shout outs to Mempho. I, dude, those guys have been so awesome. It's at Botanic Gardens, right? Amazing people. I hope they don't get offended over all the stuff we talked about. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, they're awesome, man. They're so cool. So such cool guys to work with. Like very just supportive. Yeah. We, so I do, I run the silent disco for them. So oh, we, nice. so, and I've been doing it for three, four, so like my third or fourth year. So like, yeah, they hire, they hire me and my team and we, we, uh, we go in and we bring 300 headsets. And so last year they moved it under the fire dome. Uh, have you guys been? Oh, that looks cool. I've seen pictures. I've never been to the so festival. So cool. I got some video. We can show it. Uh, maybe I'll show you guys later, but, um, it's super cool. There's like this huge dome and there's like fire coming on the top and, and then there's DJs under and then everybody's got the headsets on. Yeah. yeah it's sick, dude. That's super cool. awesome, man. So yeah, I'll be there, but yeah, keep growing. Keep, uh, keep going. Same for you guys, man. Good luck with this podcast is great. Thanks for doing Thank it. Thank you so much. Well, yeah. it's like they say, like my buddy said it today and I think Kevin said, or, uh, what's his name? Kevin. Yeah. yeah yesterday, Kevin. Kevin, he said, uh, analysis is paralysis. Absolutely. So it's like if you're sitting there thinking about something too long, you're fucking not going to do it. Yeah. So you getting out of here, you know, it doesn't mean you you can't come back or you can't still have connections here, but there's something you want to do mm-hmm. and you think you met your ceiling here. So yeah. you can always bounce back or, you know, once you go there, maybe you can pick something else up and bring it back here. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, every time we're out of town, like our buddy Nick is always thinking about ideas, what he can bring back to Memphis. Wow. Because I don't think there's ever any original ideas, you know? Mm-hmm. So like everything is kind of like stolen um, from somebody, even like wa- words, you know, all our yeah. words are formed by somebody else that we, and even like things we talk about, you're just a mimicking somebody else basically, or parodying somebody else, but yeah. you're shifting in your own terms. Yeah. But yeah, it's good, man. You got to get out there, try things. Even if you fail, yeah. it's like you, you still tried. Yeah. Cause like the people that are usually on the, well, they say that people in the cheap seats are the ones booing. Yeah. So it's like usually people that are trying to do something are most vocal. So true. They're, they're the most, you know. Yeah. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Do yeah. You? Like, yeah, you just got to do man. Like, yeah. and like I said, there's just, we're not here very long. I, I, I can't stress this enough to not do anything you possibly can. Yeah. Just dabble as much as you possibly can. If you want to try something, try it. They always say like, who is the best person that never tried? Right. Not that they tried and failed. They didn't even try. Yeah, exactly. You know, because I could be the best piano player, but I've never played the piano. I've never tried to play the piano. Kanye West said, you reach for the star. If you reach for the stars, what was his quote? If you reach for the stars and you fail, you still will touch the sky. Yeah. Something like that. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. I think, I think that's his quote. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure we can Google it and. Somebody will correct me. <laughs> a lot of we, we got to get a laptop here to like fact check yeah. all the stuff I'm spitting out. But I mean, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, I think it's good to to try, man, because like I said, you don't want to be the boy who cried wolf. 
Yeah. You don't want to be that person that's always talking about you're going to do something and never fucking do it. Yeah. Because no one's going to believe in you anymore. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this tomorrow. Or the tomorrow, people. Yeah. Tomorrow's not fucking guaranteed, so do it fucking today. I love it. And stop getting offended over everything. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the world would be a lot better place if we could all just, just have an open mind, man. Accept people. Love them. If they're different, it doesn't matter. We're all human. And stop getting so divided, man. So that's my closing closing words. <laughs> so there's a thing that I want to start doing now. There's two parts to this. So yeah. I would like to ask people, have you heard the whole thing about giving people their flowers? No. So you're supposed to, they say like when people die, that's when people say good things about them. Mm. So they want people to give them their flowers while they're still alive so they can enjoy the good words that we have to say about them. So who is somebody you would like to give flowers to? Right now that's alive? Or you could say dead too in this scenario. Oh, man. One person? Does it got to be somebody I've met? Just, yeah, just somebody in your life. Or mm. it could be like somebody famous or something, like you just appreciate somebody. Mm. You know, my dad and grandpa had so much more of an impact on me than I didn't even understand until they died. So those two, those two men were, you know, my grandpa for me being a musician and my dad for me being an entrepreneur. They, mm -hmm. they both had such a such a huge positive, positive impact. So I, you know what I would do to have like just five or 10 more minutes with those guys. Like, so I think I've got to pick them because I wouldn't be here without either one of them for yeah. one thing. And they both love me unconditionally, um, taught me so much. So I think that's my answer. That's Can, a good one. Yeah. Dad and grandpa, Virgil Ashley and Daryl Rogers. And, Oh, let me ask you this. Why did you go with your real name for your DJ name? How can you come up with a DJ name? It's a great question. And the answer is this. I was I was toying with so many different names. And I think I did go out with, I went out first as Mix Jagger, which was a really, <laughs> right? Yeah. That was That's what I wanted awesome. to do. I yeah. wanted to make people laugh because I was like, this is hilarious. M-I-X Jagger. I think I opened for somebody with that name. Um, who was that? I can't remember. I played, I played like a semi big show and everyone's like, who's Max Jagger? Like what? Uh, but that was my name. But then I did this show with like, um, a guy named Roland Riggs. Awesome dude. He's been like a promoter in Memphis for a long time. He did the, the Peabody rooftop, you know, parties for, for years. And now he's like still a promoter. And, and, um, we were doing Thursday square. I don't know if you remember that Thursday square was like a midtown thing. That's like a Peabody rooftop, but it was at Overton the part, the, uh, over in, it's called chime square, but nobody really knows it's called chime square, but it's behind Memphis pizza. Cafe. Oh, where you do this, where I'm doing the sound, okay, yeah, where yeah. I'm doing the sound disco. So we were doing this like weekly Thursday thing and it was during the summer. And he's like, he's like, so what's your DJ name? And I said, man, this was kind of when I was in the beginning stages. I was like, man, I don't really, I was using this name, but I'm not really sold on it. He's like, just go by Jordan Rogers. And I was like, okay, done. I was tired of dealing with it, honestly. Yeah. So, uh, on that note, did you know Calvin Harris? That's not even his real name. I did not. Is know it not? It's Adam something. Huh? Yeah. It's like Adam. Yeah. Calvin Harris. He, he chose that name because he was an R and B artist and he wanted an ambiguous name. This is according to Wikipedia. He wanted, a, he wanted an ambiguous name. So mm. Calvin Harris that you didn't know if he was white, black, whatever, oh, okay. like whatever. Yeah. Uh, so he went with Calvin Harris. Isn't that crazy? Cause Adam is like a super vanilla name, I guess. Yeah. I, I would think, I don't, I don't know many black people named Adam. <laughs> So yeah, dude, I don't know. I, I, I wanted a cool name like Skrillex or something, but 
you know, I just, dude, I don't, I couldn't, I could never, it's like choosing a tattoo, man. You know? Yeah. You guys have tats? No. Nope. Yeah. Me neither. Changed my mind too much. So how did you become a DJ? Do we even ask that question? Uh, I don't think we did. Nope. And we can, I can tell you a pretty, it's a pretty quick story, man. Um, a buddy of mine, Matt was, we were all catering weddings. All of us were catering weddings and he comes home one day and he's like, He's like, you know, I was a musician and he knew that I was into audio stuff and just kind of geeked out on that. And like, he's like, dude, uh, I talked to this DJ at this wedding and like, I really think you should talk to him because I told him about you and I think you'd be a great DJ. And I gave him, uh, he goes, here's this number, call him. And I already told him about you. I was like, are you like heaven sent or something? (laughs) Shout out to Matt White, who's like been my brother from another mother. Um, we were in a band, Clydephonics together. That's that guy, same guy. But, um, anyway, so I get, I get, I get the card. I call the guy. It's a local DJ company. We go to dinner. He hires me. I start DJing for him a little bit after like a year or so we parted ways. And I just was like, wasn't sure if I still wanted to do it or not. Yeah. Ended up and Matt was like, dude, you should still do it. Start your own thing. And, um, it's really, and I was scared. I was terrified. I was like, Oh me, no, like imposter syndrome. Mm. I can't do this on my own. Yeah. You know? With the fear, I was like 20, I was still in college. I was like, uh, 24, 23, 25, somewhere in there. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. The rest is history. I was in college. I graduated from university of Memphis tigers. And I was like, what's cool name. And we talked about that earlier. I picked tiger city. Cause I was like, I really want like a, an, and I love how you have the animals in here. Cause yeah. I think that's, you know, we're animals like all yeah. of us are. So like. Uh, yeah, I wanted to have like a, a, a familiar face. And so, mm. yeah, started, started DJing weddings for like two, 300 bucks. I think I did a couple for free just to get some like reviews and screwed up a lot in the beginning. Never, never anything unforgivable, but like I definitely screwed up and had to apologize a couple of times. Like, because you, you dude, you're not gonna, you're not going to get better unless you go out and try yeah. and fail. Like, yeah. The worst thing I ever did was I played the wrong song with this lady at her, at her ceremony and she's coming down the aisle. That was the worst thing I ever did. <laughs> and like, what was crazy about it is I, I played the song and then this is how stupid I was back in the day. I get on the microphone and I go, that was the wrong song. Let me get the right <laughs> song on. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that's the wrong song. She's already halfway down the aisle and I'm just like my freaking face, my face is blush. And I'm like, I get the right song on. She's already at the front and she ended up like leaving me a bad review and I gave her money back and I was like, right, listen, I am so sorry. You know, I know that sucked and I know like that was a big moment for you. Yeah. Please forgive me. She's probably divorced now anyways. Uh, can, I don't know. Man. Another shot it again. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But like, dude, it was so embarrassing. So that was, that was like one of the worst things I ever did. Have you um, seen that video of the guy playing that Ed Sheeran songs that lady has, she's in a wheelchair. Absolutely. It's freaking, I'm sorry. It's, kind of funny <laughs> it's like wild man like my legs don't i don't i don't think people, you get people groaning in the back like oh what I, the fuck? I don't think it was intentional that's why i think it's funny if i thought it, if i thought it was like him trying to embarrass her yeah i'd be like okay that's not cool yeah. like you're yeah. you know i think it was an accident and, yeah. which makes it i'm i'm a little bit on the dark side of humor <laughs> so i'm like it's kind of it was a weird i want to know how she felt with that like, yeah i mean yeah. her legs don't work i mean <laughs> So it's some truth to the song. Yeah. I don't know. What does the lyrics actually mean? Like, what is he? When what was Ed Sheeran thinking? I think he's saying when you're old and, and you, your body stops working. Oh, okay. Cause I don't know. Ed Sheeran's heard like, the real song he's a weird before. poet, man. He's like, a good, he's a good musician. Yeah. Deaf. 
definitely. Ed Sheeran's cool. But yeah. So when you first started, like, did you just pick up some gear? Yeah. So I, I had a little bit of training with those guys oh, that, okay. I, that I work for. And, um, the local company had a little bit of training and then I just like slowly bought, dude, I, I have a picture when I started at the U of M DJing for them. Cause mm-hmm. I, I was going there. So I was like, Hey, let me DJ y'all's parties. I had one laptop borrowed. I borrowed speakers from mm. Matt Wayne. <laughs> He's been like an angel in my life forever. It seems like he had speakers that we were using in the band. I was like, dude, can I just like borrow them for like a couple of events? And he's like, sure. So he loans them to me had, so I had my cheap laptop borrowed speakers and then that was it. No lights, nothing mm. like just bare minimum stuff. I, I mean, I had one little bitty wire that could have broken, could, could have easily broken, you know, coming out of my life, like a little, you know, the eighth inch right here, this, you know, this guy, Yeah. uh, which nowadays, like you don't do that. You can't, it's MIDI. Everything's MIDI now. Mm. Like audio is turned into like, you know, it's like audio turns into MIDI and, and then you, you play through your controller, you know, and yeah, it's pretty wild. So it's so did you start out with records or audio. CDs. I did not. And I probably get a lot of, I probably get a lot of hate for that. Um, which I don't really care because yeah. haters can suck it. Um, <laughs> I do get, you know, it's weird. I got a D there's a DJ in town who like hates on me for doing the silent disco. Um, he's public about public about it. He like puts little sad faces on every event I do. Really? He like even one time called me out and I'm, he spins vinyl and he's a producer Yeah. and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, you know, we're supposed to be unified here. And it's just like, it's so petty. He's older than me too. I'm like, dude, you're older than me. Like, I get it. You like vinyl. I get it. I'm not a vinyl guy. I get it. His whole thing. I think if I'm, if I'm just guessing is that a silent disco is way different from a rave where there's like music, you know, he's like, Oh, I just want to feel the bass, bro. And I'm like, I I get that. I get that. I'm a business guy. I see a, a need and a niche that I can go and do and fulfill. Nobody in Memphis was doing these. Yeah. And why the hell not? You know, everybody has different tastes, man. Yeah. Everybody has a different palette. Yeah. So it's like, you can like one thing you, another person can like another thing and just, right. you don't have to be an asshole about it. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. So take Maybe that. you should invite him to be one of your DJs at one of these signed discos and see what he does. <sighs> He'd probably tell me to go F myself. <laughs> hey man, look, you know, you ever just try it. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Like Maybe hey, that's what he said about. You haven't invited him. Yeah, Come do it. A lot of DJ. I know it's, I asked a couple of guys that are, it's this weird thing. D- dude, first of all, DJs have big egos, man. For whatever reason, I can't say all of them, but a lot of them have egos and it's, I don't understand why. Cause mm. they're not really that we're not, we are not really that special. Yes. It's a cool job. Playing music for a lot of people is cool. I can't, sometimes I can't believe I even get to do it. It's, you know, it's such a cool thing, but it's like, you're not that special, bro. You're playing other people's songs. Yeah. Are they, is this person a producer? Uh, which no, I don't think so. Don't think so. I think the ones that I'm thinking about, I mean, are they a producer on a large scale? No. Do they probably make stuff in, in their house and like probably never gets out? Maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think they know how to like, but the majority of stuff that they're playing for other people is other people's. Yeah, music. dude, nobody, there's no DJ producers that have made it even, halfway big from the city, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping to change that. I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to have an album done by the, by the end of the year. So something I'm like proud of and like can play, you know, well, that's would you and you... wicked ever work on something together? Love to. I'd love. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's busy though. I mean, I mean, tell us he's going to Spain here in a couple of weeks, I guess, or sometime. Dude, he plays all over. Good for him. That's, that's the dream right there. Yeah. 
So yeah. I'd love to do something with Wicket. Do you um, have something else you want to play for us? Let me see. Yeah, dude. Um, and while you're looking at this is the other thing I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. So what is your advice for people and what mark do you want to leave on the world? My advice for people. Um, do you mean DJs or just in, just in anybody? general? Or you could be DJs. Man, you can have mark, two part. The mark I want to leave on the world would be. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I definitely don't want to be a guy that like. I want to. I want to give more than I took. I want to like. I want to. You know, and it's weird, man, because I was definitely raised as a, like a stingy, like I was just innately that way for whatever reason. Um, I definitely want to give more than I take. And I definitely want to like bring people together. That's what these parties are about, man. That's what these sound discos are about. That's what it's, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I make some money. I've, I've lost money too, you yeah. know? Um, but to me, it's like when I go to these, like when I go to these raves and I see people like Scotty B playing, which I saw him the other night, it was incredible. It was his last show so many people were in the room dancing together. They weren't fighting about anything. Nothing else mattered. Everybody's just dancing, having a good time. There's something so incredibly special about that, you know? And so the mark I want to leave, man, is like, I want to be about unity and love and like, you know, forget the divisiveness, man. I'm over. That's why it's, yeah, that's why I can't be on social media. I don't even want to, I don't even want to be a a part of it. Mm. I don't want to like Joe Rogan had a great quote. He goes, he said, do you think Michael Jordan is in the comment section arguing with somebody? Yeah. No, he's busy winning. Mm-hmm. Right. He's, he's like, you know, 100%. he's well, not after watching the last dance. I don't know. He's kind of a fucked up person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that man, that man makes enemies in his heads to win. I never saw that. Oh, it's good, man. It's really fucking good. I started watching it the other day. I think I'm on episode two or three or something. So I'm going to play a song that is the, the other song too, was not mixed or mastered. I should, I should preface that. Like for those that don't understand, you know, your drums, your, all the stuff has to be mixed so that the kick is not so loud so that it's a process in production that you got to, the thing I showed you earlier was not mixed or mastered. I literally made it today. And so this one is not mixed or mastered either, but I made this in a couple of hours and, um, I mean, in a couple of hours, uh, and, and during the, the full moon, I remember. Oh about yeah. That. So it's, it sounds very like muddy. I'm almost like reluctant to play it, but I, it's a cool song. Um, but yeah, we'll turn it up. Let me go ahead and turn it on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a little, it's a little like you'll, you'll hear what I'm like when I, when you hear it, it's a little muddy, but like once it gets mixed and mastered, this is a track that's probably going to be on my album, but you guys get to hear it here first.
That's it. That's dope, dude. Thank you. I love that. Really? Shit. Yeah, I dude. love the part where the which you, you, the music, uh, piano thing goes yeah. twice, and yeah. the, the dr- beat drops. Yeah. That's gonna sound Thanks. fucking amazing when dude. you got the fucking like speakers going. Oh and shit, yeah, dude. it was very not loud, and I was I was gonna cut it off. I have a couple of versions of it, and so there's so I'm always like uh, mixing, rip, like rendering it. Um, that again has was not mastered or mixed, so you it was kind of like low volume. Yeah, but uh, and also I don't I didn't know if you had a gain on here that we could have turned up, but it's all good. Um, no, that's as high as it goes. Yeah, there. it's all good. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to play stuff from an iPhone too, like that has you know. Has no mixing or mixing. Are you going to play that yeah. at um, Memphis Fest? I hope so. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That bump bump sounds like Thriller. Michael Jackson. Bro, listen. So check this out. Funny story. You're like the third person that said that. And I was like, I was like, man, did I rip off Thriller? And then the cool part about it is this. I did. I did, by the way, accidentally. Yeah. But it was during the full moon. I was super inspired to write. I wrote it, like I said, in a couple of hours, but like afterwards I was like, man, I've had so many people that is that sounds like Michael Jackson. So I go turn on thriller and at the very end of thriller, it's boom, 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 you know? Yeah. And I was like, the cool thing, the cool part about it is, is do you guys know about what resampling is? Mm-hmm. Like what, there's a whole world of resampling. So you can, you can resample stuff. And, uh, if, if you give the, the person credit, uh, if you, you know, if you make, um, sales from the songs, you have to pay them a percentage. So mm. all I have to do really is go, I did, I honestly did not mean to rip off thriller. Yeah. I, that was not in my head. I, I just was in the moment and, and maybe, yeah, it's maybe, the full moon. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of fitting that you would have that with thriller right, based dude. off like. Exactly. So the song's called full moon, but, um, there's really no, vo- there's no vocals yet. But I don't know if you could hear, but uh, my friend Lydia is playing violin in there. I did. Yeah, yeah that sounds really good, dude. Yeah, she. Thanks, man. I, w- I mean, once it gets mixed and you can hear all the parts like super clear and I'm I'm horrible at mixing and I'm horrible at like I, all that's all I can do is really just write songs and produce it. And then I send it off to a mixing guy. But like, yeah, all that stuff. Um, there's yeah, man. Um, I don't know if is that's, that's probably enough, isn't it? There's another there's some more, but like. They're also not mixed or mastered, but there's another one that I'm working on that I want to have done before, um, before Mimbo to play it. It's like super EDM, but, uh, that's, that's kind of my lane that I think I'm going to stay in is like EDM tracks. Like they're fun to make. I love to dance. I love to see people dance. Um, I played that song at a party the other night. I've played it like twice now. And like people got, they, they went crazy. They were like, Oh dude, this could be the baseline. I don't know. But yeah. I like it. Yeah. Thanks, man. So, oh, are you on SoundCloud? Yeah, this is I'm actually I'm actually streaming it from SoundCloud. This is where I play. I'll upload for cases like this. It's so easy to upload it. Then I can play it from my phone. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm definitely on there. Um. You guys can look me up. Um. I, I'm starting a side project called Birthday Twin with uh, Lydia Bain. Um. She's an amazing violinist and we have the same birthday, April 3rd. So we're called birthday twin and mm-hmm. we're going to, we, what we want to do, man, is we want to do like live improv improv. Like I want to, there's a guy on YouTube called Mark Ribolette. I don't know if you know who that yeah. is, but he does like, he does all this improv during the, during COVID. He just did all this improv. He's super famous now, super famous. He played Bonnaroo and just had like 10,000 people probably at his show. Maybe, maybe five. I don't know. But like, yeah, he just got famous off of having a camera in his room and he just made these loops. He just like did live looping, just wearing the robe, wearing the robe. And he, yeah. And he just, he just go, he would just like with the baseline, he would just go boom, boom. 
and have that loop going. He was basically like writing songs on the spot. And then, yeah. And then, and then a lot of his stuff like blew up. They had like several million, million views, but we, we want to kind of do that. Like I, every show he does live is, is different. Mm. And so I think that, I think that's very cool. Like Lydia and I are very inspired by that. We want to do like live looping. And then there's so many artists that are doing that now, but you know, man, I'm not really down with the whole, just like get behind a, a DJ booth and just playing. I mean, of course I'm going to have to do that sometimes. And you know, that's what like Zed does and, and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. So birthday twin, check us out. We're, we're going to hopefully do some stuff. Hopefully if I can get Lydia to like finish an album with me and not like move away again. But <laughs> <laughs> if you don't hear our stuff, you know, it's because she moved away or I moved away or something, but yeah. So where is somewhere besides uh Memphis fest? Can somebody see you play? Man, come out to the silent discos. We, um, everybody, we've, we've got kind of a little following, man. Like we usually have like a hundred people that show up on average, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, come to the silent discos, look us up Overton. We do those at Overton. That's kind of our, our, our place right now because like venues and Memphis are tough. So, and how long does that run till? In August, September, we got one in August. We got, I think we have one in September. We usually go until it gets cold. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we'll go all the way through like November. So, oh, that's not bad. And this one is in on Saturday, right? Yeah, we got one on. Is this going to come out before then? Probably not. I don't know. What day are you doing it? The this this weekend. So today is Sunday. So yes, today is July seventeenth. We have one on the twenty third. But if you don't, if you can't make that country western one on the twenty third, we have an eighties one. August 5th, it is at Grind City Brewery. And uh, let me just double check that the details. Oh, is that my phone doing that? Yeah, Grind City Brewery, uh, Friday, Friday, August 5th. It's an 80s theme. And then the next one is August 20th, and that is at Overton. And that one's probably going to be like a Burning Man theme. Oh, nice. Or a Greek. We haven't decided yet. We did, a, we did a vote, and it was 24 votes to 22 votes. Greek one. So I'm like, man, there's two votes. Like, should we really just... Maybe we should do Burning Man in August and then Greek later on because Burning Man is in August. Mm. So, mm. yeah, you guys should come out. Yeah, I got to figure out what because I know there's one that he had talked to some guy about releasing on the 19th or something because mm-hmm. he's trying to promote some book that we talked about. Yeah, no worries. So I need to figure out that. It's all good. But uh, yeah. yeah, I can probably play around. Well, he's with in it. he's in Spain right now, so he might be pushing his Audible off. Well, maybe you should message them and then we yeah, can figure it got out. Got you. Yeah. Cool. So if that's the yeah. case, I can release this one on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Tuesday or Friday. Whatever's clever. No pressure. So. But yeah, I yeah. can I can figure it out. Yeah. Did you answer the question about your uh, uh, advice for people? Yeah. Yeah. My advice for people: stop the divisiveness. Stop stop separating yourself from someone because you saw something they posted online that offended you. Like that crap eats me up, dude. Like, of course you're going to disagree with somebody, but like this whole, this whole thing, dude, I've just seen so many people lose friends in the last, you know, with COVID and and all the stuff with, like we were saying earlier, like the abortion stuff. And it's just, it's dude, it's just there to divide us and like, don't let it, don't let it divide us. Cause yeah. Yeah. Cause like I said, I think, I think if you sat down and had a conversation with people, person, Mm-hmm. And then you talked about what they agree with or what they believe in, what you believe yeah. in. And then maybe you could bring up the information where you got the information. Yeah. Then people could probably come together a little bit more. Or you could just see from somebody's point of view, like, you know, you got to understand everybody has a reason why they think a certain way, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. yeah, try to, try to hear where people are coming from, man. Be a little more forgiving. Like don't take things. So I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Don't take, 
don't take things personal. I used to like, I'd be like, oh man, like this dude didn't text me back who I'm trying to book a show with or whatever. Like, oh, he must hate me. Mm. And you know, it's not true. They're just, people are busy, you know? Yeah. I agree. Like I said, less, less hate, more love. That's true. More kindness. I love it. Thank you guys for doing this podcast. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. And then we got to do it again, possibly. Like I'd love it. We can even do it remote or something. Yeah. If you end up moving. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do it again. Sounds good. Zoom calls too. Perfect. um, like I said, I didn't want it just to be about the DJing, but I obviously that is who you are. But that's not how we know you. Right. Yeah. You know, there's more to you than just uh, DJ Jordan Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. True to that. Yeah. I remember when you were asking, like, what we're going to talk about? I was like, man, it's going to be normal conversation. We would have like a bar or restaurant or something. Yeah. And that's pretty much what we did. Yeah. That's it. Are we done? Do you want to ask him your... uh your question that you asked <laughs> Kevin yesterday? No, no, no. I'm going to save it. No. Um, my question is, what memory of yourself do you want people to remember? Mm. Dude, some deep questions. Y'all should have told, y'all should have sent me this early. <laughs> what memory do I want people? You know what, man? I'm going to plug this phone so it doesn't make any noises. Um, I'll say this, man. I, I, after my father passed away, Everything in my life changed. Um, my mom and I got closer and, you know, we, we still have some family drama in our family and like, like members, you know, being divisive again, like we're saying, being divisive over stupid stuff, man, that doesn't even matter. And, um, you know, my mom, my mom and I, she's been going through some, some stuff. And so I've been, I've been there for her. I've been like supporting her financially. I loaned her one of my cars. Like I'm actually going to give her one of my cars, but not trying to brag. I don't say that to brag. I say that cause I'm very thankful that I can do it, but dude, the way it made me feel, man, is like, is it's this woman who gave me life. It's almost, it shouldn't even be a question. I don't think, cause I like, I see, I see people that don't get along with their family. They don't even talk to their mom or dad. And I'm just like, dude, you are going to regret that so much when they're gone. You're going to regret the silent treatment you're giving your father, your mom, you know, you think it's, you know, what's the poison statement? The only poison you're drinking is yours. Mm, yeah. What's it? What's it? Uh, yeah. Like if you're drinking poison, you're not killing somebody else. You're killing yourself. Something like that. Yeah. The only po- it's, or it's like the, the whole thing about like um, uh, you're letting somebody li- live rent free in your home or your head. Good. Yeah. And it's like, why? Because they're more than likely they're not even worried about the thing that happened. Yeah. They moved on. Yeah, totally. That's a good point, too. When we think when we're concerned about what other people think about us, you know, like people aren't really like, so we, we did this yoga dance party the other night and everybody was dancing freely. Like all these yogis, it was so fun. And I'm, I'm like over here just kind of like I'm DJing, but I'm also dancing and I'm just like, man, I'm just going to cut loose. I don't give a crap anymore. So I just started, I started and like, I think a lot of times in our head, we're always just like, Oh man, everybody's going to watch me. They're judging yeah. me. Whatever. I used to dance. I used to dance. Like I used to be like a really good dancer. I mean, I think that's fair. I think my friends would agree with that, but I used to, you guys remember back in the census days, I used to go every week and I would go dance because I loved it. It was just fun, you know, but I don't know, man, I stopped and then I, and then I started getting in my head and I was like, oh man, people are watching me. Like, but the other night, like I was just like, screw it. I'm going to let loose. And it was so freeing and fun and Mm -hmm. wonderful. And, uh, where was I going with that? (laughs) What point was I making there? You asked me a question. Yeah. It was like, uh, I don't, I don't even remember at this point, but 
<laughs> Dude, we, we've we, we've talked about so much stuff. I'm like, I'm like, man, it happens a lot to me, man. Like sometimes I'll be Thomas. I'm like, wow, where am I going with that? Yeah, yeah. You started thinking. Because I, I think like, when you hear yourself, it kind of throws you off sometimes. It too. does. Yeah. Well, you asked me. Oh, we were talking about um, what memory do you want? Yeah. What memory do I want? And like, uh, yeah, there's something freeing about just being yourself, being authentic, like not caring what other people think about you. Honestly, on this podcast too, man, it's been really cool just to chat about stuff and not have anxiety about, like I said earlier, like what if this offends somebody or what if, you know, what if it like, I don't know, like, yeah, it's easy to do that, right? To get in your head and be like, I think, you know, as long as you're not just being mean or mean spirited, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. And I think the only person that got offended today was him when I asked about the three to four drinks. What are you talking about? That's called a callback, man. And you did. And I'm going to cut that. I haven't cut a clip in a long time, but I'm going to make a clip of that. You catch an attitude today. And have your face as the picture. As well, I mean, he didn't confirm. He's it. trying to be nice. Nope, nope he's coddling you like every other person <laughs> in our fucking life. I don't want to be in the middle, guys. <laughs> I don't, don't want to be in the middle of that. Oh, oh shit. man, no, well, man, it's been fun, man. Yeah, thank and, you so much. Uh, thanks for, for having me on, yeah, man. It's been, like I said, it's just there's so much to talk fun about. to talk about. It is, man. With other people, you know. Yeah, I'd love to come back on anytime, man. Yeah, for sure. So cool place. I love. I love what you guys have done, man. Keep going. You guys keep going, keep doing this. This is, we need this in Memphis. So like, if you ever get down and you're having a bad day, remember this moment, like you guys are making history. We sat here for four hours and talked about all kinds of cool stuff, four and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> but like, is that, is that five hours? Oh, four and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, dude. But like, we need this, man. We need, we need to, this is bringing people together. It really is. It's like, you get to really see what people like. This is the thing about Twitter and Facebook and everything. Like it's such a short you know, whatever the characters are, I forget how many characters. Oh it is. yeah. 250, I believe. Whatever or it is, you, you know, if you said one little sentence on there, everybody's going to be like, Oh, he meant this or he meant this or he meant this. But like this, this long format's friggin' awesome. And I think it's taken over the world. And, um, I think more people need to do it. So I think that you're seeing that people do have longer attention spans than they give people credit for. Yeah. I, I put podcasts on and listen everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think you can learn a lot from a, certain podcasts than you do from like school. Totally. And you like, so you learn about people's points of view. And like you said, you, it's not just like a Jimmy Kimmel or right. Dave, David Letterman where they're only little segments and you're like yeah. telling little stories. Most of those are pre interviews, you know, scripted. Yeah. Yeah. Promoting a movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I dig it, man. Keep going. Don't stop. I mean, you got a cool setup here and, and you guys did great. So very nice. Very nice to be here, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Man. Cheers, guys. And uh, where can everybody find you? Instagram. Uh, my name is the real Jordan Rogers. Only because I have that name. It was a running joke. My Instagram got hacked twice. Everybody's like, "Oh, you're the real Jordan Rogers. You're so funny." And I'm probably going to change it. But I tried changing my name many times. There's nothing available. Jordan underscore 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 Rogers is taken. Jordan. With yeah, all every literally every name is taken, so I'm freaking stuck with that. And it was a joke in the beginning because my Instagram got hacked, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm just gonna be the real Jordan Rogers. That'll be funny." And then everyone thinks I have an ego, and I'm like, "I don't." Like, it's just it was funny in the beginning, but well, not. it goes back to like what you said about when you're you talked about you gave your mo- your mom a car, yeah, 
And then you were like, oh, I'm not bragging. But only somebody that thinks you're bragging would think that. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's just like even with your name. I mean, it's not like an ego thing. It's just that was what it was available. Sure. Or you're letting people know that this is who you are. Yeah. 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 I'm big on Instagram right now. That's really all I do. I don't really do TikTok or Snap or any of that other stuff. Um, that's kind of my lane right now. Um, so, yeah, they can find me there. Um, I just got a YouTube channel going and it's you can just look up Jordan Rogers. You can type in. Um, I think that's what it's under, actually. I, I literally just started it. Um the traveling DJ. Is that the name that I called myself? I can't even remember the name of it right now. I should have been ready for that. Well, but. I can put all that in the show notes. Yeah. Put that in the show notes. That. Yeah. It's pretty fresh channel. Like it just, it just got started and I've got like two or three videos up. So, okay. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah, guys. Thank you very much. Do you have anything else? No, I'm looking catch, up. You want to catch an attitude real quick? Mm. Get off. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We love you lots. <laughs>